WJSZ 92.5 FM Ashley. WJSZ The Castle. Playing the hits you want to hear. Here's the handoff to Dan Miller. He gets a hole straight up the middle. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Put down Owasso. Dan Miller. Pangborn out of the wishbone. Hands it off to Quincy. Glass looking around. Dives up towards the end zone. And he is into the end zone from four yards out. Quincy Glass, the fourth consecutive touchdown in the last two weeks. And the Cavaliers draw first blood. Michigan in conjunction with C925 the Castle presents the Mid-Michigan Conference Game of the Week. Your Sportsnet Michigan team members who proudly support area high school athletes include AAA of Michigan, Royal Full Moon Screen Printing, Engineering Incorporated, the Owasso Cinemas, the American Cancer Society, Breathe Wheel Alignment, Brady's and Bannon's Foodland, Greg and Lou's Family Restaurant, Seville Real Estate and Insurance, Richard Selleck and Son Agency, Culligan Water Systems, Shiawassee Copier Sales, Cadwallader Lord Rod, Selleck Office Supply, Dutchtown Video, Signature Ford, Lincoln Mercury Jeep Eagle, Gilbert True Value Hardware and Appliance, Sir Pizza, William Graham Accounting and Tax Service, Smith Janitorial Supply, Carlson Chevrolet Geo, Sobac Home Medical Equipment Store, Hornets Floor Covering, Sovis Insurance, The Sunday Independent, Stewart Street Auto, Mauer Heating and Cooling, VG's Food Center, Memorial Healthcare Sports Team, Young Oldsmobile Cadillac, Savis Travel Bureau, McLaren Plumbing and Heating, Oran Slingerland Chrysler Plymouth Dodge, Plaza Drug Incorporated, Modern Woodmen of America Fraternal Life Insurance, McDonald's of Owasso, Corona, Durand and Perry, Tuppy Auto Service Center, and C92.5 The Castle. It's now time for the players to walk the walk and our Sportsnet Michigan broadcasters to talk the talk. Let's send it to the crew at the ball game. Take it away, men. Well, hello, Mid-Michigan, and welcome to the game. I'm Ted Patel with the entire Sportsnet Michigan posse, Bill Janago, Chris McMillan, and Sherm Hazelton, and history will be made tonight here at Nickanese Stadium as Corona's Cavaliers do battle with the Owasso Trojans in their first ever gridiron meeting. Both teams are at 3-1 and one on the season and in the playoff chase, so something's got to give, including bragging rights for an entire year. The atmosphere is electric here at the Nick on this perfect October 3rd, 1997 evening. Let's get the gang's thoughts here on Z92.5, the castle, and gentlemen, I know that when we pulled in this evening, the line was about six or seven blocks long to get in this stadium. Let's start with Bill Janago. Some of your initial thoughts here on this gigantic crowd and this gigantic game. Ted, you're so right. The lines are long. However, there is plenty of room over here. Accommodations have been made. If you're driving and you're on your way over, come on in. There's plenty of room. It is 80 degrees out here on October 3rd. This is an absolutely perfect evening for high school football. And what better than the first ever game of these crosstown rivals, the Trojans from Owasso and you Cavaliers here in Corona. 
Well, it's going to be a heck of a game. I can feel it. It may even be too hot out here tonight, though. Fatigue could end up being a little bit of a factor as we go along. Chris, some of your thoughts. Yeah, Ted, I think it's worth a trip over here for no other reason than just to get a 50-50 ticket and boost your <laughs> annual income by about 2000 bucks. Well, we definitely got our 50-50 tickets in fine fashion. Shermie, what do you think on the ball game here tonight? Well, I think it's just a game I've waited for years for this to happen, and it's just electric. It's like playoff atmosphere around here, and I tell you, I hope it's like a real clean game. And I just want the people that are watching this to have a good time. And remember, these are just kids playing a game right here tonight. Absolutely right. Now, we have a great crowd. I'm sure the fans will behave themselves. The players will, too. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be capped off tonight by a get-together at Risto's Bistro in downtown Owasso. I'll broadcast my sports forum program until midnight as soon as I get out of this mob and get down to downtown Owasso. As a special incentive this evening, folks, all you Corona and Owasso fans, come on down. The radio station and Mike Gaylord will donate $100 to the Owasso or Corona Sports Booster Club, depending on which group of fans at Ristos are the most spirited. We're still going to figure out some kind of plan. It may be a rendition of the respective fight songs. Well, we'll get something going down there later on tonight. They're just one of our outstanding sponsors. And let's go to Bill Janago and some great words from our Sportsnet Michigan sponsors. Thank you, Ted. And we do want to uh, tell all of our listeners to be sure to stop into these sports boosters, these sponsors that bring Friday Night Football live here on 92.5. And they include McLaren Service Star Hardware. McLaren Service Star Hardware wish the Trojans and Cavaliers good night, good luck on tonight's games. Let McLaren Service Star Hardware be your store for all your hardware needs. No housewares or stereos here, just the largest basic hardware selection in the area. They have lawn rakes, paint, tools, pool supplies, propane gas, screen and glass repair, and the area's largest selection of plumbing and heating parts, plus a knowledgeable staff to help you out. Call the Star of Hardware at 725-STAR. McLaren Service Star Hardware, open seven days a week for your convenience. Are you looking for your dream house or wanting to sell your present home? Richard Selleck and Sons Real Estate and Insurance Agency provide you with continuous, courteous, professional service that you expect from a family-operated business. The Selleck Agency has been serving the area for over 75 years. So if you're in the market to buy or sell a home or purchase insurance for that home, contact the Selleck Agency, 313 North Washington Street in Owasso. And also we want to welcome a new member of the Sportsnet Michigan Broadcast Sponsorship, and that is Cartronics Incorporated, your AirTouch Platinum Cellular Agent for the Owasso Corona area. That's Cartronics. Welcome to Sportsnet Michigan. Ted? I'll tell you, Bill Janega, we have an outstanding roster of sponsors this year, perhaps the greatest roster of high school sports boosters we have ever had, and we do appreciate every one of them. Let's take a quick little look back a week ago how these teams made it here to 3-1. and one. Owasso, in their homecoming last Friday night at Wilman Field, picked up a very exciting 29-23 homecoming victory. The Trojans won it on Jared Dome's three-yard toss to Matt Sumrak with only 20 seconds left in the ballgame. Danny Miller had a huge game with 120 yards on 14 carries. He had one touchdown, and he carried the Trojans on his back on that entire drive. Jared Dome with 7 of 10 passing for 110 yards and two TDs and really had a solid game. And Damon Palmer led the defense with 12 tackles. Sherm Hazleton, we were over there last week, and I think Tom Harkma has the Trojans doing exactly what he hoped for, getting done with that.
that opening night loss to Grand Blank, making some adjustments. He has the team on the rise right now, and they played very well against Mount Pleasant, especially in that second half. I totally agree with you there, Ted. Mount Pleasant was a big-time football coming into town, and the Trojans showed no mercy to Mount Pleasant in that second half. And you got to think the Oilers are reeling with two losses right off the bat in this new conference to St. John's and Owasso. But the Trojans are prime. They look good. Danny Miller looked really good last week, even with that hurt shoulder. It's just tough and gutty. It's going to be a heck of a ball game. You're listening to 92.5, Z92.5, if you will, the castle. This is our Sportsnet Michigan production of high school football here, the Mid-Michigan Conference Game of the Week. And last week in the Mid-Michigan Conference, right here at Nickanee Stadium, it was Corona 20, Alma 14 in overtime. Again, a Cavalier homecoming victory. Tad Van Pelt, for the second time this year, scored three Cavalier TDs. He scored all the Cavalier touchdowns in that game from two yards out, a nice 45-yard run, and a big, huge nine-yard run in overtime. Brent Gieskin, who has shown that he can throw the ball, was a solid 7 of 9 for 78 yards. Jeff Pangborn and Van Pelt led the defense with 10 tackles each. But Chris McMillan, you were here. How'd the Cavaliers look against that Alma Panther team, which had some talent? Well, quite honestly, Ted, Corona did not play well the last half of the Duran game or the first half of the Alma game. But starting midway through the third quarter last week, offensive line started coming off the ball. Running backs started running like Corona running backs. And the Cavaliers played Corona football in the fourth quarter. Also last week in the MMC, St. John's picked up a one-point win over Chesanine, 14-13. It was the Indians' homecoming that night, and the St. John's Red Wings spoiled that one. Mark Smith had a huge game for the Wings with 152 yards and had the game-winning touchdown and extra point for the Red Wings. Ovid Elsie down Durant, 28-14. Let me see if I got this name right, Sherm Hazelton, you Ovid Elsie educator. Chris Matulowicz. Yes. Is that close? He had 125 yards, two touchdowns, and 11 carries for the Marauders of Denny Baritona. And they've got a huge game tonight at Morningstar Field in Chesanine. The final MMC game was Greenville over Ionia, 34-14. Kevin Longest had 128 yards for the Yellow Jackets and a couple of touchdowns. Tonight in the MMC, gentlemen, some excellent ball games. Of course, the one we're very interested in is the one that's going to take place right in front of us, Owasso right here at Nickanee Stadium against the Cavaliers. But... Some of your thoughts on the other games on the schedule tonight. Over at Elsie at Chesedine against the Indians and the Marauders, Bill Janago. Ted, I went on record with Sherm Hazelton early on in the season saying that Obed Elsie would be the surprise team of the B division of the MMC. And sure enough, they're 3-1. and one. Denny Baratona has these players bringing it up a level. Tonight they're going to get their real test as they play Chesnang, probably the surprise team of the B division of the MMC. Well, we're going to play our version of the Four Stooges up here in the booth. Let's make our picks on these games, and we're going to make our pre-kickoff picks on this game. I'll go with the Indians in that one. Well, my old buddy here, Sherm Hazelton, of course, he's an educator over at Obed Elsie. Danny Baritone is a pretty good friend. I'm going to call the upset. I think that maybe what's going to happen here is that Ovid Elsie Marauders are going to squeak one out. I'm going to go Ovid Elsie 14, Chesnang Indians 13. Sorry, all my Chesnang fans up there and good friends, but I just kind of like the way Denny Baritone has got this team set up. Sherm, what do you think? I think there was a pretty good score you picked right there. Which I'd team? I'd say about 20 to 14. I guess I'll go with the Marauders. 
Come on, Mick Ground game going and try to grind it down. I like the Indians coming back, rebounding big from that tough loss, and I think they're going to blow the Marauders out. <laughs> Durand at Alma, you got to go with the Panthers, I would think, but the Railroaders could pull the upset. They played pretty well last week for three quarters against the Marauders. What do you think, Bill? Panthers all the way. Oh, no contest there. Alma, I think they're a pretty good team. They faced uh, Chesting and Corona in successive weeks, so I'm going to go with Alma also. Alma's a good football team. They're going to blow Durand out. Another game on the MMC schedule, Mount Pleasant at Ionia. I'll go ahead and go with the Oilers to rebound after that tough loss against uh, the Trojans a week ago, and they've been a little bit snake bit all season long, so they're going to have to be out with a vengeance. I go along with you there, Ted. Oh, uh, Mount Pleasant is 1-3, three, three losses combined less than 10 points. They're going to I think they're going to lay the lumber on I mean, i got to go with Mount Pleasant all the way. Well, Ted, your brother John said Ionia was the worst football team he's ever seen, so I'm going with the Oilers. <laughs> I'll ditto that. I'm with Chris said. I think Ionia's in big trouble. You know, we got listeners over there, so they're after John now. The last game is Greenville at St. John's. St. John's is definitely solid in the playoff chase. Greenville seems to be a bit down. Got to go with the Red Wings in that one, especially at home. It's going to be the Red Wings, and I'm looking forward to next week's big matchup. For your listeners at 725, the sports posse here all make our predictions of the Owasso Krona game, and when I make that prediction, you'll know why I want the Red Wings to win tonight. <laughs> St. John's a good football team. They're going to win. I'll say uh, St. John's by at least uh, 35 points. Well, we have a spectacular evening here at the Nicanese Athletic Complex in Corona. Great crowd, but as Bill mentioned earlier, we can fit you in here. There's plenty of acreage, so there's plenty of room to line up around the fences, even though they are pretty well lined up uh, oh, all the way down both sides of the field, but there's some end zone spaces available, and if you don't feel like coming over here, hey, sit on back, tune it right where you got it, 92.5, and we'll get you all the action, almost like being here. And for those of you that can't make it, we have sponsors at Sportsnet Michigan and a sponsor group that bring you these broadcasts, and they include VG's Food Center on North M52 in Owasso, offers value, quality, and service in a clean, pleasant atmosphere. VG's features an in-store deli and bakery, pharmacy, floral center, video rental, and so much more. They're open 24 hours daily for your convenience. VG's, where the people make the difference. William Graham Accounting and Tax Service provides year-round accounting and tax preparation services for electronic tax filing of individual farm or business returns and professional accounting services. See Bill Graham at William Graham Accounting and Tax Service, 270 North Bacchus Street in Corona. Ted? Well, there's some other key games around mid-Michigan tonight. As you can hear, the Corona Cavalier Band in the background for their pregame entertainment. We also have the Owasso High Band scheduled to be over here at halftime for a dual performance here. Some of the other uh, key games tonight on the schedule, though, include Bowerville at DeWitt, which should be one heck of a battle over there in Pantherland. Clio is at Flushing for a big battle. Frankenmuth is at North Branch. Here is probably the biggest game in mid-Michigan if you throw this one out of the mix, and that is East Lansing at Grand Ledge. Of course, Grand Ledge rated number one in Class AA, East Lansing number three in A. Sherman Hazleton, I know you're a high school fanatic. What do you think of that big matchup? It's going to be a huge game right there, and I'll tell you what, I think East Lansing is going to come out on top there. Uh, they seem to always get a back whose name I can never pronounce, uh, just like they had the last couple of years. But anyway, they've got a pretty good team. They beat Sexton last week, who's really good, and I think East Lansing is going to nose out Grand Ledge. 
Well, there's some other outstanding games in mid-Michigan, but tomorrow night there's a key Class D matchup up at Mount Pleasant, and that's Morris at Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart. And I know, Bill, you have some connections up there at Sacred Heart. My brother-in-law is the athletic director at Sacred Heart, and my nephew, Kip Hartman, is the starting quarterback for Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart. So as much as uh, I want to see the mid-Michigan area do well in Morris, i got to go with family, and so I'm kind of got a root for my nephew there. You can hear the Quran marching band. They just saluted Owasso with the big O on the middle of the field and a little bit of their fight song. And now the Cavaliers going with their ballad here in front of the home crowd. We have a, just a huge, huge crowd here in Corona, as you well can imagine. Now, you know, this game is not for any kind of conference stakes, but there are some huge stakes on this game, not just the bragging rights between these two schools, but one loss could send one of these teams right out of the playoff chase. Both teams are sitting in contention in the playoffs. The Cavaliers are number eight in double B, and Owasso is number nine in class A, both in region number one. So this game has big significance in the playoff dance. Ted, I don't want to be the doomsayer for Owasso, but this is a very critical game for Owasso. Obviously, Corona is a class B school. If Owasso were to lose this game, I think their playoff chances could very easily go out the window. That would give them two losses. It would be very, very tough for Owasso to qualify for the playoffs. Well, here's one of the ultimate tough guys that, uh, you know, I feel like uh, Dan Deardorff and Michaels, you know, we're bringing a guest in the booth here right now. And we've got uh, Mr. Ultimate Tough Guy, Dick Sobeck. And Dick, I know you had a lot of fun this week with uh, your tailgate days down at Sobeck. Tell us a little bit how that went. Oh, we had a great time. We had a good turnout. And it's kind of the first annual one, and we're looking forward to many, many more. Uh, when I played at Owasso, we w I wish we could have had some kind of a rivalry like this. This is great. The parents know each other. The players know each other. It's going to be a great game. Well, I know you're a businessman in Owasso with plenty of Corona customers, but you have a son out here on the gridiron. Are you nervous at all? Yeah, I'm very nervous. Uh, matter of fact, I didn't sleep last night, and I, if I could have, I'd have been here at noon get, getting the seat. All right, Dick, thanks for checking in with us. Have fun at the game. And one of our tremendous sponsors, Dick Sobeck. And, uh, boy, we love all the support we get from all of them, my friends. Ted, you know, we talk about all the other games taking place in the area, but let's face it, this is the game, and this game involves more than just the young men that are dressed and playing in tonight's game. This game involves all the former athletes over here at Corona and, of course, back in Owasso, and, you know, we can rattle off names and go on and on and on, and I'm sure over the years, those athletes would have loved to have had the opportunity that these young men are having tonight. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. Let's throw some of the names out. You can go back away at Owasso High. You know some of the great players, some of the great teams. I have a little history here in Corona. I know my dad played on the 1947 unbeaten Corona Cavaliers. They thought they were the best team in the state. In fact, the Detroit News had them ranked number one at the end of the year in Class C. Some of the standouts over here in Corona, obviously, were in that era. Gordy Sayre was one of them. He went on to play at Michigan State, played, the, played for the Big Ten champion, Michigan State Spartans. Chris, you can help me out a little here with some of these Cavaliers. Don Harris, back in the 40s, Another great player for Corona. 50s, they had a bunch, Ted. Um, Charlie Fernet, that team with Dwayne Taylor, I think that was, what, 56, 57 in there? Of course, uh, Tony 
Tommy Hornis holds quite a few records over here in the passing game. Chris, I know your era, the 1966 Cavaliers had some standouts. First team I ever saw, Harvey the Duchess through the air, Tom Butcher on the ground, just Dave Ackley, just about six or seven All-Staters on that team. Of course, can't forget Bill Strigo for my dad's era, but Bill, throw some names out for our Trojan listeners. Uh, we can go back in the 50s and you can talk about Gus Fry, probably one of the best ends that Owasso had. You can talk about Doc Elliott, Joe Elliott, uh, Gene Ackert, uh, you know, then you can kind of, probably the best athlete, of course, to come out of Owasso is sitting right out here in the stands just walking up and down here, and that, of course, would be Brad Van Pelt, but there are so many of them. Chubb Rapoon was also an outstanding player. I mean, we're missing people, so don't hold it against us, but we threw a few names out there. I'm sure you can remember some of those great, great high school players, and yeah, they would have liked to play in this kind of Ted, game. Ted, one I have to mention, an old classmate of mine, a former football coach at Eastern Michigan and at Grand Valley. That would be Jim Harkema. Right. Uh, oh, we can go back recently. Darren Rose, who was probably one of the best quarterbacks for his size. And then Hanchett, John Hanchett, great punt returner, kickback returner. Sure, uh, Ted, you know, there's a bunch of them. Chris, what do you got? How about coaches here? How about uh, Mr. Nick and Nietzsche? You think he wanted to see us play this game 20 years ago? Oh, yeah. Nick and Nietzsche, Earl Lancaster from the farther back era. You know, some other player, Phil Zielinski, went on to start Central Michigan University. Phil, the Anise boys standouts over here. So there's just been a great tradition for both of these schools, and this is the start of a tradition. And you know what I think is really neat? Sports boosters have gotten together with the Owasso Crona Area Chamber of Commerce, and tonight is going to be the first winner of a traveling trophy between these two schools. Okay, the public address announcer has asked uh, the audience to stand, the gentlemen to re remove their hats to pay homage to America as we are going to have the playing of the national anthem by the Corona Marching Band. The colors are on the field and we are going to go down on the field with our mic for the Corona Marching Band. of the National Anthem by the Corona Marching Band. We're going to catch up here and we're going to hear from some more of our Sportsnet Michigan boosters. Then we're going to come back with the starting lineups and then the sports posse. All four of us are going to make our forecast for tonight's game. Smith Janitorial Supply has been providing your paper, chemical, and janitorial needs with quality service since 1958. 
from brooms and brushes to cleaners and equipment rental, from floor care products to soaps and powders. For all your cleaning needs, see Smith Janitorial Supply, your paper, chemical, and janitorial source on Main Street in downtown Owasso. Free delivery is available. Greg and Lou's Family Restaurant at 1460 North M52 in Owasso features good food and a friendly atmosphere. Greg and Lou's offers home-style cooked daily specials, and breakfast is served all day. Come enjoy their Friday night seafood specials, including homemade clam chowder and a variety of fish offerings. Open 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily. Greg and Lou's Family Restaurant, North M52 in Owasso. Always good food. Protect your car from the rust takeover. Take it to the bumping and painting experts at Stewart Street Auto, 1225 West Stewart Street in Owasso. If your vehicle has been in an accident, they can give it a new look. You'll receive free estimates and expert professional repair from Gary Spark and all the gang at Stewart Street Auto in West Town, Owasso. Ted. Well, let's take a look at tonight's starting lineups. First with the Owasso High Trojans offensively. Snapping the ball will be six foot two, 180-pound senior Bryce Freeze. The two guards, also a pair of seniors, almost bookend guards. Brett Proctor, 6'1", 205. Brad Jones, 6 foot, 190. The two tackles, again, a couple of big ones. Tom Savage, 6'1", 220. Trent Burke, 6'5", 240 pounds. So a lot of size on that Owasso line. They do a nice job of blocking and open up some nice holes, especially for Dan Miller, the tailback. And wide out will be Ryan Smith. He's got great hands, good routes. Six foot, 160 pounder. Matt Sumrack will be the tight end. He's a five foot, 11, 200 pound junior. Troy Smith will be the flanker, 5'9", 150. Jared Dome is the quarterback this evening. He's five foot, 8, 145 pounds. Really been coming on strong the last couple of weeks. Travis Elsenheimer is the fullback. He's five foot, 10, 190. And Dan Miller is the tailback. Six touchdowns on the year, 42 points. He's five foot eight, 160 pounds. All senior starters for the Owasso High Trojans, except for the junior tight end, Matt Sumrack. Defensively for the Trojans, out of their 5-2, it will be Dave Urian at the nose. He's a 5-9, 240-pound junior. The two tackles will be Brad Jones and Brett Brockta. The defensive end on one side will be Tim Ackles getting the start tonight. 6-2-205. Bryce Freeze will start at the other defensive end. The two linebackers this evening, they love to hit. Eric Fuller at 6-2-215. Damon the Mad Dog Palmer, 6 foot 220. The secondary will have Adam Cobb at one corner, a 5955 pounder, and Jace Nielsen, the other cornerback, six foot 160. And perhaps the two best athletes are the safety men, Dan Miller and Troy Smith. Miller is 5'8, 160, as I mentioned, and Smith 5'9, 150. For the Cavaliers, when they get the ball offensively, Ben Mars will be the center. 5'11", 190 pounds. The two guards, Rob Braid, 6'2", 210, and Mike Metaseka, 6'1", 215. The two tackles, Matt Rosser, 6'2", 215, and Justin Kearney, 6'3", 235. So the Cavaliers also not small up front. At the wide end will be Adam Porter, 6'1", 170. Don Van Loon, perhaps the best hands on the Cavaliers receiving core, is a 6'4", 230-pound tight end. Quarterback, 
It's going to be very important tonight, the exchanges between Ben Mars, the center, and quarterback Brent Gieskin. Gieskin, six foot two, 195 pounds, really showing a nice touch tossing the ball. Matt Gordy is the fullback, five foot eight, 165 pounds. Tad Van Pelt, their go-to back. Five foot 11, 190 pounds. We'll talk a little bit about Tad's history and the matchup between Tad and his younger cousin, Brian Van Pelt, who has been moved up to varsity tonight for the Trojans. But Tad is an outstanding talent. Eight touchdowns on the season and 50 points. And the other halfback is Jeff Pangborn. Quickly defensively here for the Cavaliers. They'll go with Brian McGuire at the nose. Rob Dalton and Mike Metasenka are the interior tackles. Dalton, a 220-pound senior. The defensive end, Don Van Loon is one. And Luke Curley, a 6'2", 215-pound senior, is the other. The linebackers out of the Cavaliers, 5'2", finds Jeff Pangborn, a 5'11", 180-pound junior at one. Tony Surgent, 5'9", 175 pounds, a 12th grader at the other. Not a lot of size at the linebackers, but they like to hit. Dustin Bauer, back from his dislocated knee injury he suffered in the opening night, is back at a cornerback. His fellow CB will be P.J. Sobek. 6'4", 180 pounds on the other side. The, set, the safeties for the Cavaliers, Tad Van Pelt and Steve Perry. Perry, a 6-foot, 175-pounder. Now, Corona won the opening toss and has elected to defer until the second half, so they wanted to be on defense first. So Owasso received this opening kickoff for this historic battle between Owasso and Corona. Tad, a pretty exciting moment out there as both teams' captains shook hands, congratulated one another, both sides the fans are on their feet. Now it's time, guys. you got to make your predictions. Ted, how do you see this game? Well, let's pass this on first. The Murph from the local paper took Corona 27, Owasso 21. If I could pick a tie, I would, but I went to Corona. I'm not going to make any bones about it, so I'm taking the Cavaliers by three. I'll say 20 to 17. Chris McMillan, what do you got? I'll go with Murph scoring the paper. Cavs by six. That's Cavs 2-0. Sherm Hazelton. I think both teams are pretty evenly matched. I'm going to go with the team that has the best athlete. I'll go with Corona by three, 2017. Well, obviously you heard three Corona graduates give their scores, and being the lone Trojan, I think it's going to be a close game. It could be a wide-open game. My prediction is Corona 7, Owasso 49. Whoa! Doctor, I'll tell you the most important thing tonight, fellas. We talked about it a little bit. Hang on to those 50 50 tickets. <laughs> That's right. Well, we are about ready to start history, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Z92.5, The Castle. This is our Sportsnet Michigan produced broadcast brought to you by our tremendous sponsorship making this possible. We have thousands of people here at the Nicanese Athletic Complex. Thousands upon thousands, I believe, are probably tuning into this broadcast periodically tonight and it's going to be a whale of a game and a lot of fun. I'm Ted Patel. Our sports posse tonight include Bill Janago, Sherm Hazleton, and Chris McMillan and we are going to have some fun. As I mentioned, Corona will start off on defense. The Owasso High Trojans will start off with the ball. Now, Owasso on the season, they're 3-1 and one, as are the Corona Cavaliers. Owasso lost opening night to Grand Blank 49-31, then picked up a much-needed win in week number two, nine to six over Swartz Creek in what was a heck of a battle. And then Owasso came back with some confidence, drilled Ionia 24 to nothing, and that brought us to last week's big game, 29-23. Homecoming victory, won with the final 20 seconds to go. Okay, Ted, the teams are on the field. 
The officials are talking to the kicker. As you mentioned earlier, Krona is going to kick off. Owasso is going to receive. And there is just a lot of excitement here. Everybody is just really, really stirred up. I'm sure the butterflies in the kids' bellies are really floating out there. Okay, they're lined up. We're going to turn this over to Ted Patel and his buddy Chris McMillan to give you the play-by-play -play in the color of this game. Trojans in the white uniforms, running their home black with gold pants, and Sobek boots it down to Owasso. It's Dan Miller at the 10. 15 straight up the middle, then he cuts right to about the 25-yard line, and then he was hit there by Tony Surgent and Steve Perry for the Cavaliers. So the Trojans will start off offensively. First and 10 at about their own 27. Freeze will snap it. Rockta and Jones are the guards. Burt and Savage the tackles. Ryan Smith will be one wide out. Matt Sumrack will be the tight end. Troy Smith will be the flanker for Tom Harkema. Harkema, 43-42 and 42 in his 10-year coaching career. Jared Dome will be the quarterback and out of the pro set eye. Elsenheimer and Miller is at the tailback. Here's Jared Dome barking out the signals. Underway here from scrimmage. Hand off to Dan Miller between left guard and tackle. He has a room momentarily, but Tad Van Pelt came up and made the tackle, but a good hole opened up by Brad Jones and Trent Burke. Well, it's going to be interesting to see which team handles the early game jitters the best. Of course, Wassel's got the ball, and sometimes those jitters cause fumbles early. One of the great things about football, you can be jittery, you can be nervous. You get out there and get that first hit out of the way, you forget all about it. Football is a game of emotion. Two wideouts for the Trojans, second down and six from their own 30-yard line. Out of the eye once again, Jared Dome. Hands it to his fullback, Elsenheimer. There's nowhere to go at all there. Rob Dalton knifing in was the first one there in on the tackle along with the nose tackle, Brian McGuire. Defensively for the Cavs, they're going with McGuire at the nose. Dalton and Metaseka are the tackles inside. Luke Curley and Don Nailoon, the defensive end. Jeff Bangord and Tony Surgent are the linebackers with Dustin Bauer, P.J. Sobek, Tad Van Pelton, Steve Perry in the secondary. Big third down play here for Tom Harkema and the Trojans. Two wideouts on the near side here. Out of the eye, Owasso going right to left as we see it here in the press box. Dome sends a man in motion to the right side. That's Troy Smith. That's the far side of the field. Now Dome's looking that way. Throws a pass over the middle. Complete on the screen to Smith. He cuts it upfield. Takes it across the 40 to about the 41-yard line before he was brought down there by Pangborn along with Scott Hamill into the ballgame and along with Adam Porter. Nice execution by Owasso on that little delay screen over the middle. Good job by Dome to get in the ball to the receiver. Trojans in business. Nice job, too, by Troy Smith going in motion and cutting upfield and basically doing a little square in route. It's a first and ten, the initial first down for Owasso. Quick snap, dome to Dan Miller, and he runs up the middle, but it's Surgent there to bear hug him to the turf. Maybe a yard or so gained by Dan Miller, the leading scorer for the Trojans with 42 points on the year, and he has got breakaway type of speed. Really looking up and down these lineups, there's no real advantage weight-wise on those lines. They're both pretty big teams. Two wideouts now for Owasso. Second down and eight. They have it at their own 43-yard line. Out of the eye, Jared Dome with the signal. Now we have a flag coming late. The line judge throws the flag down. And we have somebody offsides or encroaching, and it looks like the Cavalier fans are signaling it's against the Trojans. So illegal procedure on Owasso. 
Well, let's hope we don't see a lot of those little yellow hankies out there. That could uh, ruin a, a great night here. A couple minutes into this big historic battle from Corona. No score. The Trojans with their hands on the initial drive. Second down, and we'll call it 13 yards to go for Owasso High. Two wideouts for the Trojans. Out of the eye formation, dome, long signal count. Straight back to pass, looks over on the right sideline. It's complete to Ryan Smith, but then he's brought down after a very short game by six foot one Adam Porter coming up very quickly. Porter gave him a little room, but closed the gap in a hurry. You said it. You said exactly what happened. He made up a lot of room, and that ball was in the air, and that's what a defensive back's got to do, especially early. Third down and six from the 45-yard line of Owasso. The Trojans with the ball. Cavaliers in their black uniform tops, gold pants and gold helmets. The Trojans in their solid blue pants, gold helmets, and white tops. This time they have the tight end Sumrak here on this side of the field, a man in the slot on the far side. That is the short side of the field, big third down and six. Here's Dome, play action, steps back, looks right, scrambles, gets past one man, now throws it up for grabs, and it's knocked up in the air, nearly picked off, and it may be intercepted. Let's see if it went down. It's intercepted by Corona's Adam Porter at the 40-yard line of Corona. The ball bounced up in the air two or three times, and Porter comes away with it, and that time, Jared Dome, an ill-advised pass. He should have just threw that one away. Well, that might have something to do with that early game, Jitters. That was not a good decision by the Owasta quarterback, and the Cavaliers get the first turnover. Cavaliers get the ball. Mars will snap it. Medicinka and Braid are the guards. Matt Rosser is a tackle along with Justin Kearney. Porto will... Uh, it'll be Sobak splitting out on this side of the field. Don Van Loon tight on the other side. Straight wishbone for the Cavaliers. Here's a handoff to Pangborn, and Pangborn takes it up just past the 40. Brought down by Palmer along with Brett Procta. Eight and a half minutes to go in this first quarter from Corona. No score. The Cavaliers with the first takeaway on an interception of a Jared Dome pass. Second down and about nine. Giesken again. Straight wishbone. Both ends in tight. A little surprise move here. Van Pelt takes the handoff. Nowhere at all as he is hit right at the line of scrimmage. Dave Urian there along with Procta and Bryce Freeze. Cavaliers playing it very close to the vest here early with a couple of quick hitters. I think it's about time for that triple reverse, Ted. Triple reverse out of the tight end. Wishbowl. Let's see. Coach Chris Curtis will dig deep in his bag of tricks, as will Tom Harkema. Both teams know what is on the line here tonight. Just a huge crowd, spectacular weather. You can't beat it. High school football on the castle. Cavs send a wide out on the far side. Third down and seven from their own 41. Fake to the fullback. Now Giesken throws one up here left side to Van Looney. Dives at it. Stumbled a little bit. Couldn't quite get a hold of it. Good coverage by Jace Nielsen, and the Cavaliers are going to be forced to punt here. Not too bad a pass. I think Donnie may have been a little bit nervous. He was stumbling a little bit, like Chris Berman would say, stumbling, bumbling, rumbling. But uh, Giesken wasn't too far off. Well, I think there's been a lot of film study by both teams this week, and uh, nobody's going to be surprising anybody. 
Okay, guys, we've got one of the players being attended to by the trainers. Uh, didn't look anything serious, so we're going to hear from some of our Sportsnet Michigan sponsors. The 1997 model year-end closeout is going on now at a Rand Slingerland Chrysler Plymouth Dodge in Corona. $2,000 rebates on all leftover 1997 Neons, Dodge Stratus, and Plymouth, Plymouth Breeze in stock. Hurry in now, just east of Owasso on Highway M21. A Rand Slingerland Chrysler Plymouth Dodge, your five-star award-winning dealer. Z92.5 The Castle is the all-request, all-the-time radio station serving the entire mid-Michigan listening area. To hear the songs you want played 24 hours a day, phone the all-request hotline at 725-1925. Playing the music you want to hear, it's Z92.5 The Castle. It's football time again, and everyone at McLaren Plumbing, Heating, and Hardware wish all area teams good luck this season. Call 725-HEAT to schedule your fall furnace inspection or get a free in-home estimate from the professionals at McLaren's. Get six months same as cash with no money down and no interest on carrier furnaces right now. Carrier and McLaren are two names synonymous with quality since 1952. Call McLaren at 725-HEAT. If you've been searching or for just the right carpet for the living room or ceramic tile for the kitchen, stop at Hornets Floor Covering. They have everything you need at one convenient location with a selection to please everyone. Stop in at Hornets Floor Covering, 976 Corona Avenue in Owasso. Ted. Well, the injured player on the field is an Owasso High Trojan, and uh, the report is it's Damon Palmer, and it doesn't look good on his right knee there. I see they brought out, I believe it's his right knee, maybe it's his left knee, but they're coming out there, and uh, they're putting a heavy wrap on it, and it looks like his evening's over, and hopefully it won't be as serious as it looks, but that is not a good sign. Well, he looks like he is in a little bit of pain. Coach Harkham is over there kneeling, attending to him while the trainer, the great trainers that the Trojans and the Cavaliers have available to them, they're out there making sure that everything is being taken care of. Yeah, trainers supplied by uh, one of our sponsors, the Owasso Memorial Healthcare Sports Team. That's absolutely correct. And it looks like uh, the trainer uh, is putting an air cast on the lower part of his leg. So I can't quite tell whether it's his knee or his ankle, but they are putting an air cast on it. Well, we hope it isn't too serious for Damon, but that definitely doesn't help the Trojans tonight, both offensively and defensively, but specifically defensively. He's a real mainstay at linebacker. Matt Sumrak, who's been playing very well lately, had a, a big interception last week. He'll fill in that spot, and uh, he'll do a fine job, I'm sure. Well, Ted, you know, nobody, of course, wants to see an injury, and a couple of the Trojans are helping Damon Palmer up on his feet, and uh, he's going to hobble off the field. But, you know, one thing that it may have done here is it sort of has taken a little bit of the electricity out of the air. I mean, it was obvious that the players on both sides were very excited and very uptight at the start of this game, and I think, you know, this is going to, this little break, as unfortunate as it is, is sort of going to give them a chance to sort of step back relax, calm down again, and now maybe get back into their game plan. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, it's going to be a punting situation for the Cavaliers. It'll be Don Van Loon punting it for the Cavs, snapping it will be Mike Metasinka. Back to receive the punt will be Dan Miller, and it looks like Troy Smith back there. No score from Corona. The Cavaliers held on down, so they'll be punting the ball down to Owasso. Van Loon back at his own 27-yard line. Here's a snap. It's perfect. Van Loon with a great leg. Shanks it, though. 
It bounces into Owasso territory, but not very deep on the punt. It looks like it went out of bounds right at the Owasso 40-yard line. So they'll get the ball in good shape here. A 23-yard punt by Van Loon. So the Trojans will get their hands back on the ball, but it looks like there might be a flag sitting back there by the 30-yard line. Let's see what that's all about. No, they pick it up. It just fell out of the referee's pocket. 7.21 to go here in this first quarter. No score between Owasso and Corona. It'll be Owasso with their hands back on the ball. So they dodged the bullet on the intercepted pass earlier, and they'll get their hands back on the ball here a second time. Ryan Smith flanks out on the far side of the field. Out of the eye is Jared Dome. He'll send number 20 in motion over on the far side of the field, Andy Brooks. And here's a handoff to Dan Miller. Miller cuts between left guard and tackle. And he was hit by big number 75, Rob Dalton, who wrapped up the senior tailback. Both teams playing defense against the run very well. I think one of these coaching staffs is going to have to loosen up here pretty soon. Second down and nine, Owasso. Brooks comes out in for him, Troy Smith. He'll relay the play from Coach Tom Harkema. Great crowd on hand here. We see they're lined up all the way around the field now, fellas. Both end zones are completely surrounded. One of the largest crowds ever in regular season history over here at Nickanee Stadium. Second down and nine, Owasso. Here comes Smith in motion right at us. Dome back to throw. Throws a little swing pass out towards Ryan Smith, but he was hurried a little bit. Putting some pressure on there was Luke Hurley coming through the line and maybe hurried the senior quarterback just a bit more than he wanted to. Well, the Cavaliers have been very good at pressuring the quarterback all year. That time put good pressure on Dome, broke up the pass. Third and nine for the Trojans. Owasso with the ball at their own 41-yard line. No score here. About midway through our first quarter of play on Z92-5. Trojans now send Smith way out on the far side. That is Ryan Smith. Troy Smith flanked out here on the near side. Owasso going right to left as we look at it. Here's the play-action pass again. Dolb throws a little jump pass over the middle. Incomplete. It was intended for his tight end, Sumrack, and there to break it up was Jeff Pangborn, the linebacker. He was all over him just like a blanket, and tonight is not the kind of night that you need a blanket covering you. Looks like we may see a few punts here for this ballgame. Both these teams are going to be playing very psyched up on the defensive side of the ball, Ted. It'll be Travis Elsenheimer booting it for Owasso. He'll kick it at about his own 30. Deep for Corona is Dustin Bauer. Bauer lets it bounce, fields it on one hop. Gets across the 25 to 30 where he slips down to the turf. He was brought down there by Eric Fuller, the first one for Owasso High downfield. Cavaliers made it here to 3-1 and one on the season, opening up the season in fine fashion right here at Nicanese with a 27-12 victory over John Glenn. Then they lost a heartbreaker to Linden, 12-10, and then rattled off consecutively 29-7 wins over Duran and that big overtime victory over Alma last week, 20-14. Tad Van Pelt, all three touchdowns in that one. P.J. Sobeck splits out on the far side of the field for Corona. First and 10, the Cavaliers at their own 30. Van Pelt goes in motion left. Giesken hands it off to his sophomore fullback, Matt Gordy, straight up the gut. Gordy gets about six or seven on the carry. Eric Fuller was there on the tackle, along with Dan Miller coming up quickly from the secondary. Gordy with his first run of the night, and of course that's been the bread and butter play of Chris Curtis ever since he took over the head coaching job here. The little quick hitter with the fullback. Eight of seven makes it second and three for the Cavaliers. 
second down, and uh, it looks like a long yard to go for Corona from the 38. Here's Van Pelt with a handoff, and they're keying on him. Brock does the first one there for Owasso, shooting the gap. And I'll tell you right now, some of the strategy is Owasso High does not want Tad Van Pelt to beat him tonight. They're keying on him wherever he is at. Well, obviously both these schools have been scouted very well, and there's going to have to be some new plays brought out tonight, I think. Of course, for all our Owasso fans, it's probably a little bit strange hearing a Van Pelt carry the ball for Corona. Third down and three. He lost a yard or so on that carry. Straight wishbone for Corona. Brent Gieskin barks out the signal. Fakes it to its fullback. Pitches to Dustin Bauer. Bauer across the 40. 45. Midfield. Hits and spins into Trojan territory. Brought down by Jace Nielsen. But a great play that time by Brent Gieskin. Delaying fake to his fullback and then hit Dustin Bauer in full stride. And Dustin cut it upfield. Cavaliers also got some good blocking by Justin Kearney and Rob Brade. Well, that's been what's been missing since for the Cavaliers since Dustin got hurt in that first game is that pitch, the big home run play out of the flex bone. Bauer this time will split way out on the far side of the field. First and ten, Corona. They have it at the Trojans' 47-yard line. They'll send Tad Van Pelton motion left. Straight handoff up the middle to Matt Gordy. And Gordy gets about four or five. He crosses the 45, brought down by Matt Sumrack along with Jace Nielsen for the Trojans. Another good five or six yard gain by the Cavaliers and the offensive linemen doing a nice job right now. Kearney, Braid, the center, Ben Mars, Mike Metasinka, and Matt Rosser. Coach Chris Curtis was a little bit worried about potential problems with the exchange between Ben Mars and Brent Gieskin. They have struggled with that a little bit this season, but so far flawless. Straight wishbone for the Cavaliers. Here is a handoff to Gordy around the left end. He's got the first down, brought down by Eric Fuller. But I'll tell you what, it's just old-fashioned Big Ten, mid-Michigan type football tonight. Cavaliers going away from the flex bone, going to the straight wishbone. We're grinding it up the field at you, Owasso. Stop us. Well, that's what Corona has been known for, 14-play, eight-minute drives, and Gordy was about a shoe top away from breaking that. Four minutes to go in this first quarter. No score, but the Cavaliers on a drive. First and 10, Corona. They have it at the 36-yard line of Owasso. Tad Van Pelt goes in motion left. Here comes a reverse to Bauer. Bauer cuts around the right end, breaks one tackle, crosses the 40, inside the 30 to about the 25-yard line. Jace Nielsen there to make the touchdown-saving tackle, and there was a Trojan in the backfield that may have prevented the touchdown early on. He slowed Dustin down just a little bit. It was Jacob Kohanic cutting across from his defensive end position, but Bauer on the reverse gets the Cavaliers' first down, in the first trickery of the ball game. Well, there's one of those new plays we were talking about. That's the first time we've seen that all year. Don Van Loon tight on the far side for Corona. Soback split this way. Straight wishbone. It looked like Van Loon moved on the left side of the line. The referee's a little late with the flag, but I think this one's going five yards back against the Cavaliers. Ted and Chris, one thing I think we're seeing here defensively by the Trojans, they are trying to adjust to the loss of their middle linebacker and leader, Damon Palmer, not to take anything away from the Cavaliers. It's a pretty impressive drive, but you have to remember the key ingredient to that Trojan defense. Uh, 
Palmer, Darren Palmer, Damon. Damon Palmer is on the bench injury. Yeah, he probably won't see any more action tonight. That'd be my guess. Here's Van Pelt with the handoff between left guard and tackle. He spins, cuts up across the 30 to about the 25-yard line. Eric Fuller brought him down there. Three minutes to go in this first quarter. No score. The Cavaliers with the ball putting together a little bit of a drive here. Well, that was a big call against the Cavaliers on that offside there. That really takes the steam out of a good drive a little bit. Yeah, it makes this second down call a lot different if you're looking at second and five instead of second and ten. Out of the wishbone, P.J. Sobek flank here on the near side. Corona going left and right, trying to knock it in the end zone where Louis Peacock is. Here's Brent Gieskin. He cuts it up close to the 20-yard line. Brought down by Jacob Kalhanek, the 5'11", 180-pound senior. He's good on the quarterback option. I'm Ted Patel and my partners tonight, Bill Janago and Chris McMillan, and our, I don't know what you call him, the fourth man in the booth, Sherm Hazelton, also giving us a lot of help here tonight. We'll call you our sideline reporter, Sherm. Be the guy with the best seat in the house. <laughs> call you Swanee. Two minutes to go here in this first quarter on Z92.5. The Cavaliers looking at a big third down and seven. Probably too far for field goal range. So here's a big play for the Cavaliers. Here's the snap. A little bit too late. And this has been something that's bothered the Cavaliers all season long, Chris. Waiting to get that call in from the sidelines. Five yards, too much time. Well, they definitely have a unique setup here at Corona with the quarterback coming over to talk to the head coach after every play. And it's been a problem. It causes problems. And you only got 25 seconds. That's right. You really have got to get the play called immediately. Get it to your quarterback if you're going to do it. And get him back out there. And the Cavaliers have been bit for this many times this season already. Is there any reason for it? Have you, uh, either of you two heard an explanation as to why the quarterback comes over? That's just their philosophy, I guess, Bill. They, they don't send plays in with players. They just they want to give it right directly to the quarterback. Now they're going to have to hurry and they'll get back-to-back -to -back too much time. Third down and 12 from the 27. Corona with the ball. Out of the wishbone. Here's a handoff to Van Pelt straight up the middle, and he gets maybe five or six, but he's brought down by Eric Fuller once again. Let's see if the Cavaliers try a long field goal here or maybe just go for it and try and pin the Trojans deep. Sumrak was also in on that tackle. I think we're definitely in four-down territory. They've struggled with that field goal team for a lot of different reasons. So it's fourth and eight, Corona. They have the ball at the 23-yard line of Owasso in front of a humongous throng of people. Here's the flex. Broken bone behind Gieskin. Two wideouts here on this side of the field. Gieskin going to look to throw. Throws one over the middle. Complete to big Donnie Van Loon. Van Loon went high in the air. Was hit underneath the ankles by Jace Nielsen and landed hard on his back. But I'll tell you what, Don Van Loon is a big play type of receiver. He went high and he was not going to be denied. Well, he sold out the old body and he's got a big body to sell out. 6'4", 240, and he took a good shot, but he held on to the ball. And a big, big first down. That was a fourth down and about eight to go for the Cavaliers, and they picked up the first and ten. First and ten from the 12. The Cavs will send Adam Porter here on the near side. Broken bone in the backfield. Here's Van Pelt going in motion left. It's a handoff to Dustin Bauer. Bauer gets up to about the 10. 
brought down by Brent Proctor. And Dustin running very hard, but boy, oh boy, he was carrying that ball very dangerously. you got to tuck that thing away when you're down there in the red zone. Brad Jones was also in on that tackle for Owasso. That's the first time I've seen the Trojans, but just from listening and reading the paper, they do a good job down here in this red zone defensively. Second down and seven for Corona. They have it at the nine-yard line of Owasso. Try to knock it into that south end zone. Straight wishbone, Porter flanked right. Van Loon tight on the left. Here's a fake to Gordy. Oh, pitch in the backfield. It's on the ground, and Bauer dives on it. Good heads-up play by Dustin Bauer, but a fumble on the play. It was a pitch from Gieskin, a little leg towards Van Pelt, but he was looking upfield maybe a split second too early and lost the handle. And that ends our first quarter of play, so we'll go all the way down to the other end. No score here after one, and let's pause for 10 seconds for a station identification. 92.5 FM Ashley, WJNC, the castle, playing the hits you want to hear. You're listening to live high school football here on 92.5 in cooperation with Sportsnet Michigan from the Corona Cavalier Nicanese Field. It's the Corona Cavaliers hosting the Owasso Trojans. And at the end of one quarter of play, there is no score. All brought to you by the Sportsnet Michigan Boosters, and they include... Cadwalder Lord Hot Insurance has been serving this area since 1903. Call on their professionals for all your insurance needs. Home, business, health, auto, or life. Cadwalder Lord Hot Insurance, 200 West Exchange Street in Owasso. School's back in session, and so is the start of the new sports season. So if there's an injury, let Sobax Home Medical Equipment staff help you with all your needs. At Sobax, you'll find a great selection of elbow, knee, and wrist braces, and so much more. Your individual needs will be handled by our certified fitters who work with your doctor to assure you are receiving the best care. Sobax Home Medical Equipment in Owasso. Ted. Third down and 13, Corona from the 16 of Owasso. Giesken has time to throw. Throws one up to Van Loon. It's complete, and he's in the end zone. A circus catch by Don Van Loon, and the Cavaliers draw first blood. A 16-yard completion from Brett Giesken to Don Van Loon. He had two Trojans draped over him, but he came up with his second huge catch on the drive. Well, what a big weapon Don Van Loon's become this year in his senior year at that tight end position. Great hands. Anything near him, he's going to catch it like flypaper. Cavaliers draw first blood in this neighborhood war. Oh, Don Van Loon came up big. Here's the extra point try. It will be Mike Metasinka to snap it to Adam Porter, the holder, kneeling down at the 10. P.J. Sobak kicks it up, and it is good. So the Cavaliers lead it six seconds into this second quarter over Owasso, seven to nothing. There you go, guys. A little bit of sports trivia history as Don Van Loon becomes the first Cavalier to score against the Owasso Trojans. 20, 25, 30, 40 years from now, that may be the topic of conversation, and it'll be Don Van Loon. He was the first. He'll be the only first one to do it. Okay, we're going to
going to hear from another one of our sports boosters. For all your insurance needs, call or visit the Sobis Insurance Agency, now at one convenient location on the boulevard in historic Chesney. See Jerry Cassick, Dave Weinmiller, or Sam Little for your business insurance needs. See Joe Sobis or one of several licensed agents for your farm, home, and auto insurance. Sobis Insurance Agency is open Monday through Friday from 8 to 5 and weekends by appointment. Sobis Insurance Agency in Chesting. 7 nothing Corona. They just scored on a 16-yard pass from Brent Gieskin to Don Van Loon. The PAT good by P.J. Sobak, and Sobak will approach the ball now to kick it down to the Trojans. Side-winding end-over-end kick goes out of bounds. So Owasso will get the ball at, I believe, the 35-yard line if I have my high school rule straight. Is that correct? We're all kind of shaking our heads. Sounds good to me. What do you think, Chris? You know, you know I'm a rule. I'm an expert <laughs> on the rules. Well, hopefully we'll have another encroachment call later in the game. We can get Sherm Hazelton to explain yeah, right. the <laughs> Hey, don't forget to join the whole staff down at Risto's Bistro for our tailgate party after the ball game. I'll be down there as soon as I get out of here, and I'll be on the air until midnight. The radio station will donate $100 to the Owasso or Corona Sports Booster Clubs, depending on which group of fans are the most spirited. So, you Cavalier and Trojan fans, come on down. First and 10 Owasso from their own 35-yard line. How about this old broadcaster getting that one? I'm one for one. Dome. Straight back to pass. Looks left sideline. It's complete to Ryan Smith. Smith has run out of bounds at the 40, so about a five-yard gain there. He was thrown out of bounds right in front of the Trojan bench by Jeff Pangborn. Jared Dome, three out of seven through the air now for 16 yards. He's got a nice passing touch and really has looked good the last couple weeks. Oh, he has really improved from that opening game against uh, Swartz Creek when the Trojans were beat rather handily. Uh, Grand Blank, excuse me. Jared has really come on this uh, the last few games. Second and five, Owasso. I formation. Here's the snap. Handoff to the full. Back, no, no, it's fumbled on the field, and I think Corona has another turnover. It was Wayne McLean on the hit. I didn't see who had the fumble. Could you tell, sir? I think Wayne hit it, got the ball, and just left it there on the ground when he jumped up and zoomed it. So another big break for the Cavaliers with 11.15 to go in this second quarter. Owasso fumbles it, and the Cavaliers have it at. The Trojan, 43-yard line. Cavaliers break their huddle, going to that straight wishbone attack. Both ends are tight for the Golden Black here. Here's Gieskin. Straight handoff up the middle to Matt Gordy. Gordy running hard. We may have another fumble. Let's see. Looks like uh, the referees are going to keep it in the hands of Corona, but Gordy takes it for about a four-yard crack straight up the middle that time. Good blocking by Matt Rosser. Second time the Cavaliers have put the ball on the ground and got lucky both times and got their own fumble. Yeah, Chris, Rosser may have recovered that That's one. the big difference here. The Trojans have fumbled twice, lost them both. Cavaliers have fumbled twice, recovered both of them. Yeah, this is a game you don't want to put it on the carpet, that is for sure. Wishbone formation. Both ends tight once again for Corona. Second down. Here's a handoff in the backfield. I believe it's Van Pelt running hard behind left guard and tackle. And he was brought down by Brian Van Pelt making his varsity Owasso High debut. So it was Van Pelt on top of Van Pelt. 
That's a lot of Van Pelt. That's a lot of Van Pelt. Of course, Brian is the son of the legendary former Owasso High Trojan, Brad Van Pelt. And Tad is the son also of no slouch on the Owasso High football field, Rob Van Pelt. Well, there's a lot of family uh, wagering going in this entire stadium tonight. Here's a handoff in the backfield, and I believe, again, it was Van Pelt on the carry, and he takes it across the 35, and it looks like it's going to be enough, I believe, for a Cavalier first down. They may have to bring the sticks out, and they do. We have an official's timeout as Don Butcher leads the chain gang out here. So on this, while we listen to another spot from one of our sponsors. Full Moon Screen Printing at 811 West Main Street in West Town, Owasso will deliver a quality screen printing product in a timely manner. Don Moyles has been screen printing since 1983 and is experienced in all phases of screen printing. For hats, shirts, jackets, posters, and more, see Moyles Full Moon Screen Printing on Main Street in West Town, Owasso. Customer satisfaction is our guarantee. Ted? 7-0, Corona over Owasso, 9.46 to go here in the second quarter on Z92.5, the castle. Fourth down and inches, Corona. Straight wishbone, both ends are tight. Quarterback sneak time, and it is Gieskin takes the snap, but the Cavaliers may have jumped. Let's wait and see. It looks like it's going to go against Owasso trying to jump the gun. And the Cavaliers had the first down anyway, so really no real harm there for Owasso. It would have been a lot tougher the other way around if it would have been a call on one of the exterior guys for Corona on a quarterback sneak. That time the Corona, uh, Cavalier players just waited for the count. The Trojans did not have the patience to wait. Penalty against the Trojans. First down, Corona inside Owasso's 30-yard line. Nine and a half minutes to go here in the half. Corona leads it by seven. The Cavs with the ball. First and ten from the 29 of Owasso High. Here's a handoff to Gordy straight up the middle. Not much room that time. It was Fuller in on the tackle for the Trojans. He was the first one there. And Sherm, you just made a good point that so far this game, it looks very similar to last week as Mount Pleasant dominated the first half and Owasso made the halftime adjustments and came back. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing, Ted. Owasso starting just like they did last week. And like you said, made adjustments, came back in the second half. So this game has a long ways to go. Uh-oh, lock the doors. The Phantom has appeared. Hey, Hi, Eric. How you doing? Doing swell, thanks. Second down and nine from the 28. Here's Tad Van Pelt in motion. It's a handoff up the middle to Gordian. He takes a ferocious shot by Eric Fuller. So it'll be third down and coming up. Third down and about uh, eight yards to go. Coming up very quickly that time was Eric Fuller to bring him down. Phantom, they, they let you park your hearse out here. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I, I kind of parked. I parked next to the sheriff. I hope that doesn't. That's not a problem. I hear he'll give you an escort right to the castle tonight for your 12 o'clock shift. He's got, he does have a nice car. He's got funny alarms on it too. Third down and seven. Corona with the ball. It's Adam Porter split out. Cavaliers from the 26 up Owasso. Here's Gieskin looking to throw. Now cuts it up the middle. Broken play. Puts the head down inside the 25 to about the 24. Cavaliers are going to be short of the first down. It was Jared Dome in the ball game, the first one there on the tackle for the Trojans. Well, I think this could bring up the third, fourth down attempt here for the Cavaliers. They've been successful on those first two. Fourth and four coming up for Corona. They lead Owasso seven to nothing right here on the castle. It looks like Corona is going to call a timeout. 
very important play in a very important stage of the game. Clock stopped, 7.34 to go here in the half. 7-zip, Corona. Harrelson Chevrolet Geo has been serving this area since 1932. Quality General Motors vehicles backed by Harrelson's reputation of integrity is what gives customer satisfaction. And that is what has made them the number one Chevrolet dealer in this area. Harrelson Chevrolet Geo, 1108 East Main Street in Owasso. The Sunday Independent, a weekly newspaper dedicated to excellence, is where to place your classified ads to get the results you need for those unwanted or wanted items. From antiques to homes to miscellaneous to cars, trucks, or vans, the Sunday Independent is the first choice for all your classified ads. The Sunday Independent, 1907 West M21 in Owasso. Well, gentlemen, we are halfway into the second quarter of action. Corona leads this game 7-0. to zip. What do you think about the game so far? Well, it's been everything we expected, I believe, don't you? Uh, I think once, as you mentioned, we had the injury to Damon, Damon Palmer. We certainly hope he is well on his way to recovery, but that kind of calmed him down a little bit. Both teams playing hard, but the difference is the turnover and Don Van, Van Loon's big playability. Here is Power Eye, and now the Cavaliers show a little different look, and Owasso not ready for it. So they call their first time out in this cat-and-mouse cat struggle. 7-0 Corona, and uh, boy, it is quite a game. Well, let's keep it right here. The Trojans that time got caught in a defensive alignment that they did not get a good look offensively from Corona. Ryan Smith ran up to the official and immediately gasped for the timeout. That's back-to-back -back timeouts, so Coach Harkema has them on the sideline trying to reorganize them on this important fourth and four. Well, we got Eric the Loveless Phantom here. <laughs> let's uh, let's get your viewpoints here, Phantom. You uh, you rule the night. It's dark out here. As I'm standing at the 50-yard line, I couldn't have a better seat. <laughs> Absolutely right. Nice spot to stop and get ready for your uh, 12 to 7 o'clock shift, eh? Music of the night, midnight to 7. Thanks, Ted. Listen to the Phantom every night. I'll tell you. That's right. Gratuitous plugs here. We love them. Fourth and four, Corona. Power eye once again. It's Giskin. Fourth down from the 24. Giskin. Play action pass. Now he is rushed and he is bulldogged on the gridiron by Tim Ackles, who just shot the gap, and Giskin had no chance whatsoever. So a big play from a man with some Ovid Elsie roots, Tim Ackles. Kudos to the Owasso coaching staff that time. Called the timeout, ran the right defensive set. Just crushed Cavaliers' hopes that time on fourth down. Yes, they did. And right now, the Trojans with plenty of time to try and put a drive together and get a little momentum here in, in front of halftime because the Cavaliers do get the ball to start the second half. Well, Chris's point was well taken. It was a great stop by the Trojans. It was because of their timeout. First and 10, Owasso from their own 33. You might look for them to air it out a little bit here in this series. Out of the eye, they got some movement, and the Cavaliers jump across the line on the hard snap count. You can see Jared Dome move his head, and it drew the Cavaliers offside with the long, long count. So it'll be a first and five, basically a free down coming up here for the Trojans. They can do just about whatever they want. Well, I think that's a point that a good quarterback will see what the uh, officials will give them. He'll try it. If he gets away with it, he'll keep calling it. And eventually the officials will wise up to it, and then they take it out of their offensive scheme. 
First and five, Owasso from their own 38. Two wide outs, eye formation. Don't quick snap this time. Hands it off to Elsenheimer. There's no room at all right there. Wayne McLean was in on the hit, along with Tony Surgent for the Cavaliers. Well, I've got the Trojans with 12 hard-earned yards here in the first half on six carries. You know, a little surprise right now, Sturm. We've watched the Trojans pretty much all year. Dan Miller hasn't really got an opportunity here much yet. No, remember last week, Ted, we noticed he had a shoulder uh, injury, and maybe it's bothering him a little more than we thought. Yeah, he definitely got a stinger or two in that ball game, and it was looking doubtful he'd even get back in there. But he's a tough kid, and he's out of there right now. It's actually Norm Spencer in there at the tailback position. Two wideouts for Owasso. Second and five, the Trojans trailing by seven. Here's Dome, hands it off to Spencer, and he tries to get it up the middle. No room at all. Luke Curley, Tony Surgeon. The whole front Cavalier wall, and I'll tell you right now, too, it is going to be tough for the Trojans to take it up the middle. At least that is the way it is looking right now. Well, the only team that's been able to run so far on front has been Alma with their huge fullback and their big quarterback, and then the Cavaliers took that away in the second half. This is a good run defense team. Troy Smith comes in the ball game for the Trojans at a flanker. He brought in the play. He'll go out on the far side. Owasso going left to right as we see it. Third down and six. The Trojans from their own 37. Passing situation, Jared Dome. Long count, goes straight back, now rolls left. Van Loon puts a beat on him, comes around the corner. Dome gets past him, dives up, has the Trojan first down. Got around the left corner. Van Loon was coming from the other side. Tony Surgent stopped Dome, but Jared, showing that excellent speed, got around the left corner, the far side of the field in front of the Trojan bench, and picked up a Trojan first down. It looked like they were going to get stopped. Excellent decision by Jared that time. The receiver was covered, did that all on his own. Big first down for the Trojans. First and ten. The Trojans with the ball. From the 45, Dome back to throw, complete to Ryan Smith. Smith takes it into Cavalier territory. Another first down coming up. Adam Porter was there in on the tackle for the Cavaliers, but Jared Dome that time took one step back and then fired it to his wide end, Ryan Smith. And it looks like it's going to be a first down Owasso by about the length of the football. Trojans going with that quick offensive passing game, quick outs, quick little slants. Tough to stop that throw right on the numbers there. First and 10 Owasso. They have it in Corona territory at the 46-yard line. The Trojans break their huddle. They'll go to the pro set eye once again. Elsenheimer, and I believe it's Spencer behind him. Dome with the long count. Play action pass. He'll roll right. Looks downfield, throws it off balance. Complete. Good throw to Troy Smith and an excellent toss there by Jared Dome. Uh, let's talk about the hit that number 62, Bryce Freeze, just laid on the Cavalier as he was about to sack Jared Dome and allowed him the opportunity to get that pass off for the first down completion. You know, Dome that time looked a little bit like John Elway as he rolled right and just threw a bullet to Troy Smith at the sidelines. 5-10 to go here in the half. It's 7-0 Corona, but the Trojans on a march. High formation. The Wasso High with two wideouts. It's a handoff to Norm Spencer up the middle. Miller, rather. Miller running hard, and he brought, he's brought down by Tad Van Pelt. 
Well, how long ago did I say they'd have a hard time running up the middle? An 18-yard gain by Dan Miller straight up the gut right behind his center, Bryce Freed. Well, that's what that passing game will do. It'll loosen up that running game. The Trojans look like they are a threat here. Well, not only that, if you remember last week, Dan Miller was hurt for most of the first half. Hardly played, came out in the second half. That's when he was effective. I think it's part of Coach Harkema's plan tonight is to save him as long as he can. Jeff Geiger at a wide out on the far side. It's Ryan Smith here on the near side. First down Owasso. Here comes a pitch to Dan Miller around the right end. Adam Porter, a great tackle in the open field. Brought down Dan Miller. He could have went quite a bit further, but Adam Porter, excellent tackle at the ankles that time on the running back, Danny Miller. Got about a yard on the carry, as you probably could hear PA announcer Frank Korn announce to this overflow crowd. And a pretty tough yard as it was, too, Ted. So it'll be second down and eight from the 14-yard line of Corona. The Trojans trying to knock it into the south end zone. Throw set eye once again. Jared Dome long count. May have been some movement, but here's a handoff to Miller. Surgent comes up, meets him. He breaks past that tackle. And then is brought down by Steve Perry, the strong safety, along with Dustin Bauer. Well, you got to like this play calling and mixing up the pass and run. I, as a spectator, have no idea what they're going to do, and I'm sure that's the way the Cavaliers' defense feels. Well, I'll tell you, Dan Miller is as good a back as I've seen all season long. When he gets it going, he reminds us a little bit of a former Cavalier standout in Pete Hornis in the style that he runs. He likes to hit and spin when he's 100%, and at uh, that time, a nice power run up the middle. He gets that seven-yard start, too, out of that eye. Yeah. Third down and four from the Cavalier 10. Owasso with the ball. Two wideouts out of the eye. He'll send a man in motion right at us. That's Geiger. Quick pitch in the backfield to Miller. Here come the Cavaliers up to meet it. It's going to be close to a first down. Looked like Luke Curley was in on the hit along with Matt Gordy in the ball game. Just a great cut that time from Dan Miller as he tried to sweep it wide on the left side. Saw the two Cavalier defensive players there. Cut inside, and it's awful close to the first down. Yeah, I was just going to comment. I think Owasso High might want to call a timeout. They've got fourth down and one. This is definitely Jace Nielsen range, but Owasso High may decide to go for it. 2.55 to go here in a half. Corona leads it 7-0. For the best mouth-watering pizza in the area, try Sir Pizza in Owasso. There are so many ways to have great pizza at Sir Pizza, you won't know where to begin. You can try their Royal Feast or other house specials, delicious pan-baked pizza, deep-dish pizza, or create your own pizza. Come try them all at Sir Pizza. 715 South Chipman Street in Owasso. For delivery, call 725-6868. We deliver more to your door. Jeffrey Gulick and everyone at Adgeneering Incorporated would like to wish all of the student-athletes great success in their quest to be the best this season. They remind all students that real success will come through achievement in the classroom. For the best in television, radio, print, or movie theater advertising, call the Adgeneers at 723-1910. Adgeneering Incorporated. Well, here is the first huge play of the evening for Owasso High School. Fourth down and a long one. The ball at the seven-yard line of Corona. The Trojans break their huddle. They'll send Andy Brooks out on the far side of the field. They've got Jace, or Ryan Smith here on the near side. 
the eye. Long count once again, trying to draw the Cavaliers offside. Now he takes a snap to Dan Miller, straight up the middle. Looks like he has it. He takes it down to about the five-yard line. I think he's got enough for the first down, and it is first and goal, Owasso. Dan Miller is one of those backs that always has that forward lean, always moves the pile forward. Very strong from that tailback position. Well, Mike Metasinka was there to bring him down, but it was a nice, hard run once again by Dan Miller. First and goal, Owasso. They trail Corona 7 to nothing here. We got two and a half minutes to go here in this first half of players. A quick pitch out to Miller around the left end. Has a little room. Stopped just short of the end zone. That's going to bring up second down. Goal to goal for the Trojans. Rob Braid in the ball game on that beef-up defense in on the tackle. Cavaliers earlier had a 10-play scoring drive, and that was the 10th play on this drive for the Trojans. Trojans with one timeout remaining here in the half. Shouldn't be a factor here as we've got two minutes to go in our first half. Ball is second and goal from the two. Two wideouts here on the near side of the field for Owasso. Out of the eye, look for Miller to get the pitch. Dome with the long count. Straight handoff to Miller. Left side of the field. He breaks a tackle. Touchdown, Owasso. Dan Miller into the end zone from two yards out. He followed Trent Burke and Brad Jones into that south end zone, and the Trojans are within a point. 68 yards in 11 play for the Trojans after the big sack of Brent Geeskin forced the Cavaliers to turn the ball over. We got ourselves a ball game here at the Nick. Oh, we sure do, guys. And Daniel Miller becomes the other half of that trivia question as he is the first Trojan to score in this meeting between the Cavaliers and the Trojans. Minute 51 to go here in this first half. Trojans lining up for the extra point. It'll be Brad Jones, the snapper. Troy Smith kneeling down at the tent. Jace Nielsen with one of the most powerful legs in the area. Nielsen boots it up, and it is good. And we're tied up seven apiece in this historic battle between Owasso and Corona. 7-7, seven, seven, a minute 51 to go here. And I'm going to tell you right now, be careful of an onside kick. I've seen Coach Harkema pull this out of his bag before. This is the perfect time for it, although I believe with the score 7-7, less than two minutes to go in the half, I think Coach Harkin will be very happy to just kind of sit on this, give the Cavaliers a few chances to call some plays, but I don't think any trickery is uh, it's too big of a game to play tricks at this time. We shall see. I probably agree with you. I just said, watch out. It could happen. Well, every game. Uh, the Trojans prepare for one trick play every game of the year. There is one trick play that they practice. They don't necessarily use it, but they do practice it for every game. There's one trick play the Z92.5 staff pulled, and that's how in the heck did Eric... Loveless, get up here in the booth with us. That's what I want to know. He's, I, I don't know. He may have flew up here. I don't know. Walked through walls. Well, he did two things. He brought the median age down, and he brought the dress code up. <laughs> Where do you buy those capes? That's what I want to know. 7-7 seven, seven to score. Owasso and Corona. It'll be Nielsen kicking it off for the Trojans. Tad Van Pelt deep for the Cavaliers. High end over end kick. It's gonna be it's gonna be Brent Mowinski who fields it, then goes down at about the ten yard line. It's a little jittery there. The Cavaliers are gonna probably play a little safe now that they're gonna be deep in their own territory here after that kick return. 
Brent Geeskin gets the play from Coach Chris Curtis. We're tied up seven apiece with a minute 46 to go. Trojans with one timeout remaining. The Cavaliers with a couple. Key situation now for Corona is just to hang on to the ball and go to the locker room tied up at seven apiece. Cavs will receive the second half kickoff. P.J. Sobak now flanks out on the far side of the field. It's Brent Geeskin at the controls for Corona. First and ten from the 11. Geeskin going to go to the air. Throws it over the middle to Bauer, and he is just rammed. Some rack was there along with Troy Smith and also Eric Fuller. Cavaliers getting risky here with Coach Curtis. Yes, is this the Coach Curtis we've been watching for the last five years, Seth? I don't know. Isn't this what we've been asking for, though? Yeah, it is. And, of course, they've never played a Wassa before, so that might have something to do with it. <laughs> it is nerve-wracking, though. You know, these kids are stepping up on both sides of the ball. There is some heavy hitting going on out there. I'm really impressed with this. Clean hits, though. Clean hits. Absolutely. Very clean. Geeskin breaks the Cavaliers out of the huddle. The clock has stopped. A minute 41 to go here in the half. That helps the Trojans a little bit with the incompletion. Geeskin's going to throw again, but he gets sacked in the backfield by Tim Ackles. Boy, the Cavaliers are running some dangerous plays down here, and I'm a bit surprised. And now Owasso calls their final timeout with a minute 31 to go here in our first half. We're tied up at seven apiece, but if the Trojans can come up and stop the Cavaliers here, Credo will be forced to punt, and Owasso will get the ball back in pretty good field position with about probably a minute and 10, minute and 15 seconds to go with Jared Dome, a smart young quarterback. He can move him down close enough to Nielsen's range. Now, come on here, Chris. And Ted, this is my first uh, look at Crona this year, and you guys have been telling me about this conservative running game and this conservative game of Crona. What's conservative about those two calls? Well, in all honesty, they've thrown the ball for more yards this year early than they have in a lot of years. Brent Geeskin's had a good throwing rhythm going so far, but uh, they're not going to throw this down, Ted, I'm telling you. Okay, let's, we'll see here. You know, another thing that impresses me, I thought this game might have a little bit of the Super Bowl syndrome, if you know what I mean. A lot of hype. You know, we expected a good game coming in, but this could have had the potential of a blowout possibly one way or another due to how, e how each team could react. Well, one nice thing also, uh, following up on that, is the size of the crowd. Since I looked at it last, all of a sudden people are walking in again, and we're now getting three and four deep as we circle the field. So this is probably one of the biggest crowds for a regular season game. Yeah, this is as big as any playoff crowd I've ever seen over here, to be honest with you. Third and 13. Here's a handoff. We got flags in the backfield. The clock is stopped here, and let's see who this one is against. That was a third down and 13 from the nine-yard line of Corona, but the clock is stopped. Minute 28 to go, and this one's going to go against, I believe, the Trojans. It is. Offsides, Owasso. This crowd reminds me of the 76th year when Corona played Swan Valley. I'm telling you, there's six deep here on the Corona sidelines behind the behind the fence. They're about four or five deep for that game. Yeah, there's got to be. I mean, you know, we are experts on picking the amount of people in the crowd, but I'd say there's probably at least 5,000 here. Wouldn't you think so? Easy? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. There's 2,500 here sitting in the Corona stand. Yeah, yeah. There may even be closer to 6,000, maybe 6,500. We'll, we'll ch check with Tony Bohack later. Here's a handoff to Gordy. He's out in the open. 25, 30, breaks across the grain. 40, cuts against the grain again. 45, up near midfield where Jared Dome saved a touchdown. How 
in the heck did the Cavaliers do that? A 30-yard gain from fullback Matt Gordy on a third and long. Well, that is one play that at halftime, Coach Harkema is going to point out to his players. He took a timeout to try to get the stop and to get possession of the ball. He is not happy about that play. Well, the Cavaliers have two timeouts remaining, and they have time now to go and score. And what a huge momentum factor that would be if that indeed happens. But the Cavaliers still have 53 yards to go. First and 10, near midfield. Here's a straight handoff to the fullback once again, Matt Gordy. He gets about three or four on the carry, brought down by Jared Dome along with Tim Ackles and Brian Van Pelt in the ballgame. Van Pelt wearing that historic number 10, which has been retired in a while, so it's only going to be used for any of Brad's sons, and I don't think he has any more after this one, does he? Is this the youngest? I believe this is the youngest, and you know he has done quite well in his first appearance in a Trojan uniform at the varsity level. He doesn't seem bashful about getting in there and doing the stick and making the hit. He is definitely a Van Pelt. Got the bloodline, baby. Of course, we have Tad Van Pelt performing for the Cavaliers. Now, the Trojans have done a nice job keeping him in check. But the thing that you got to like, Chris, about Tad Van Pelt, he's sort of a little bit like Barry Sanders in the, in the way that, hey, if you're giving the ball 15 times a game, 20 times a game, he may be stopped the majority of those, but he always has that potential to break one. Well, it's happened all year. It happened over in Linden, and it definitely happened last week against Elma. Second down and five. The Cavaliers have it at the 49-yard line of Owasso. Straight wishbone for the Cavs. Porter flanked here. Giesken going to the air. Looks to Van Pelt on the right side on the screen pass. He cuts it upfield inside the 40 to about the 36-yard line. Brought down there by Troy Smith for the Trojans, but Van Pelt had a chance that time to cut it upfield and gain 16 yards on that little flare pass out in the right flat. Clock by Troy Smith. First and 10, Cavaliers. Clock starts back up. We're under a minute to go in a half. First and 10, Corona at the 36 of Owasso. Giesken looks to throw. Oh, and he is just crushed in the backfield. Big Tim Ackles, six foot two. 205 pounds just put the big hurt, and I don't mean Frank Thomas, I mean the big hurt of Tim Ackles on quarterback Brent Giesen. Hey guys, I tell you, Tim Ackles is a great linebacker to be able to bring off the bench for the Trojans. The games that I have been at, he has performed every opportunity he gets. He is a great one to have back there to be able to insert whenever you need that big lift. Well, uh, Bill, I think Brent Giesken would definitely agree with you about right now. I think the earth closed up on him. He did definitely land right on top of him. But it's going to be now a big, uh, what do they say? Is it third down or second down coming up here? If the board's correct, it's second. I guess second. And we know our people over here, they've been over here for 56 years together. <laughs> it's more than that. It's over 100 years. I used to have that note here, but it's over 100 I mean consecutive years. years. Oh, okay. Yes, absolutely. Almost as long as Don Butcher on the sideline. 46 seconds to go here in the half. Tied up seven apiece. Owasso and Corona. Neither team with any timeouts remaining. Second down and about 13 yards to go. The ball at the Owasso 40-yard line. 
Giesken looking to throw again. Throws the swing out to Bauer this time. Left side. He cuts it upfield. It's Sumrak in on the tackle. Matt Sumrak along with Eric Fuller. And the clock is going to continue to run. Oh, we have a flag. Let's see what this is all about as it stops momentarily. Let's see what this is all about. No, they pick up the hanky. I like this ref and crew. They've done that twice tonight. Inadvertent flag. <laughs> they gave the Cavaliers, though, time to go to the line of scrimmage and get ready for this play. Broken bone, Bauer in the left slot. Giesken back to throw. Looks downfield, rolls right. Gets past one man, now throws it across the middle. Picked off! Picked off by Dan Miller around the left side, still on his feet. Now he fumbles and it's on the field. And Owasso recovers it at about their own 46-yard line. Oh, exciting play there. It was Sumrak coming back to make the recovery. But it momentarily stops the clock with 10 seconds to go. The quarterback, Jared Doe, made an ill-advised pass earlier. And that time, Brent Giesken threw that one into nothing but white Trojans. He's going to be kicking himself when he looks at those game films because he could have ran about 18 yards and got out of bounds easily. So we have 10 seconds to go in this 7-7 tie, Owasso and Corona. I see cars are cruising the area. I know they've got it locked to Z92.5. They want to know what's going on. It's Owasso time for a Hail Mary. 10 seconds to go in a half from their own 45. Two wideouts on the left side. Dome, back to throw. Looking that way. Gets away from a little trouble. Benesica has him and barely brings him down. And that's going to be the final play of our first half. So the teams go to the locker rooms tied up. Seven apiece. Owasso and Corona. What a first half of play we've had here on the castle. And we've got... 24 minutes to go. It's going to be a classic, I do believe. What's taken so long to play this game? Guys, this game is everything it was cracked up to be. The enthusiasm of the players, the crowd out here. This is high school football at its finest, and you're listening to it right here on 92.5 The Castle, bringing you live Friday night high school football from Nick Canese Athletic Complex. It's the Corona Cavaliers hosting the Owasso Trojans, and our halftime score is Corona 7, Owasso 7. And this broadcast is brought to you by Sportsnet Michigan and its sponsors, including Shiawassee Copier Sales is your headquarters for sales, service, and supplies. Shiawassee Copier has toner available for most models of copiers locally. They also offer next-day free delivery. They service several makes and models of copiers at competitive rates. If you're in the market for a new copier, see Sherilyn at Shiawassee Copier Sales, 115 South Washington Street, next to Risto's Bistro in downtown Owasso. Serving you locally with community pride. To make your travel experience the most hassle-free you can, call on the friendly staff at Savas Travel Bureau. Business trips are pleasure, domestic travel or foreign. Savas Travel will arrange everything for you. Free travel planning is available at Savas Travel, 209 North Ball Street in Owasso. Your professionals for over 50 years. We're halftime, Ted. 
Halftime, the score is 7-7, seven seven, Owasso and Corona. Now, it was a scoreless first quarter. The Cavaliers stopped Owasso on their initial drive on an Adam Porter interception, but neither team could score. But then Corona scored on the first play from scrimmage in the second quarter on a tremendous 16-yard pass from quarterback Brent Gieskin to Don Van Loon. Van Loon used his entire 6-foot-4 frame to go high and pull it down with two Trojans draped all over him. Great athleticism that time by Donnie Ballgame. The Cavaliers made it 7 to nothing on the point after kick by P.J. Sobak. 11.15 to go in that first half. Or with actually a minute 51 to go in the first half. The Trojans got on the board on a two-yard run by Dan Miller. The point after was good by Jace Nielsen. It looked like the Trojans had regrouped and they had tied it at 7-7, but the Cavaliers made it interesting just in front of the half. They had it in Trojan territory. They had it actually all the way down to about the 35-yard line of Owasso, and then Dan Miller picked off a Brent Geeskin pass. So that's where we're at. Even Steven in front of a gigantic 6,000-plus crowd here, along with many, many of you at home listening on Z92.5 and also TCI Cable Channel 5 if you're at home. So we got a great game, and we're going to have a great second half in store for you right here on the castle. Chris McMillan, how do those first half stats look? Well, they look like this. Teddy Cavaliers ran the ball all that flex bone offense for 78 yards on 24 carries. Brent Geeskin, 5 out of 8 for 121 yards, including a touchdown pass to Don Van Loon. For the Trojans, they're being led by Miller, who has 37 tough yards on 10 carries. Trojans with 52 yards and 16 carries in that first half. Dome is 5 out of 7 for 35 yards, 80, just 87 yards in the first half of the Trojans, but 65 of that came on that touchdown drive. That was a very, very impressive drive, and I think it was a, a very much needed drive for a while. So they had to get a little bit of confidence back in this game. After that first quarter, it looks like Corona may take control of the game, but the Trojans came back and answered, and it was a, a very big uh, touchdown. A couple of side stories. Van Pelt's been held to just 5 yards here in the first half, while Matt Gordy's run for 60 for the Cavaliers. The Cavalier bread and butter play, the fullback dive is paying off here early. And you know Coach Harkman and his staff will make the adjustments tonight. Of course, Greg Freeman and John Patel are his assistants for Corona. And their head coach, Chris Curtis, who has a 27-9 overall record in only four seasons here at Corona, is assisted by Mark Clough and Denver, call me Buck Hey, don't forget to join myself and the Z92.5 radio staff as we host a post-game tailgate get-together at Risto's Bistro this evening in downtown Owasso. I will be showing up shortly after 10 o'clock as soon as I can figure out the best way to get out of Corona. The program will run all the way up till midnight and as a special incentive to come join us tonight, the station and Mike Gaylord are donating $100 to the Owasso or Corona run a sports booster club depending on which group of fans at the bistro are the most spirited so all you cavaliers and all you trojans come on down to risto's bistro tonight you'll have a shot to help earn your school a hundred bucks ted chris and sherm uh, this is bill janago we are at halftime and in case you're just joining us a halftime score the owasso trojan seven the Corona cavaliers seven we are being entertained at halftime i hope you can hear it in the background by this outstanding Corona cavalier marching band under the direction of lyle brooks and they're putting on just a great show for this huge overflow crowd we have here at the nick athletic complex
You know, I'm a little surprised because uh, I read in the paper that Owasso was supposed to be here with their band, and they're an absolutely grade A marching band themselves. I wonder why they didn't make the trip over here. Well, I think everybody knows how Sherm Hazelton and Bill Janago feel about the Owasso Trojan marching band, and for you listeners, next year you will have the treat as the Cavaliers come to Owasso to Wilman Field, the Trojan Marching Band will be able to perform at halftime. And I think you Corona folks will really li like it. And Germ's going to talk about it. Well, I'm just going to tell you, I'm pretty keen on the Cavalier Marching Band. Seeing I have a daughter in it. I was going to say, who's your favorite out there? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that Owasso Band should be here. I want to know why they're not. We're going to dig into that one. Well, there are a lot of other people here, as we do indeed have a packed house. And if you're cruising around and watching this game from your car, we hope you have it locked in here at 92.5 The Castle for live Friday night football, the Mid-Michigan Conference. That's the spot to be. And we have some big games again next week. We just don't know which one we're doing, but we're going to give heavy coverage no question about it on two games we're going to be sanctioned up at Chesanine and Morningstar Field as Corona will travel up to Chesanine and take on the Indians and we'll also be at St. John's as Owasa will travel over there to earn a share of at least the A Division Championship because Corona and Owasa are both 2-0 on the season so they'll both be playing for championships next Friday night at least a share. Chris McMillan, I would say that both coaches right now have got to be very complimentary to their players. Chris Curtis with his Krona Cavaliers, Tom Harker with the Owasso Trojans. There was a lot of hype to this game. This is a big deal for both of these communities, and I think that both teams have come out here and played with great enthusiasm, great character, and great discipline. It's just been a terrific first half of football. Yeah, Bill, I think you saw a result of the big hype there early in the first quarter. Both teams turned the ball over twice. Cavaliers luckily got their turnovers back. Owasso didn't, and I think that was in a big part due to the jitters. Well, you know, the uh, the Trojans and the Cavaliers have been playing football or basketball for a number of years. There have been great rivalries during the basketball season as they've had dances, they have canned food drives. There's a lot of good things going. This is long overdue, and I think it's great to see these two teams out here playing. Definitely, Bill, it's long overdue because the Cavaliers and the Trojans have played every sport for years. And... Uh, there's no doubt about it. They just got to keep this going. This has been great. The crowd reaction has been super. Uh, fans still kicking up a storm right now out on the field. It is too bad the Trojan marching band isn't here because they are just tremendous. Doing an excellent job. But uh, this has playoff atmosphere, this game. I mean, it's just tremendous. And I want to I make a comment you made about a waffle before this game. No matter how this game comes out, there is a huge game, like you mentioned, with St. John's coming up down the line because the Trojans can win the A division of the Mid-Michigan Conference in their first year, and I don't believe they've won a championship in football since 1971, so that could be a big, big game. You are so right, because the Trojans, when they came into the Big Nine in uh, the early 60s, 1963, I think it was, they started 62, they dominated the Big Nine under uh, the direction of George Eiler, Don Gray especially, and there was some talk that the Trojans were going to be asked to leave the Big Nine, and lo and behold, 1971, they win the conference title and that was it yeah so the Trojans haven't been able to celebrate a uh, conference championship so next week is indeed a big game over at St. John's 
Well, we'll be covering both games, heavy duty. You just keep it locked here to the castle, and when we figure out how we're going to do it, we'll fill you all in. Let's take a short break here, Bill, and listen to another couple words from our sponsors, and then we'll take a look at uh, last night's freshman and junior varsity contest. If your furnace is losing yardage in the heating game, replace that old loser with a high-efficiency Lennox Plus furnace from Mower Heating and Cooling. Don't let heating bills throw you for a loss this year. They have a Lennox heating system just right for you. See Dave Mower and all the gang at Mower Heating and Cooling, 203 South Water Street in downtown Owasso. Reeves Wheel Alignment and the Reeves family wish the best to all students striving for excellence in school this fall and invite you to bring all your auto service to Reeves Wheel Alignment, your downtown hometown auto service center. With great tires at great prices and our nationwide warranty, we'll take care of you like family. Call 729-TIRE for Reeves Wheel Alignment in downtown Owasso. Stop in and see Jeff in Glen Reeve, Reeves Real Alignment in Owasso. Let's listen to the band a little bit here. out there dancing with a band to Thriller. It's the Phantom, Eric Loveless. <laughs> Go Phantom, look at him out there doing that high step with the marching band. Can you beat it, guys, especially the report of the pros, the basketball player Garnett getting a $125 million contract to play basketball. And here we have out here 16, 17, 18-year-old high school students playing for the love of the game and the love of their school. Oh, absolutely. You know, you got the players on the football team. You got the band out here. And by the way, Lyle and David, Lyle Brooks and David Lee, I, they've had more moves out here practice this week, obviously, than, uh, than uh, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. I'm telling you, they had some moves going on out there. Well, you know, guys, we talk about it every week. We do these broadcasts. These Friday night events are more than just football games. They're more than just football players. They're the marching band. They're the cheerleaders. They're the drum majors, the majorettes. They're the parents who get them to practice back and forth. This is a school-wide event. It's not just football players. Well, let's not forget the volunteers either, the, the ticket takers, the concession workers, the 50-50 people. And, yeah, grab those 50-50 tickets. Make sure you know where those are at tonight. It's going to be a gigantic payoff, and I think it might be a record of all time tonight, don't you think? I would think so. You know, last night we had a couple of uh, underclassmen games, and in the freshman battle between Owasso and Corona, it was Owasso at Wilmanfield defeating the Cavalier Frost, 27-14. But Corona got a little revenge in the junior varsity game, winning a tight, must have been an exciting game, 28-24. to 
That one kind of set the stage for this one here tonight. Well, that split in the freshman in the JV game means that one of these two schools is going to have the, the winning margin of the three games. It's going to be 2-1 one way or another. Right. And what a setup that those two games were last night over at Wilman Field. And here we are at halftime from the Nicanese Athletic Complex. The halftime score is the Krennic Cavaliers 7, the Owasso Trojans 7. Again, if you're just joining us, just an outstanding, very well-played, evenly matched first half of high school football. No question about it. Let's take a little look at last night's girls' basketball. The DeWitt Panthers beat Corona 56-46, to but Corona, one of the real solid teams in our area. That was only their second loss of the year. One, that loss last night was to unbeaten DeWitt and their other loss to the number two team in Class B, Detroit Country Day. So the Cavaliers are young and they're talented. Yeah, if there's a number one team better than Detroit Country Day here, I'd like to see them. Of course, I didn't see them either. Country Day either, Ted. You didn't, but I would like to see a team better than that. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, Ashley also back at it this year. The Ashley Bears uh, went all the way to the finals last year. But uh, New Lothrop, they're 6-0 in their league with their... 74-11 to 11 win last night. Morris had a huge game last night. They're one of the top teams in the state. In fact, they gave Fowler their first loss of the season earlier, didn't they? Ted, let's also add that the Owasa women's swim and dive team, they uh, defeated Eaton Rapids 134-51. to 51. They are coached by Bruce Bicey in swimming and Glenn Olson in diving. And the coach's comments said that the girls came out to swim fast and they were able to come up with all first. The senior leadership of Katie Frederick and Lana Myers were able to help the team lead them to victory with wins in the 50 free and 400 free relay. So the divers also looked impressive. As Coach Olson said, that the springboarders went one, two, and four. So congratulations to the Owasso Lady Swim and Dive Team. Let's see if the Bartman's still awake. Bartman, anything on uh, the baseball wire or anything else going on in the world of sports? Not a whole heck of a lot, to tell you the truth. You do know, of course, that Atlanta has swept Houston with a 4-1 to win this evening. Did not know that. 4-1 yep. Atlanta, okay. John Smoltz dominated the game with a three-hitter. So that's kind of... That's about it right now. Uh, just about. Uh, San Francisco also playing Florida. I haven't got a score on that yet, but I will be checking. Well, we'll be updating everybody on the sports forum tonight. One more reminder on that. Join me and everybody down at Risto's Bistro in downtown Owasso. As soon as I can make my way there, I'll be there somewhere around. It'll probably be a little after 10, but I'll be there as close to 10 as I can until midnight broadcasting, talking sports, talking about anything you want to talk about, including Kevin Garnett's unreal salary. And the unreal story with that is... He said it wasn't about the money. Yeah. What world is he living in? Uh, well, you're 21 years old. You get a $125 million contract. Of course you can say it isn't about the money. <laughs> and everybody knows you're lying. <laughs> and that's why there's so many people here at a high school game, because that's what it's really all about. Absolutely. Speaking of big bucks, we will be donating $100 tonight at the Bistro. We want all Owasso and Corona fans to come on in to Risto's Bistro. We want to pack you in. Hey, you can even have yourself one of the specialties of the house, the Ted Patel pizza. It's some cheese, some pepperoni, and a whole lot of ham, and just like me. Well, 
and Ted, if some of the people cannot make it, maybe they're homebound or whatever, we've noticed that there's been a couple of camera crews down here. It looks like WEYI Channel 25 is up, is down here. It looks like Channel 10, Art Neal and the group are down here. Uh, there might be another one. I can't identify who they are. So if you're in for the evening and you want to see the highlights of this game, there's a good chance it might be on one of those channels. Absolutely. And a better idea, set the VCR and come on down to Ristos and watch it when you get home. Okay, well, the players are on the field. They've added a couple extra minutes to let them warm up. But we've got to pay the bills, so we got to hear from some of our Sportsnet Michigan sponsors. Seville Insurance and Real Estate Agency, 108 East Exchange Street in Owasso, is an independent insurance agent. At Seville, they say, if it's worth insuring, insure it with us. Seville Real Estate Agency combined staff has over 50 years selling experience. Let them help you find your dream home, country estate, or commercial property. Seville Insurance and Real Estate Agency, 108 East Exchange Street in Owasso. Plaza Drug at 1492 North M52 is your local good neighbor pharmacy in Owasso. Plaza Drug offers complete prescription service with experienced pharmacists to serve your needs. You'll also find photo finishing, cosmetics, greeting cards, gifts, UPS shipping, copier service, and plenty of helpful, friendly staff. Plaza Drug on North M52 in Owasso. And Ted, we also want to uh, welcome to this broadcast our newest sponsor that is Cartronics on East Main Street in Owasso. They are the AirTouch Cellular Platinum Agent in this area. And if you're in the market for a cell phone, stop in and see Guy Stewart and his staff of people at Cartronics on East Main Street and pick up uh, some of the special deals that might include a free phone. So if you want a cell phone, stop into Cartronics. That's where I got my cell phone at, and great service there. In fact, uh, Guy is the vice president of the Owasso Corona Area Chamber of Commerce. His picture was in the paper tonight, and he was holding on along with Gary Long and Larry Parakta, the Corona and Owasso uh, Sport Booster presidents, the brand new traveling trophy that's going to the winner of this game. It's going to have room for 30 nameplates on there. And it's going to be a traveling trophy. Whoever wins this game tonight gets to keep it for a year. And we want to remind our listeners that those tickets, Sports Boosters tickets, $100 tickets, are still for sale for the big raffle. That drawing, as you say, will be November 5th. So if you need a ticket, get a hold of the Sports Boosters or the Chamber of Commerce, and they'll take care of you. Okay, we're back, ready for a third quarter action. Here's Ted Patel, Chris McMillan, Sherm Hazelton, and myself. I'm Bill Janago. Take it, guys. Corona will receive Jace Nielsen's kick here. We're tied seven apiece. High end over end. It's going to be Van Pelt at the five. Cuts it up the middle. Ten. Oh, the look at this. It's the flying wedge. They hand it off to Bauer. Bauer on the left end. The 30. 35. <laughs> Trick play right out of the gate there. And I haven't seen that play in years. That came straight from Newt Rockney. Kyle Miller was there on the tackle. What happened was Van Pelt cut it upfield about five yards and then was surrounded by about five or six Cavaliers and then handed off to Dustin Bauer who broke around the left end. Yeah, that came directly from your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one heck of a play, but uh, it didn't break for the distance like the 
Cavaliers hope, but they have it first and 10 from their own 32. Straight handoff up the middle to Matt Gordy, and Gordy gets about six yards brought down by Eric Fuller. So the Cavaliers offensively have Ben Mars at center, Rob Braden, and Mike Metasink are the guards. The tackles Justin Kearney and Matt Rosser. Don Van Loon is at a tight end along with Adam Porter at a wideout. Brent Geeskin at quarterback, Matt Gordy, the man who just carried the ball at fullback, Tad Van Pelton, Jeff Pangborn in the backfield. Straight wishbone for the Cavaliers. Second down and three from the 40. Corona pitches it back to Pangborn around right and cuts it up, but I think we're going to have a hold. It was a blatant hold there on the Cavaliers. I have to, uh, one of those rare times, 100% agree with the referee on that one. Yeah, I actually even saw that one. That was pretty obvious. <laughs> if you saw it, that makes it definitely obvious. Tackle is on Tim Ackles, but this one's going to be marked off against Corona. And one of the linemen definitely grabbed some white jersey of Owasso. Well, I think early here in the second half, we're going to see the Matt Gordy show. It's been a trademark of Coach Curtis starting off the third quarter. Go to that fullback till you stop him. Yeah, we've talked about it before here in this Cavalier attack. Uh, you feed the guy until he can't stand anymore. And that is their strategy. Well, the other thing I like that the option that the Cavaliers have is big Donnie Van Loon, who seems to have a little bit of glue on his hands. The ball goes near him. It looks like he pulls it in. Frankly, I think he's got college potential if he wants to go on and play collegiate football at a tight end. He's got great hands, and he definitely have, has the size. Second and 12, Corona from their own 30. Reverse action, handoff, Van Pelt around the right end, running very hard, gets up close to the 40-yard line. Great effort that time by Tad Van Pelt. He was tripped up by Eric Fuller. At that time, Tad Van Pelt showed how strong a young man he is. I guess he is just phenomenal in the weight room. Well, as you like to say, he definitely carries his pads well. Mm -hmm. Reminds me of a running back a couple years ago named uh, Jackson. Mike Jackson, yeah. Action Jackson was a, an excellent running back, and he has the same type of speed. Third and three, Corona from their own 40. They send Pangborn in motion right. It's a straight handoff to Gordy. He's going to be close, but I think he might be just a hair short, and let's see. This could be the first real decision coming up here for the Trojans. Brett Procta was the first one there. Decision on the Cavaliers, I should say, but the referee says there is no decision. It's a first down. Didn't look back that obvious from here, and we have a pretty good angle. Well, I thought we had a pretty good angle, and uh, I was surprised when the official just awarded it a first down, but nonetheless, it is first in ten Cavaliers. Well, Coach Harkman's over there... Uh, trying to get some message across. I don't know if he's hollering at the referee or at his team to toughen it up. First and 10, Corona from their own 41. We've got a couple minutes gone in this third quarter, tied at seven. Cavaliers out of the wishbone. Here's the handoff to Van Pelt between right guard and tackle. He gets up to about the 45-yard line. Matt Sumrak, the junior linebacker there on the hit. Just a reminder, Damon Palmer, starting linebacker and an all-Big Nine performer from a year ago, went down with a leg injury early in this contest, and it looked like it was pretty obvious he wouldn't return here in this ballgame, and that has been a blow to the Trojans' defense. And that's right where they've been running here to start the second half, right up that gut. Sobak splits here on the near side. Corona going right to left as we see it high above Nicanese Stadium. Proctor, the two-hand pitch to Van Pelt around the left end. Cuts it up to midfield. Tripped up by Dan Miller. Miller coming up quickly from his safety position. 
Ben Pelt, if he would have got by Miller, he would have had quite a bit of green in front of him. So a big tackle there by senior Dan Miller. Well, the front of coaching staff definitely wants to get Van Pelt involved in this offense. The Owasso team has taken him out of the game here in the first half. I'll tell you, did the Phantom bring in all these flies that are hanging around? That's what I want to know. Here's Geeskin, straight handoff up the middle on third and one, and Matt Gordy has the first down. Eric Fuller brought him down, but the Cavaliers are in Trojan territory. These are the kind of drives that wear down the defense. This is a coach's nightmare when you come out on the opening possession and start to move the ball down the field on your defense. Giskin breaks the Cavs out of the huddle. We're tied at seven. Corona in Owasso in this historic first ever battle on the gridiron. It's never happened, folks, until this night, October 3rd, 1997. Here's Giskin handing it off to Pangborn between right guard and tackle. And Jace Nielsen comes up quickly from his left cornerback position to bring him down after only about a yard or so gain. You know, Dustin Bauer had 25 quick yards here in the first quarter on a couple of pitches, and he hasn't really carried the ball since then. I don't know if that knee's bothering him again or what the story is. Well, it doesn't appear to be bothering him, but I don't know uh, what it is either because you're absolutely right. He looked very good in that initial Cavalier drive. Corona's touchdown was on a 16-yard pass from Geeskin to Van Loon. Owasso countered with a two-yard Dan Miller run. Out of the wishbone. So back. Split left. Straight handoff up the middle to the sophomore fullback, Matt Gordy, and they're feeding him some more. His appetite isn't full yet, and Gordy takes it up for another five or six yards to about the 40-yard line of Owasso. It's going to bring up third and short. Dan Miller and Troy Smith, the safeties, had to come up and meet the five-foot-eight sophomore. Well, you hear a lot about Miller on the offensive side of the ball. He's a pretty good defensive football player. He's just a good football player, period. P.J. Sobek now flanks here on the near side of the field, right in front of the Cavalier bench. Corona stayed with the wishbone almost entire way here so far. Van Pelt gets the carry around left end, breaks a couple tackles inside the 35 to about the 33. Miller along with Eric Fuller were the first two there for Owasso to bring down Tad Van Pelt. Guys, when you talk about Daniel Miller, you're talking about a senior who goes 5'8", 160, right now playing on both sides of the ball. He is one tough young man. And playing with a bad shoulder, I might add, also. Sobak flanks on the far side. It's Don Van Loon tight here on the near side. Giesken takes a snap, hands it off to Gordy, straight up the middle again. He gets it across the 30 to about the 29. Dave Urian nosed in from his nose tackle position and just tripped him up. Otherwise, Gordy would add about four or five more. Ten plays already clicked off that clock of almost a little over five minutes now on this drive. Cavaliers moved the ball 43 yards after that kickoff. Let's take a quick station identification. Z92.5 FM Ashley. WJSD, the castle. Playing the hit you want to hear. Second down and seven, Corona. Oh, fumble at the exchange. Let's see who's got it. There's a mad scramble, and Owasso gets the ball. And there's that turnover the Cavaliers were trying to prevent. And that is the exact play Coach Chris Curtis was worried about. Dave Urian recovers the fumble on the exchange at Owasso. Dodges a bullet as Corona was driving downfield on him, and the Trojans could pick up a little momentum here. Well, you you mentioned that in the first quarter, and that was uh, definitely what happened. It's been happening all year. It happened against Elma, cost him a touchdown possibly. It's, it just shouldn't be happening in the fifth game of the season. 
Well, Owasso has the ball. Freeze will snap it to Jared Dome. Two wideouts for the Trojans. First and ten from their own 30. Here's a handoff to Dan Miller. He cuts it upfield and is brought down by Tad Van Pelt. Gets about three or four on the carry. Well, that fumble was a big recovery for the Trojans as the Cavaliers took the second half kickoff. Had the ball for almost six minutes. And so that was wearing tough on the Trojan defense. And so that was a big, big fumble recovery by Owasso. Dave Urian with the recovery on the fumbled exchange. 7-7 is the score. Second down and seven. Owasso high from... Let's see where they're at. About the 29, I guess, is really where they're at. They were starting at about the 26. Dome back to throw. Throws one down the left sideline. It's Porter there covering, and both players dive for the ball. It is just overthrown that time. Tended receiver there was Ryan Smith for the Trojans. How would you like to see uh, Miller and Van Pelt at your halfbacks and throw Gordy in there at the fullback? Ready to get backfield there? That would be a pretty good wishbone there. I think... Uh, I think uh, the Oklahoma Sooners and Barry Switzer would have been happy with that lineup. 5.33 to go here in our third quarter. We're tied at 7-7. It'll be Ryan Smith split here on the near side. Troy Smith on the other side of the field. Out of the eye. From the 29, Owasa with the ball. Sends a man in motion. Troy Smith, Dome. Looking to set up the screen, completes it out here to Dan Miller. The Cavaliers miss one tackle. Miller cuts it up the left sideline to 40, 45, 50, and Pangborn brings him down in Cavalier territory at about the 43-yard line. Oh, that was set up nicely. A 30-yard completion from Jared Dome to Dan Miller. Dome rolled out to his right, set up the screen left, and then Dan Miller took care of the rest and outran everybody down that left sideline. Outstanding play offensively by the Trojans. They sort of uh, waited for the Cavaliers to commit themselves defensively. They did, just laid it out on the left side to Daniel Miller, and he picked up the big gain, big first down for the Trojans. Jeff Geiger in the ball game. He'll be a wide out here on the near side of the field right in front of the Cavalier bench. Owasso going left to right as we see trying to knock it into that south end zone. First and 10 in Corona territory at the 43 of the Cavaliers. Dome, straight hand off to Dan Miller, up the middle. He darts past a couple players. Finally, Rob Dalton brings him down, but he takes it up to about the 35-yard line, and this is just like last week, Sherm Hazleton. Yeah, there's no question there, Ted. He's got that little slithering move, and like you said, like Barry Sanders, you think you got him, and boom, he squeezes through a little hole and picks up about seven or eight. Yeah, you usually don't get a good, clean shot at Dan Miller. Showed great running ability that time, and it puts them in that situation time of game. Second down and short. That's the kind of play you like to call here. Here's Miller on the handoff. This time he runs into a mass of humanity right up the center of the field, and he may have even lost a yard on the play. Wayne McLean, six foot four, 230 pounds of young man, was the first one there for Corona. We hope everybody out there in Radio Land is enjoying this broadcast. You're listening to Z92.5 The Castle. I'm Ted Patel. My uh, three partners tonight, Bill Janago, Chris McMillan, and Sherm Hazelton. Our refreshment lady, Lana Patel, is also here. Out of the eye. Two wideouts for the Trojans. Long count by Dome. Pitches it deep to Miller around the left end. And third and short, he has a little bit of room. He's got the first down inside the 30. 
to about the 28-yard line, finally brought down there by Tad Van Pelt along with Jeff Pangborn. Chris McMillan, this kid has got some outstanding cuts as he sweeps the wide side. He can find those little openings. What do you think? I think he's definitely a slasher. He's got very quick feet. 7-7 the score. Cavaliers were on a drive and fumbled it to Owasso on a quarterback center exchange at the 25-yard line of the Trojans. The Trojans now marching downfield towards that south end zone. Here's a handoff to Miller in the backfield, and this time Corona comes up quickly and stops him for no gain at the line of scrimmage. It was Mike Metasinka, perhaps the Cavaliers' toughest defensive player there in on the tackle. Metasinka's had a great career for Corona. He's been up here, started since his sophomore year, been an outstanding lineman for the Cavaliers. Well, this game has uh, definitely lived up to all its expectations. More often than not, they don't, but this one is a dandy. 7-7 seven to seven is the score. Owasso and Corona, and we've got second down and 10. Owasso with it from the 27 of Corona. Here's Miller around the left end. Had some steam going, but Tony Surgent was there to meet him, along with Adam Porter for the Cavaliers, and also Pangborn in on that tackle. So big third down and about seven coming up here for the Trojans from the 25-yard line of Corona. Well, these Trojans look like another Trojans out in California running that student body left and right. They pull everybody and just get the ball to Miller. Of course, John Robinson has had some problems getting any results this year out there, and the Trojans here have it. High formation. Big third down and eight from the 25. Owasso with the ball. Ryan Smith here on this side. Play action pass. They're looking left. They set up the screen, and it's off the fingertips of a wide-open tight end, Matt Sumrak, who had the first down and more. A tremendous play call. Great execution. Just didn't get the result. Uh, very well executed by the Trojans, only it fell through his hands incomplete. So they're going to come up with fourth down, and it looks like... Uh, is this out of their field goal range? I don't know. I think he's going to line it up. I, he's got the leg. Let's see. He's going to line this one up at what? There's the 30. So it's going to be about a 42-yarder from the far side hash mark. Watch the fake also. It'll be Troy Smith holding out of Brad Jones' snap. Here's the snap. A little high. Gets it down. No. Kicks it up. He's got the leg. It's looking pretty good. And it is good from 42 yards out with plenty of room to spare. Jace Nielsen with a 42-yard field goal to give the Trojans a 10-7 lead. How about that? Oh, Jace Nielsen, son of Kay and Jim Nielsen, little brother of Tara Nielsen, comes through with this big 42-yard field goal. We're going to have to check that out. That has got to be close to the Trojan field goal record. The thing about it was he made it by another eight yards. Yeah, the referee back there caught it about six or seven yards behind the goalpost and then gave the good signal. Not a bad catch by the ref, I might add, also. You know, Sherman, you and I saw the uh, Trojan field goal record. Uh, Greg Worthington used to hold it, and I believe that was broken by uh, the Trojan kicker. Adam I don't remember Williams. who it was. Adam Williams. Adam Williams, I believe, broke that over at Swartz Creek. Of course, of course, he kicks for Central Michigan and was special team player of the week a couple weeks ago. He's got a heck of a leg. And this Jace Nielsen, I think he's got some college uh, potential. He's got a great leg. And he's a great student. So if there's a small college out there that wants a great student and a good kicker, 
Call me. I'll line you up with Jace Nielsen. Hey, who are we working with now? Ed Martin? We got Ed Martin in here with us. <laughs> hey, it's our division, our agent division. Okay. Here's a low kick fielded by one of the Cavalier Up guys, and a good job there by number 65 for the Cavaliers, Matt Rosser, who it stuck on just like glue, and now the Cavaliers are going to have it in good field position. Trojans didn't want to kick it to Tad Van Pelt, but that time Rosser just fielded it like a shortstop. That was very surprising to me, Ted, with the leg that Jace Nielsen has. Kick it deep, take your chances. I think he just missed the ball. You might be right. Might be right. Runnel with it from the 44-yard line, their own 44, out of the wishbone. They trail Owasso 10-7. Giesken, back to throw, throws one down the left sidelines towards Van Loon, and Nielsen was there to cover him and nearly picked it off. It'll stop the clock, though. Second and 10 coming up, Corona from their own 44. Well, that call really surprises me. The Cavaliers came right out of the gates, ran the ball 43 yards to start the third quarter, get great field position, and throw the long pass. But I don't get paid to call it, right? No, we don't. Do I get paid to do this? He hasn't even asked us for any advice lately either, has he? No. <laughs> Second and 10 coming up. Corona with the ball out of the wishbone from their own 44. The Geese can this time give it to your man, Matt Gordy. Gordy takes it across midfield before he's dragged down by Eric Fuller. But Gordy took it into Trojan territory somewhere around the 48-yard line on that painted on the field C. Now, did you hear about some of the shenanigans last night that happened over here? That C actually turned into an O, and it also spelled out Owasso Rule. And the ground crew over here did a great job cleaning it up. Oh, those Owasso kids. Can you believe it? Out of the wishbone, third and three from the 48. Here's Geeskin, hands it off to Van Pelt, and he's going to get stopped in the backfield for a loss. His cousin, the first one there, Ryan Van Pelt was there to tie him up along with Matt Sumrak and Jacob Kalhanek. You think maybe there was a little verbal exchange there, a kind of a cute verbal exchange where Brian says, gotcha, cousin. Oh, I'm sure there was. I don't think it was probably that cute. <laughs> it was probably face. One of those kind of comments. So it's fourth and five. The Cavaliers are going to try and pin the Trojans deep. John Van Loon back to punt. This is always a spot of the field where you can see a fake also. It's a short one. It's a, a snap right to Van Pelt, and the Trojans knew that was coming. Brent Procter was there on the tackle along with Kohanek again. I'll tell you, if this old broadcaster can predict that one, Tom Harkema has seen that before, and they weren't fooled at all. And let's talk about Brent Procter, a three-year starter for the Trojans, came up as a sophomore as a running back, was converted to the line last year, and he has been outstanding the past two years for the Trojans. Well, that gives the Trojans the ball in pretty good shape. They're right at midfield. Actually, it's on the Corona side of the field at the 49. Owasso leads Corona 10-7 with a minute to go here in the third. Pro set eye once again. We have movement on the line of scrimmage for Owasso. The tight end jumped that time for the Trojans, and there's going to be a five-yard walk-off here. Well, as Sherm Hazen just said, they are in field goal range right now. <laughs> well, Jace Nielsen's leg is the difference in this one. A 42-yard field goal by the senior kicker and wide receiver and defensive back for Owasso. 10-7 is the score, and a big turnover led to that field goal as the Cavaliers fumbled a quarterback center exchange. Dave Urien recovered it, and the Trojans drove it down for the three. Gigantic crowd here enjoying this ball game in balmy Florida-like weather. Out of the eye. 
Owasa with the ball. It's Norm Spencer, I believe, with a carry. Now we have a flag. Let's see what this is all about. It's either a face mask or a hold. Let's see if it's going against the offense or the defense here. Face mask against the Cavaliers is the call. And it looked certainly like an accidental face mask as the Cavalier lineman went in there to try to secure the tackle and just got his hand wrapped up in the face mask. 58 seconds to go here in this third quarter of play. They're going to mark it off against the Cavaliers. It's been a pretty well-played game here as far as uh, the penalty flags go. It's going to give the Trojans a first down on the 15-yard penalty. They mark it from the point of the infraction. So it's going to be first and 10 So inside the 40 at about the 39-yard line of Corona. The Trojans with the ball. Jared Dome barking out the signals. Looking deep. Looks over the middle. Complete to Ryan Smith. And he breaks an Adam Porter tackle. And then Tony Surgent finally brings him down. And they are now for real in Jace Nielsen's territory. Tad Van Pelt saved the touchdown that time. And Jared Dome put that one right on the money. Just some outstanding play calling by the Trojan bench as they are really mixing it up on the Cavaliers now. It looks like the Cavaliers are defensively a little bit on their heels trying to figure out what play is coming next from the Trojans. Well, that little slant or look in, whatever you want to call it, is a very, very tough pass to defend. Here's a quick pitch in the backfield to Norm Spencer around right in, and it's Tony Surgent there and on the hit. He loves to hit. Full head of steam that time for Spencer. Well, Bill, I think you called it right now, this Cavalier defense team does not know what's coming every play. They can be throwing on first down, running on third. And the Trojans do not have Daniel Miller in the game. It looks like Coach Harkham is trying to run the offense without him because he's going both ways tonight. Fourth quarter coming up. You're listening to Z92.5, the castle, and they're going to move the chains and then stick right with us for this final 12 minutes of bone-chilling action. It's 10-7 Owasso over Corona. Brought to you by Sportsnet Michigan and the outstanding boosters, including AAA of Michigan provides quality insurance for your auto, home, boat, and life. In Owasso, visit with Scott Barker at the AAA office at 1350 East Main Street or call 725-2224. Insurance underwritten by the Auto Club Insurance Association family of companies. Tuffy Auto Service Center right next to the total station on East M21 in Owasso. Specialized in all undercar repairs. Brakes, mufflers, shocks, struts, steering, suspension, two- and four-wheel drive alignments, radiator fill and flush, oil changes, and basic tune-ups. We want customers for life. Tuffy Auto Service Center, 1959 East Main Street, Owasso. Phone 723-3388. That's a Tuffy. Young Oldsmobile Cadillac on East M21 and Owasso offer you the comfort and elegance of a new Oldsmobile or Cadillac with the lowest new car prices in the listening area. Be sure to ask them about their affordable leasing programs. Young Oldsmobile Cadillac, 1418 East Main Street, Owasso. Ted, take it away for the fourth quarter of this exciting game. Final quarter underway. I'm Ted Vitell with Chris McMillan, Bill Janago, and Sherm Hazelton, and thousands here at the Nick. Here's a handoff to... Who is that for a while? So Dan Miller got the handoff for the Trojans, and it was 
Rob Dalton in on the tackle. The fourth quarter just underway. It'll be Brian McGuire checking back in the lineup there to man the defensive line for the Cavaliers. Out will come Surgeon. Cavaliers will go with their gap seven or gap eight defense. You got to give that Owasso front line of Savage, Procta, Fries, Jones, and Burke a lot of credit. They're controlling the ball game right now. I'll tell you, that is a darn good offensive line, too. We've watched them play this year, and they have opened up some nice holes for the Owasso high running back. And they also have the uh, advantage. They have a young sophomore up there, Matt Worthington, who is filling in at the tackle position, or Chris Worthington, excuse me. Matt's the older brother. Chris Worthington, a 225 sophomore. He's rotating with those tackles, giving them a breather when they need it. Well, it's a first down Owasso. They have it at the 12-yard line of Corona. They'll send Geiger and Ryan Smith out on the far side of the field, trying to knock it into that north end zone. Out of the eye, Elsenheimer and Dan Miller. They're behind the quarterback dome. It's Dan Miller with a handoff between left guard and tackle. Inside the five, down to the three, and the Trojans are just opening up gigantic holes right now. Brad Jones and Trent Burke, along with the center, Bryce Freeze, opened up that hole. Chad Van Pelt had to come up from the secondary to make that tackle. The touchdown right now is going to make it very hard for Corona to try and come back in this one. They do have a quarterback in Brent Heaskin that can go to the air, but right now, Owasso is just marching it downfield on him. Andy Brooks, along with Ryan Smith, flanked out on the far side. Here's Dan Miller straight up the middle this time. He's close, but he is just shy of the end zone, but he's got a first down. It's going to be first and goal from a yard away. Trojans have ran 16 offensive plays here in the second half, and Dan Miller's ran the ball nine times for 41 yards. The stat man, once again, on top of all of these numbers, that's Chris McMillan, the stat man. The computer that wore tennis shoes. That's him, all right. 10.40 to go in this one. Owasso threatening to go up by more. They lead it by three right now. Jared Dome on first end goal from the one. Keeps it himself into the end zone. Touchdown, Jared Dome and the Trojans. And Owasso jumps out now by nine over Corona. Ted, it is so fitting that Jared Dome should score this touchdown. He has probably led the resurgence back of the Trojans since that crushing defeat to Grand Blank in the opening game. Jared has improved with every single game, every single snap, so he deserves that touchdown. Outstanding effort by Jared Dome. Great leadership out there. Yeah, he's had a very solid year here for the Trojans. Chase, Chase Nielsen will attempt the kick out of Troy Smith's hole. From the 10, here comes the extra point. And the 10-point lead. It is up. It is good. And the Trojans now lead it 17-7 over Corona here. We've got 10 and a half minutes to go. You're listening to live high school football action on 92.5 The Castle, brought to you by Sportsnet Michigan and these fine sponsors. Be sure to check with Van, the Culligan man. Owasso Culligan knows water. They rent and sell water conditioning systems, drinking water systems, filters and bottled water, plus salt delivery and great service. If you're concerned about your water, you need to talk to Van. Call Van, the Culligan man, for a test of your water today. 
sorry, Bill. Go First right time ahead. we've cut each other off here tonight with four in the booth. That's not bad. Go right ahead. Don't forget to join me at Reedstone Bistro tonight. I'll be broadcasting my sports forum program. We'll be donating $100 to either the Corona or Owasso Sports Boosters Club to the loudest and proudest group of fans. i got to believe there'll be a lot of Trojan fans in there tonight. It remains to be seen how many Cavaliers come over. This game is far from over. Ten and a half minutes to go. This game is far from over. You are exactly right. When you have Geeskin at quarterback with the Army, he has Van Pelt in the back field with Gordy. This game is not over by any means. So it'll be Jace Nielsen kicking it down to Corona. Let's see if he decides to put the leg into it and kick it to that north end zone. No wind again. This is the third week in a row that we've had very, very favorable conditions with no wind. Nielsen will approach. Boots it up high, end over end kick. Van Pelt fields it at the five on the far side of the field. The 10, the 15, looking for some room. Cuts it around the left end. Goes up to about the 30-yard line, maybe the 29 before he's tripped up to the Cavaliers. About 70 yards away. Elsenheimer was the first one down that time for Owasso. Travis Elsenheimer for the Trojans. So Corona trails Owasso by 10, 17-7, and the Cavaliers back with the ball. First and 10 from the 28-yard line. Van Pelt here in the right slot. Here's Gieskin, options it around the right end to Pangborn. Has a little bit of room, but it closes quickly. It's Troy Smith coming up quickly along with Jacob Kohanic. Ted, Troy Smith, inch for inch, pound for pound, 147-pounder is one tough kid. Also helping on that play is six-foot, 160-pounder, Jace Nielsen. This has just been outstanding hitting here tonight. Well, you know, his brother B.J. Smith had a lot of accolades and a lot of awards in high school, but uh, Troy wants to go down in the Smith family as being a part of this Owasso victory over Corona if they can hold on. Broken bone, two wideouts for the Cavaliers. It's Geeskin looking to throw, throws one out to Van Loon. And Don has the ball at the 40 and has a Cavalier first down. Jace Nielsen was there on the tackle for the Trojans. Third catch for Van Loon tonight. He's got about 30 yards. He's been a big weapon all year. I don't think they're through throwing to him. You know, if they're going to get back into this game, he hasn't dropped the ball yet. I think the ball's got to go to Van Loon a little bit more. Yeah, they got to keep going to Donnie. Donnie had the Cavalier touchdown. The Cavalier scored first on a 16-yard pass from Geeskin to Van Loon, but it's been all a while. So from that point on, a two-yard Dan Miller run and then the 42-yard field goal by Jace Nielsen. First and 10 from the Corona 40. The Cavaliers with the ball. There's movement on the line of scrimmage. And it's going to go against Corona as the Cavaliers were a little bit too rambunctious that time as they jumped the gap. Ted, you know, and the Trojans, uh, in anticipation of maybe the ball going in the air, they've uh, put in some fresh bodies in the backfield, the defensive backfield. I noticed number 14, Matt Spies, who's the backup quarterback, is in there giving Jared Dome, who's been in there playing defensive back, a breather. The Trojans this year have used a lot of players in different times. That's a nice advantage to have when you have some bodies to use. Here's Sobek going over on the far side of the field. Finally gets set in time. Broken bone. It's going to be Geeskin back to pass. Looking this way. Looks downfield. Has a bad Van Loon wide open at the 40. He's going to go all the way. The 
20, the 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, touchdown, Corona, a 65-yard touchdown connection from Brent Keeskin to Don Van Loon, and the Cavaliers are back in this one. Billy, you are a prophet. I think they're going to go back to him. Well, they sure did, and it paid off big, as you say, a 66-yard touchdown pass completion from Keeskin to Donnie Van Loon. The amazing thing there, fellas, Van Loon was wide open. And you know what happened there? Defensively, the Trojans got caught on the left side of the defensive backfield as one of the cornerbacks moved inside. Van Loon came off and uh, went down the right side, and he stumbled and fell, and he was wide open. Here's the extra point attempt. Sobat kicks it up out of the hold of Adam Porter. It is good, and the Cavaliers are back within a field goal, 17-14 to 14 on the 65-yard touchdown from Brent Giesken to Donnie Van Loon. This copyrighted broadcast is exclusive property of Sportsnet Michigan. Any rebroadcast or distribution of this broadcast in whole or part without the written consent of Sportsnet Michigan is strictly prohibited. Audio game tapes are available for this year and past years back to February of 1985. Phone Ted Patel at 723-4337 for details on what games are in stock. For Christmas, birthdays, graduation, or class reunions, what a unique present. Call Ted Patel at 517-723-4337 for more details. And this would be a great game to get on tape. You grandparents, you parents, if your kids are out there playing and you want a tape of this game, give Ted a call at 723-4337. Ted. Of course, we have the Bartman producing the programming and taping the proceedings, so we'll have fine, fine quality. Here's a kick down to Dan Miller. Miller at the 5, 10. Goes right side. It's Spencer, rather, and Spencer up to about the 30-yard line before he was tripped up there by Scott Hamill for the Cavaliers. So we have a new ball game here. It's 17 to 14 Owasso with a 10-point lead. You can get a little conservative and sit on the ball a little bit. With only a three-point lead, you got to go back to your regular game plan and let it all loose. Well, Corona has not stopped the Owasso since about midway through the second quarter. The only thing to stop the Owasso has been Owasso. Two early turnovers put them in a hole. But they definitely got out of that. A couple wideouts this side of the field, out of the eye. Straight handoff to Dan Miller, and the Cavaliers come through quickly. That was Rob Dalton coming across the line of scrimmage and bear-hugging the Trojan star eye back down. This is gut-check time for the Trojans right now as they have to get something going offensively to wear out a little bit the defensive uh, alignment of the Cavaliers. So a couple of big plays coming up offensively by the Trojans. 17-14. to 14. Owasso. The Trojans with the ball. 8.20 to go here in this ball game. Second down and 11 from the Trojan 30-yard line. I formation. Two wideouts here on the near side. He's looking that way. Don't throws it up. It's a duck. Picked off and then dropped by Sobek. Steve Perry tipped it up in the air. And if Sobek would have caught that one, he had nothing but the end zone looking at him in front of him. Well, P.J. Sobek came up with a big defensive play as the Trojans kind of ran a crossing pattern there. It looked for a minute like the Trojan receiver was wide open, and all of a sudden P.J. stepped in front of him, and he just couldn't keep his hands on the ball. Actually, Steve Perry made a great play, and Sobek was trying to catch the deflection, and that's a tough thing to do is keep your
your eye on that and concentrate. Third and 11, reverse pivot dome, and he's going to go down maybe a couple-yard gain. May have coughed up the ball a little bit, but the Trojans are going to be punting this one to the Cavaliers, it looks like. Let's see if there was a fumble or not. It looks like a Wasso held on. Wayne McLean was there on the tackle, and gentlemen, I, you know, you hate to say it, but this game is a game of momentum, and right now the momentum shift has definitely went to the Golden Black. Well, there was a broken play offensively that time by the Trojans. His uh, dome looked for his running back. He wasn't there, and he just took it up the middle. Well, it'll be... A punt situation, Travis Elsenheimer back at uh, about his own 20. He drops it. It's on the field. The Cavaliers hustle. He might have some room. He cuts it upfield, but he's still on his feet. And he has run out of bounds at about the 40-yard line. He was only about a yard and a half shy of that first down. Steve Perry saved a Cavalier disaster there and what looked like was going to be a huge Cavalier break. Travis Elsenheimer came awful close to making something out of nothing as he dropped the ball and ran it back and came up one yard short of the first down. It's a turnover by the Trojans, and the Cavaliers take over on Owasso's 40-yard line. It's 17-14. to 14. Owasso over Corona. Corona with the ball at the 40 of Owasso. They're going to the air. Giesken pumps it, then tucks it under his arm and gets a five-yard loss. He was looking at Van Pelt, but Tim Ackles came shooting through. Dan Miller was all over Van Pelt that time as the Cavaliers only sent one player out into the pattern, and Giesken at least that time was smart enough to tuck the ball back under his arm and take the sack instead of throwing it away for a potential interception. Oh, guys, get your breath. We've got a wild one here, and it's going to be an exciting finish. 6.44 to go. Corona second down and 16 from their own 45. Van Pelt goes in motion. It's a handoff to Gordy. He breaks past one man, dives up to the 35 and almost more. It was Eric Fuller there on the tackle along with Brian Van Pelt, but Gordy put on a nice little move that time. He's over the 90-yard mark. Matt Gordy, you're not going to find a tougher running back than him. Boy, can you have a better game than this? I mean, i got to stand up and stretch just a little bit here and maybe get into this one down the stretch. Get into it, big man. All right, buddy. I've never been accused of that before, have I? Cavs send Sobek out on the left side. Van Pelt here on the near side. He'll go in motion. It's a handoff to Gordy again up the middle. He has some room. He's got a Cavalier first down to about the 25, maybe 26-yard line. Brought down there by Troy Smith, the first one there for the Trojans. Well, the difference right now is the Cavalier linemen are dominating at the line of scrimmage. They look a little quicker than the Trojans, and they've got control of the line of scrimmage. Under six minutes to go. Corona trails Owasso by three. 17 to 14, but the Cavaliers have the ball and are driving. Adam Porter will flank on the far side. Straight wishbone for Brent Giesken. Giesken hands it off to, it looks like it is Hamill in the backfield. Stays on his feet up to about the line of scrimmage. Maybe gained a yard. So first action offensively tonight for Cavalier halfback Scott Hamill. 5'10", 180-pound senior halfback. Troy Smith was the tackler there for OHF. What a tough time to get your first run of the night. Uh, no Talk doubt. about crunch time. Well, he hung on to it and ran pretty hard. He got hit right at the line of scrimmage and then squirmed for a couple. Second down and eight. 
Corona has it at the 25-yard line of Owasso in this thriller of a game. The band played the tune at halftime, and this game has lived up to it. Van Pelt goes in motion. Straight handoff up the middle to Gordy. Running hard. Takes it to the 20-yard line. He's going to be about three yards shy of the first down and a big third down coming up here for Corona. Matt Spies, the backup cornerback by the Trojans, came up with a big tackle as he put the shoulder into Gordy. Gordy is just blown by the down lineman of the Trojans. Running very hard. It's going to be third down. We'll call it four. The ball at the 20-yard line of Owasso. Corona trying to knock into the south end zone right by Louise Peacock Elementary. Broken bone. Here's a hand off to Gordy. He's got some room around left end. The 15. The 10. He dies and is down at about the two-yard line where Dan Miller saved a touchdown. Talk about Miller and Van Pelt all you want, but Matt Gordy's taking over this ball game. He's now over 120 yards. A potential game-saving tackle that time by Dan Miller, though, as it looked like Gordy was into the end zone, and Miller came up huge. But the Cavaliers now, four and a half minutes to go. Trailing by three, have it first and goal from the two. Here we go. Out of the straight. Looks well, no, looks like a power eye. It's Van Pelt with the handoff. Takes it up the middle, dives towards the end zone, but he's just short by about a foot. Boy, once again with the uh, play being brought in from the sideline by the Cavaliers, it looked awful close like they were going to have a delay a game. Well, Brent Giesken comes all the way over to the Cavaliers sideline and then goes all the way back to the huddle. I mean, they're going to have to hurry. You don't want to mess up down there at the one. They're going to have to hustle the line of scrimmage because a five-yard penalty here is crucial. We're going to have to hurry. Second one, 3.39 to go here in the ballgame. Giesken gets the handoff, quarterback sneak. Touchdown, Brent Giesken! The Cavaliers have taken the lead. Five minutes ago with a 17-7 ballgame, the Trojans were in complete control, and just like that, it's turned around. The Cavaliers are now up 20-17, and this thing is far from over yet. I'll agree with you, Chris. What a great ball game we have here. The fans have been great, and this has definitely lived up to everything, Ted. No question about it, bros. This has been one whale of a ball game. A lot to talk about tonight, but I'll tell you what. Trojans have a lot of time on that clock with a talented quarterback. And Chris Curtis was worried about the Trojans' big play capabilities. And that's what Coach Tom Harkman's got to do now. Here comes Sobak's extra point attempt. Out of the hold of Porter, and it's wide left. So a field goal could still tie this baby and send it into overtime. It was wide left. And we, this is going to be a classic right down the stretch. 20-17, to 17, Corona. Your complete office supply headquarters in the Owasso area is Selleck Office Supply. You'll find everything, including paper products, furniture, machines, supplies, and more at Selleck Office Supply. Customer satisfaction is their number one goal. For fast, efficient service, free local delivery, and low prices, see the helpful staff at Selleck Office Supply, 209 West Main Street, downtown Owasso. They also have great gifts. 
If you're an athlete, there's a new team in town to prevent an injury from turning you into a spectator. The sports team at Memorial Healthcare Center. Their therapists and trainers are experts in preventing and rehabilitating sports-related injuries. On the field or in the clinic, the sports team addresses the special needs of athletes. Phone 723-9488 for the Memorial Healthcare Center sports team. I don't think anybody has left this complex here. Three 33 to go. They were wise. They held off on the 50-50 till three minutes to go in the game. Here's Sobak's kick. End over end, and it is Spencer on the right sideline. Takes it up that sideline, runs into one of his own men, and then is brought down at around the 25-yard line. So the Trojans are about 50 yards away from a Jace Nielsen field goal here. they got to get about 50 yards before they can attempt it, I'd say. Think that many? Maybe not quite that many. I think the young man's kicking the ball 50 yards today. What a ball game, folks. Chris, I think I got the 50-50 ticket. What was the number? They haven't run it yet. Oh, okay. They like to tease you over here in front of Bill. Hey, don't forget, not only $100 on the line at Restos, but we've got all kinds of prizes supplied by one of our sponsors. Hats, T-shirts, you name it. First and 10 from the 25, Owasa with the ball. Here's Dome. He's sacked in the backfield. The Cavaliers just shot through. Don Van Loon came through there that time. And the clock continues to run with 3.12 to go. If you talk about big plays that can turn a game around, let's go back to the touchdown pass from Giesken to Van Loon. That has been the critical play of this game. That was the play. You're absolutely right. That made the momentum swing official towards Corona. Second and 14, Owasso from their own 22. High formation. Dome probably going to the air again. He rolls this way. Looks downfield. Has a man open. Throws it. And it's Sobek with the interception. Tucks it under his arm. Cuts up field. He has some room at the 40. 35 still on his feet. And Corona with the interception. Second interception for that Cavalier defense tonight. There won't be a bigger one all year than that one by Sobek. Two and a half minutes to go in this one. The Cavaliers are going to want to just hang on to the ball. Keep it on the field in their hands of their running backs, Gordy and the rest of them. Owasso now is going to try and stop them at the line of scrimmage and use their timeout. Still far from being over, but Owasso's going to try and tackle the ball here, I would think. Sobek split left. Wishbone formation. Don Van Loon at the tight end. It's Gordy straight up the middle. No surprise there. You're going to see Gordy and Gordy and Gordy again for the last two and a half minutes of this game. And, you know, it's one of these situations where you hate to see either team lose, but unfortunately it's going to happen here. One of these teams is going to go down to defeat and just this great late game. Brent Procter in on that tackle along with Brian Van Pelby. You're absolutely right. It has been a classic. You know, I, it's just been a tremendous game. There's been no unsportsmanlike conduct penalties going on. Second and eight, Corona with the ball. Hand off to Tad Van Pelt. He cuts it upfield. He's going to be close to a Cavalier first down. Right around the 20-yard line. It may temporarily stop the clock to bring out the chains. Eric Fuller 
in on the tackle. He looks like he's just shy of the first down, and Owasso calls a timeout with Corona looking at third and one. You know, I think that the Corona coaching staff has been tuned it right into 92-5 because a while ago, Chris McMillan made the comment, why are they putting the ball in the air? They had gained all this yardage on the ground with Van Pelt and Gordy, and all of a sudden, Chris becomes the prophet, and the coaching staff starts calling in those running plays, and that turned the game around. Well, it's pretty easy call when you got a fullback like Matt Gordy, Jason the Cure before him. These front of fullbacks are tough, they're fast, and they hit the line so quickly. It's a pretty safe play. Almost always get positive yardage. You guys might want to check your tickets. My wife's got mine. I'll go ahead and carry on the conversation here. It's uh, 20 to 17. Corona leads it with a minute 49 to go. Don't forget to join me down at Risto's after this game. All you Owasso fans, all you Corona fans, anybody out there in O-Town tonight, come down to Risto's Bistro with some of the greatest food and beverages We'll have a lot of fun tonight as I broadcast the sports form. Third and a long yard for Corona. Movement on the line of scrimmage, and Owasso is offsides, I do believe, as the entire front wall of Owasso jumped that time. Ted, just a coach's nightmare there. The Trojans take a timeout as Crona had a yard to go for the first time. They waste a timeout as the Trojans immediately before the snap of the ball pick up a five-yard offside penalty. I'll tell you right now, Crona virtually could kneel down on the ball and pretty much steal this thing. First and ten. Straight handoff up the middle to the fullback that time, Matt Gordy. Ted, 50-50 winner tonight, wins $2,500. Is Lana collecting it right now? Did we win? No. What's the number? Because they'll probably want to donate some of that. <laughs> I don't care, Bill. I just know I didn't win. Uh, well, that takes care of the 50-50. Now, Owasso called their second timeout. We got the clock stopped with a minute 42 to go. Corona leads Owasso 20 to 17. And Sherb, you just brought it up to my attention at the beginning of this game. We predicted Corona 20 to 17, though it, it may not hold up. Corona could possibly score again, but our score is looking pretty good. Yeah, right now it is. I'll tell you, Owasso's played just a tremendous game, and the game is not over yet. That is for sure. We have seen some strange things happen. Corona has second down and eight. Owasso with only one timeout remaining. Hamill's back in the backfield, along with Van Pelt and Gordy. He's connect quarterback. It's Adam Porter here on this side. Don Van Luna has been the hero this evening on the other side. Straight handoff to Tad Van Pelt. He tries to get around the left end and then is brought down at right around the 10-yard line. Brought down by Adam Cobb and Dan Miller. And the Trojans, Dave Trevino also in on that tackle. And Owasso calls their final timeout with a minute 36 to go. It's Corona 20, Owasso 17. So if the Trojans can hold here in a couple more plays, they'll at least get the ball back, but they've got a long way to go. 
Well, let's pause right now during this timeout to hear from another one of our Sportsnet Michigan sponsors. McDonald's restaurants with convenient locations in Owasso, Corona, Duran, and Perry say come on in for delicious 39-cent hamburgers, 49-cent cheeseburgers, and 89-cent double cheeseburgers. Before or after the game for a snack or a meal, they are ready to serve you with fast food and friendly service. That's 39-cent hamburgers, 49-cent cheeseburgers, and 89-cent double cheeseburgers. McDonald's restaurants, locations Owasso, Crona, Perry, and Duran. Did somebody say McDonald's? Big Mac attack. Here's a handoff in the backfield. It's Hamill into the end zone. How about that? Right off the bench, Scott Hamill runs it in from 10 yards out, and that's going to close the door, folks. 38 yards and seven plays after the interception by Sobek, and the Cavaliers have clinched this first ever meeting here between these two schools. They're up 26-17 with a minute and a half to go. You know, people are going to see this score all over Michigan and in the mid-Michigan and central Michigan area, and they are not going to know the true details of just how close this game was. Oh, it was a heck of a battle, and this year just happened to be the Cavaliers' year. Here's the kick. It's up, and it's good by Sobek. So the Cavaliers go up by 10 with a minute 32 to go. Wow, what a contest. Well, 16 big fourth quarter points by the Cavaliers after it looked like the Trojans had taken control of this game into the fourth quarter with a 17-7 lead. But the Cavaliers stayed in there, rallied together as a team, scored 16 fourth quarter points. More and that, 21. 20, 20 points. Three touchdowns in the fourth quarter there, partner. Hey, this is what I saw last week. They were down. They were beat in the fourth quarter. They blitzed Elm in the fourth quarter and won in overtime. Right. Cavaliers came through in the fourth quarter in this ball game. No question about it. What a crowd we've had on hand here tonight. You know, it's just been absolutely tremendous for the communities. You know, obviously, we're Corona graduates over here. You're a Trojan graduate and proud of it. There's a lot of proud fans here. It was just a well-played game. Just happened to be Corona this year. Well, and there's great sportsmanship out there, too. And I tell you, it's so loud here. I'm talking about scoring 16 points. I can't even hardly hear as we're on the Corona side, and there's making a lot of noise over here. But let me correct myself. It is 20 fourth-quarter points by the Cavaliers to take stake them to the 27-17 lead. Yeah, well, Owasso led it 17-7 in this fourth quarter and three unanswered TDs by the Cavaliers. Oh, oh they kick it off a Trojan. Let's see who has it. And it looks like Owasso finally is going to come away with it. The Cavaliers had a chance just to get the ball back and kneel down, but I think Owasso came away with it. So it's still not completely out of the question here with Owasso's big play capabilities. Chad Jamison had it bounce off his back as he was peeling back to get into blocking formation. Or it might have been him on the recovery. It was He recovered that ball. So Dome, the line of scrimmage, a minute 26 to go. He'll go to the air. Throws one out here towards... Number 80, that's Ryan Smith, but it's incomplete. And I'll tell you, in high school football, this is a, an extremely tough situation. This is when the DBs just sit back and they know that ball is coming in the air. Well, Crenna lined up six of them that time in the backfield, and he just waited for the Trojans to put it up. There wasn't an awful lot of room to throw that pass. 
And a lot of you were looking at Cavalier uh, press book and see Ted's name is uh, holding the career record for interceptions, and this is where 10 of those say. babies came. Yeah. This is I where, was there, Ted. There's no question. This is where the majority came. You're absolutely right. I knew that was coming. The dig of the year. Well, the Cavaliers call a timeout. Well, with that timeout, let's hear from a couple more of our sports boosters, and then we'll get back to Mr. Chris and Mr. Ted. At Dutchtown Video, you'll find the latest video releases, plus Nintendo 64, Sony PlayStation, and Sega Saturn games at the best rental prices in town. Dutchtown Video at 812 South Chipman Street in Owasso has specials every month. Previewed movies are also on sale from $5 to $10. For great video gifts, see Dutchtown Video in Owasso. For a full line of new cars and trucks, plus a great selection of used vehicles, stop in at Signature Ford, Lincoln Mercury, Jeep and Eagle, now with two locations, 1960 East M21 in Owasso and Main Street in Perry. At Signature Ford, they have a full-service body shop and parts department with free estimates and free loaners. Come test drive a new 1998 model today at Signature Ford in Owasso and Perry. Ted? Here's Dome to the air. He hits Troy Smith on the right side. He has it in Cavalier territory, and he should be very close to a Trojan first down. Clock is stopped with a minute 17 to go. Owasso trails Corona by 10. Look at the line of cars kind of parade over there. Here's Dome back to pass again. Rolls right. Tries to get around the right corner and does. And has the first down as it was third and a yard. And Dome, the smart senior quarterback, darted around the right end, stopped the clock, and got the first down. You know, guys, with this victory, Corona's going to go to 4-1. and one, And they are just a muffled snap of a field goal attempt from being undefeated again. Being undefeated and being solid in the playoff chase, but these points tonight are going to move them up at least a couple notches. And, you know, looking at those playoff pitches right now, if they go 8-1, they might not get in in that region they're in. Well, it's a very, very tough region, that's for sure, but uh, they get Class A points tonight. 27-17, Corona with a minute 8 to go. Here's Dome. Straight back to pass. Has some time this time. Throws it across the middle. Complete. Complete to Ryan Smith. And that'll stop the clock as Smith is down to about the 32 of Corona. And then we have flags in the backfield. And that may be our first personal foul here of the game. It may have been roughing the passer there. Did you see it? Yeah, I think it was roughing the passer. And this thing is not over. No, it isn't. You got a, uh, a weapon like Nielsen. All you got to do is go a touchdown, get an onside kick. A kick about a 50-yard field goal. That's, very That's all you got to do. But it sounds like a lot, but it can happen. Well, it is a lot, but it is still mathematically possible. We have a minute to go in the ball game, and this 15-yard penalty is going to put Owasso high that much closer. Key right now is for the Trojans, they're going to want to score as quick as they can here and leave as much time on that clock as they can also. Well, look to Ryan Smith again, big number 80 out there. He's their go-to guy in the air. He's out here flanked this way. Owasso has it at the 17 of Corona, trailing by 10. Trojans with no timeouts. That's going to hinder them a little bit if they do score a touchdown here and try to set up a field goal. But Jared Dome knows how to run this two-minute offense. He's back to throw now. Throws it out here. He has a man open. It's complete. It's Smith again out here. And then he comes out of bounds at about the 10-yard line. It's about a 7-yard completion that time. Stops the clock with 51 seconds. So it only took 9 seconds off the clock. So you'll prevent defense. What does it prevent? It prevents you from winning, right? Yeah. First cliche we used here tonight. 
Very good. <laughs> 27 to 17. You got a long ways to come back there. Long ways. Cavaliers lead it. Corona over Owasso by 10, but Owasso is making things very interesting here down the stretch. Notice the traffic over there moving a little bit slower now. And now we have a Corona timeout. 51 seconds yet to go. Cavaliers have one remaining, leading Owasso by 10. Well, let's hear from another one of our outstanding Sportsnet Michigan boosters. The Owasso Cinemas in the Comstock Center in downtown Owasso always show the latest films available. So why watch reruns and videos of the old movies? Drama, comedy, sci-fi, thrillers, suspense, action, and animated. It's all at the Owasso Cinemas, along with your favorite stars. And Gary Geiger, a big supporter, he operates the Owasso Cinemas. Stop in and see Gary. And once again, we want to welcome our newest Sportsnet Michigan member, and that is Cartronics, the AirTouch Cellular Platinum Agent. If you're in the market for a cellular phone, stop into Cartronics at 1031 East Main Street in Owasso. That's Cartronics, AirTouch Cellular in Owasso. Guys? Well, I'll tell you what, this fourth quarter has had a game full of action, hasn't it? Cavaliers with uh, 20 unanswered points, but Owasso scored a touchdown early in the fourth, and now they're threatening to score another, and then we're going to have that always exciting onside kick coming up if they can knock it in here. High formation, Jared Dome, second and four from the Cavalier 10. Now we have flags on the field. So it was looking pretty good that I might make it to Risto's in pretty good fashion, but now it's going to slow me down just a little bit. Well, it looked like Krona lined up in the neutral zone. They're going to take it five yards closer to the goal line, so the Trojans are going to have the ball. Looks like it's going to be spotted right about at the five-yard line for the Trojans. Yep. First and goal from the five-yard line. Exactly right. Trojans send Troy Smith out on the far side. Ryan Smith here on the near side. Dome at quarterback. Eye formation. Looks to throw. Throws one out in the left flat. Has a man open. Touchdown Owasso. Troy Smith. He lost the defender. And the Trojans score the touchdown. And we still have 46 seconds to go. What a great throw by Jared Dolan. That's a pro throw there. He completed his last four passes for 47 yards in that drive. This thing's not over, Bill. No, it's not. And for all you fans locked into Z92, the castle, that have left this game early, you left too early. Yeah, there's people out in their car right there. Oh, look at the brake lights. You can see them. We know they're listening. The Trojans going to go for two here so they can set up. Oh, this is strange. They're going to go for two. And Dome at the line of scrimmage. I'll tell you, if you don't get the two, you are. Yeah, but if you don't get the two, then you're only going to win with a touchdown. I don't know. Now they're backing off. Harkema, Coach Harkema over there talking to Troy Smith. He's playing the hot hand, though. Dome is throwing. Dome is hot. Well, this is a throwing the ball well. This is a gigantic risk, though, if it's not successful. 27 to 23. The Trojans going for two after that penalty from the seven. He sends Troy Smith in motion this way. 
Tom rolling right. He's looking in the end zone. Throws a pass, and it's broken up by Adam Porter. And the two-point conversion no good, and you've got to question that call. You have got to question that call. I am sorry. Well, you know what that sets up, gentlemen? Something that ever since I saw the Michigan-Colorado game a couple of years ago, I hate that cliche, and I'm not even going to say it, but that sets it up. <laughs> Which is the Hail Mary. For all you good Catholics out there, no doubt about it. But it's 27-23, to Corona. With 46 seconds to go. Hey, I want to quickly uh, make note of the fact that Damon Palmer, who was injured in the first quarter, has stuck around. He is over on the sidelines on crutches with his leg in an air cast. And Damon, you did a great job. You're an outstanding athlete. I give you a lot of credit for sticking around and rooting your teammates on. Well, he's been treated to a heck of a game, as has this giant crowd here. Trojans just went for two. An extra point kick would have made it a three-point game. Now here comes the proverbial onside kick, and the Cavalier hands team is up at the 50-yard line. Brent Mowinski is over the line. He's going to get flagged. You can see the referee getting ready to get the flag out of his pocket. Here's the kick. The onside kick attempt field by Corona, but Corona is offside. Cavaliers had a man right in front of the Cavalier bench, and he was lined up over the 50-yard line, and we could see that as clear as could be. So, Awasa will try it again. Well, these are things that you don't see in a normal game, and a lot of times you're just confused at what's going on in these special situations, and that's what happened right there. Well, they'll try it one more time. The defending team has to at least leave 10 yards away from the kicker. So this time, Nielsen will kick it from his own 45. Corona up by four. If Owasso gets this ball, if they recover this, it'll take a touchdown. But stranger things have happened. Ted, we must point out that for the Trojans to recover this, it must go 10 yards before right. they can touch the ball. Got to go to the 45 of Corona. Let's see where he approaches. He has all his players on the far side. Every one of them. Nielsen kicks it that way. They both as the Trojans have a chance. And they have the ball. An incredible kick and catch by Owasso. And they have life. I think Troy Smith recovered it. And listen to the crowd over there. And you people in your cars, you are totally missing something here. Well, Ted, the Cavalier kids just backed up. They didn't. Nobody came up to catch the ball. They just nope. backed up. Nope. And this is one of the most incredible games I have ever seen. And now Corona calls their final timeout. So neither team with any timeouts left. We know Jared Dome is a, an excellent two-minute quarterback. He knows how to move the ball to the sidelines. He knows how to scramble. And this is incredible. Well, we're going to keep it right here, as you say, with 41 seconds left. The Trojans recover an onside kick. They trail in this game 27-23, to 23, and they have the ball on the Cavalier 40-yard line. And both sides, the crowd are both on their feet, encouraging the respective teams on. Well, Coach Harkema took the guts to go for two points. He wanted to put themselves in position to win it 
on a Jace Nielsen field goal. Now he's going to have to rely on his offense to put it in the end zone for the touchdown. And I'll tell you what, he's got the confidence in the kids, and don't count them out. you got to look right now for Ryan Smith short. You also might look for Daniel Miller out of the backfield to try to take a pass in stride over the middle and hopefully beat some of the defensive backs. Yeah, you got to look for him at the sidelines, too. Now, in high school ball, the clock stops on every first down. High formation. Trojans with it from the Cavalier 40-yard line. Dome back to throw. Rolls right. Looks over. He has a man. Let's see if he's in bounds. He is. And then rolls out of bounds. Troy Smith, a first down inside the 30 of Corona. And it stops the clock with 35 seconds to go. Great pattern that time from Smith as he went down and did a curl and came back to the ball. Caught it on the sideline, fell out of bounds. First down Trojans. No, he stayed inbounds. They start the clock back up. 30 seconds. Now there's confusion in the Trojan backfield. They should spike it. They do, finally. Doe takes the snap and spikes it down. You know, this is a point where I've got to make this statement because this is where the officials made a judgment call and have sort of taken over the game at a critical juncture of the game, and I hate to see that happen. I mean, he he was so close to being out of bounds, I don't know how they could not call that out of bounds to stop the clock. Well, I agree with you from seeing it up here, but it was, you know, obviously hard for us to tell. The referee was over there, but, boy, it was a crucial spot for the Trojans. Hey, Jared Dome's got three more shots here, boys. That's right. Long ways from being done. He's got big play receivers, as we talked about. Coach Chris Curtis was worried about that. 27-23, Corona. Owasso with the ball from the Corona 28. A touchdown wins it for Owasso. Dome back to throw. He's getting heavily rushed. Throws it up, throws it away. Again, that senior leadership. He had six Cavaliers on him, led by Mike Metasinka, and just barely threw it away. Chris, let's give Coach Curtis a lot of credit there. FM Okay, well, we had our little station spot there, so I had to get the station break in. But Coach Curtis, he ran his defensive linebackers in there, and he put a lot of pressure on Dome. Sorry, I apologize. I ripped my headset off. I can't hear. Third and ten from the Corona 28. Owasso with the ball. Two cracks, at least. Dome rolls left. Oh, he has all kinds of time. He has a man downfield. He's open. Touchdown, Owasso. Got Incredible finish. <laughs> Troy Smith first the Cavaliers. Oh, and the Trojans with 10 seconds left in this game. No play. Unbelievable. The most incredible, most unfathomable comeback in history that I have ever seen. It's not over with yet. It's not over. There's still 10 seconds left. It's over, Bill. Billy, it's over. What a great throw by Jared Dome. The only place he could put that. We all thought it was over earlier, but it is over now. And what an unbelievable game. Coach Tom Harkema showed the faith in the team. He was going for the win on the two-point conversion. Didn't get it. He got the onside kick. The kids came up big. And what can you say? This has been an absolute classic game, and the Cavalier fans are stunned. Well, when I say it's not over, you got to remember in high school ball that if the, uh, the extra point is blocked, they can run it back for a two-pointer. They could tie this game. They're really digging there for the Owasso Rooter there. 
We appreciate it. people, we appreciate that. Jared Jones deserves to win this game. Absolutely. And Troy Smith, I mean, I didn't even write it down here. I got to get that down here. Unbelievable. How far was that touchdown pass? I'm going to say it was about 30 yards. 28 yards. 28, 28 yards. And it was a great catch as he juggled it as he fell down on his back. Pulled it into his belly. The official was right on top of the play. Well, you know who the you know who the last two touchdowns were, don't you? Dome to Troy Smith. That's going to be the end results here. Troy had to turn his body around to catch that ball. It was a great catch. I hope that you people that have left early have it locked into 92.5 and are listening to this on the radio because you have missed a great finish. This current crowd is stunned. Absolutely silent. silent. Absolutely silent. It is amazing. 29 to 27. Here comes the extra point attempt. Smith puts it down. Nielsen puts the icing on the cake. And Owasso now leads it. Wait, we got a flag. Let's see what this is all about. Well, the flag's going to be against Krona. They're going to call it roughing the kicker or the holder. And so all that's going to do is uh, set it back further or closer for the Trojans when they kick off to the Cavaliers. Yeah, Nielsen now should be able to kick it all the way into the end zone. Ted, you talk about Coach Harkema and what football is all about is the leadership of young men. This Trojan team got leadership from their head coach on the bench, and then they took that leadership to the quarterback on the field, and that leadership from the quarterback gave the Trojans this come-from-behind victory tonight. Yeah, we don't want to be listening to the tape, Ted, of this ballgame, because I gave it to Crown about a minute and a half ago. I think we all did, and I tell you what, also... I questioned Coach Tom Harkema, but uh, the gods were with him tonight, and the Trojans picked up, it appears to be the victory anyway. It's 30-27, to 27, Owasso with only 10 seconds to go. And listen to that crowd over there on the Owasso side, oh. Bill Janago. Boy, they have every right to be proud, and I am proud of you Trojans <laughs> being the only Trojan up here amongst the four of us. I called this game all the way. You've handled yourself well, though. <laughs> you have. And hopefully we weren't too blatant golden black our Ourselves. 30 to 27. Owasso. They're going to pick up the victory, it appears to be. And they're going to kick it from the 40, so I don't know what that penalty was, Bill. They may have picked up the flag. Well, I think that's what Coach Harkham is on the sidelines asking the official what happened to the penalty because they didn't march one off. Actually, that's my brother. John Patel was over there questioning. Okay. Here's the kick, though. He probably called offsetting. And Dalton fields it at midfield, so only one second went off the clock. Wow. A field goal, you know, ties it, but they got to get one long play and then attempt it. The dream is not everything. Great clockwork over here by that longtime clock crew at uh, Nick and East Field. Well, Rob Dalton caught it and just went right down on the turf. That stops the clock. It could have been two seconds, perhaps. Okay, the Trojans have got... Six defensive backs in there. Well, they didn't help the Cavaliers any. (laughs) Here's Giesken. They'll have time for one pass, maybe two, but probably one. Giesken now rolls a little bit out. Gets away from one man, looks downfield, throws it up to Van Loon. There's some contact. Trojans broke it up. Dan Miller. So that stops the clock with three seconds to go. And about all you can try here, Chris, is... Maybe a hitch and go, maybe a 50 pass, but you better be praying hard. Where's Tony Anissa's uh, bag of tricks when you need him? 
Okay, all you Trojan listeners, be sure to get down to Risto's Bistro at the end of this game. Win that $100 for the school after this great comeback by these Trojans. Get down there and support the Trojans and listen to Ted as he talks about this game from Risto's Bistro, the Sports Forum show. That's if I have any voice left. Now, there was a penalty flag on the Cavaliers there. And so they'll get one try from their own 35-yard line. So the Trojans have three players really deep. Giskin's going to look to pass. And then he's sacked. It's over. Owasso High picks up the stunning victory over Corona. And you can't describe it any other way. This was a stunning, stunning victory when Owasso, or when Corona had a 10-point lead with a minute and a half to go and lost it on two Owasso High touchdowns. Incredible. But, you know, guys, here comes the best part about high school sports, and it's the sportsmanship that's going to take place right now as these two teams are going to line up and they're going to congratulate one another on an outstanding, well-played game. It's too bad someone had to lose this game, but being a Trojan alum, I'm glad it went the way it did. Yeah, you had that little frown on your face a little earlier, but boy, that's turned into an upward frown right now, and I don't blame you. And all Trojan fans out there have got to be extremely proud of this team. Let me give the recap here that I'm on my way to the Bistro to let these three birds finish things up. Crona and Owasso battled to a scoreless first quarter, and then then the Cavaliers jumped on the board first on the first play from scrimmage in the second quarter on a 16-yard pass from Brent Giesken to Don Van Loon. The point after by P.J. Sobeck made it 7 to nothing. Corona. The Trojans came back and scored on a two-yard run by Dan Miller. The point after was good by Jace Nielsen. That came at the 151 mark of the second quarter. It made it a 7-7 game. In the third quarter, Cavaliers had a fumbled exchange between their quarterback and their center recovered by Dave Urian. The Trojans put that in the end zone with 2.25 to go into third. A 42-yard field goal by Jace Nielsen through the uprights, rather, and that really ended up being the difference, the three-point differential on the board. The fourth quarter, though, unbelievable fourth quarter of play. I'll tell you what, the old-timers out there, the youngsters out there, we ain't seen nothing. The out there, the youngsters out there, we ain't seen nothing like this in high school football in mid-Michigan. I could tell you that right now. The Trojans struck first in the fourth. Minute and a half gone in that fourth quarter and a one-yard Jared Dome run. Point after was good by Nielsen. It looked like the Trojans were going to take control. They led it 17-7. to Corona came right back with three unanswered fourth quarter touchdowns. The first, a 65-yard pass from Brent Giesken to Don Van Loon. Point after was good by Sobeck. That made it a 17-14 game. 3.33 to go. A one-yard sneak by Giesken put the Cavaliers ahead. 20-17. The point after was wide left. Then with two and a half minutes left in the game, P.J. Sobeck intercepted a Jared Dome pass. It appeared that that was going to be all it was going to need to be for the Cavaliers to pick up the victory, especially when Scott Hamill went, went into the end zone on a 10-yard run untouched with a minute 30 to go. Point after was good by Sobeck. There was only a minute and a half left. 27-17 Corona. It looked to appear to be a victory for the Golden Black. We all thought so up here, and a lot of you on your way home thought so also. But came back and came back did the Trojans indeed. 
Joel Dome hit Troy Smith with a uh, pass into the left corner of the end zone from about 20 yards out. Only 46 seconds were left. The Trojans and Tom Arkham had decided to go. How far was it? That last pass, would you say? 28-yard pass from Dome to Smith. The two-point try was no good, and the Trojans still trailed by four. Owasa went to an onside kick. Corona was flagged for a, an offside penalty first, so the Trojans kicked it from their own 45. It was an absolute perfect kick, kicked towards the west. All the players were over there on the Owasso high side of the field. It took that high hop you always look for on those onside kicks, and then the Trojans recovered it, and then with only 10 seconds to go, a 28-yard touchdown pass from Jared Dome to Troy Smith. He made a fabulous over-the-shoulder catch in the left corner of the, of the north end zone. The point after was good by Nielsen. 30 to 27. My voice is wore out. I got to get out of here. I'll be down at Ristos. You guys take over from here. What a game. Okay, Ted Patel, you get out of here. Get down to Ristos Bistro. We're going to hear from a couple of more of our Sportsnet Michigan boosters. We're going to come back. Chris McMillan's going to give us the stats. We're going to have a little conversation to our last two spots, and then we're out of here also. But let's hear from some of our boosters. Gilbert's True Value Hardware and Appliance in downtown Owasso is locally owned and operated and actively supports all area community events. They are a full-service hardware and appliance store with a large selection of home entertainment equipment on display. It's all at Gilbert's True Value Hardware and Appliance on Main Street in downtown Owasso. Open seven days a week for your convenience. <clears throat> Join the Super Saver Club today at your Foodland stores. Brady's in Corona, Urbanans in Owasso. With a Super Saver card, it's easy to save like never before on all the grocery items your family loves. For every $5 purchase you make, you get one punch on your Super Saver card. Ten punches fills the card. Shop your nearest Foodland store and save on the Super Saver specials of the week. Brady's in Corona. Bannons in Owasso. Well, this is Bill Janago, and I'm here with Chris McMillan and Sherm Hazelton. Ted Patel's on his way down to Risto's Bistros. Go down there and join him. Support your Corona in Owasso schools down there. Chris, how about some statistics? Okay, if I can read my chicken scratching here, Bill. Very interesting numbers here on the game. The Cavaliers ran the ball 51 times in all that flex bone offense for 187 yards. They were led by Matt Gordy, who ran the ball 20 times for 130 yards. Through the air, Brent Geeskin was 6 out of 15 for 115 yards and a couple touchdown throws. Cavaliers had 302 yards in total offense tonight. For the Trojans, led by Dan Miller and Jared Dome. Dan Miller ran the ball 20 times tonight for 75 hard-earned yards. Jared Dome just took over complete control of this ballgame in the fourth quarter, completed Six out of his last eight passes for 130 yards. In the second half, Jared Dome had 186 yards throwing the football. And for the game, he had 217 yards on 12 out of 24 through the year. Just a great game by Jared Dome, who really stepped up. Uh, total offense for the Trojans tonight, 276 yards. They ran the ball 32 times for just 120 yards tonight, with Miller getting 75 of that. So pretty much it was a Jared Dome story here at Spusty Lay, Bill. Just a great performance by that young man. 
Chris, it was a great performance by Jared. It's a great job by you keeping these stats. You know, you're the stat man. I can't do that stuff. I, I leave that up to other people. I just, uh, it's too much for me. Oh, Bill, I make up half this stuff. So. <laughs> Uh-oh, the secret's out. Okay, guys, let's talk about this briefly, and then we'll do our final two stats. Sherm Hazleton, uh, how good a game was this? Well, this was just the most fabulously entertaining game I've seen in a long, long time. Hey, both teams, I know the score came out one way or the other, but there were no losers here. I'll tell you who did lose. If there's anybody close, those were the people that left early because they missed the real part of the ball game there in that last couple minutes. Well, I think there were a couple big winners here tonight. First of all, the Trojans, and secondly, the, the gentleman who won the 50-50 drawing. Yes, that was definitely a big winner. And this uh, gives Owasso a lot of momentum heading into next Friday with that big game against St. John's, and that really does have implications for that A division in the Mid-Michigan Conference. And we want you listeners that we're going to let you know at the beginning of the week that Crona uh, goes up to Chesnang, Owasso goes over to St. John's. We're going to get the results of that uh, Chesnang game tonight against Ovid Elsie. We'll also get the results of the St. John game. And then we'll make a decision which of the games will be brought to you live next Friday night. But whichever game is live, the other game will be brought to you by Cellular as Cartronics AirTouch Cellular is going to give us live reports from the game that is not broadcast live. Okay, we're going to hear from a couple more of our sports boosters, and then we're going to wrap it up. Modern Woodman of America Fraternal Life Insurance is your source to call for life insurance, IRAs, annuities, and those other important insurance and investment requirements. Randy Thayer has been a fully licensed insurance professional for 16 years, ready to serve the needs of his customers. Contact Randy and Duran at 288 288- 6858 or toll free at 1-888-323-6290. Modern Woodman of America Fraternal Life Insurance. The American Cancer Society is the nationwide community-based voluntary health organization dedicated to eliminating cancer as a major health problem by preventing cancer, saving lives from cancer, and diminishing suffering from cancer through research, education, and service. Designate your next charitable contribution to the American Cancer Society. Well, to Bart at the studio who produced this program, kept us on the air, to Ted Patel who's down at Easto's Bistro for the Sports Forum, for Chris McMillan, for Sherm Hazelton, I'm Bill Janago from Nick and East Athletic Complex in Corona. The final score, the Owasso Trojan 30 the Corona Cavaliers, 27. Take it away, the Bartman. Tonight's MMC Game of the Week has been a Sportsnet Michigan C92.5 production. Your Sportsnet Michigan team sponsors include AAA of Michigan, Moyle Full Moon Screen Printing, Engineering Incorporated, The Owasso Cinemas, The American Cancer Society, Reeves Wheel Alignment, Brady's and Bannon Foodland, Greg and Lou's Family Restaurant, Seville Real Estate and Insurance, Richard Selleck and Son Agency, Culligan Water System, Shiawassee Copier Sales, Cadwallader Lord Hahn, Selleck Office Supply, Dutchtown Video, Signature Ford, Lincoln Mercury, Jeep Eagle, Gilbert True Value Hardware and Appliance, Sir Pizza, William Graham, Accounting and Tax Service, Smith Janitorial Supplies, 
Harrelson Chevrolet Geo, Sovac Home Medical Equipment Store, Hornet Floor Covering, Sovis Insurance, The Sunday Independent, Stewart Street Auto, Mauer Heating and Cooling, BG's Food Center, Memorial Healthcare Sports Team, Young Oldsmobile Cadillac, Sabbath Travel Bureau, McLaren Plumbing and Heating, Oran Slingerland Chrysler Plymouth Dodge, Plaza Drug Incorporated, Modern Woodmen of America for a Colonel Life Insurance, McDonald's Incorporated of Owasso, Corona, Durand and Perry, Tuffy Auto Service Center, Z92.5 McCaslin. Join the Sportsnet Michigan team next time on Z92.5 for the next Mid-Michigan Conference Game of the Week. In the meantime, keep it locked right here where you have it on Z92.5 The Castle, home of the hits you want to hear. Join the Z92.5 Sports Guy, Ted Patel, shortly after tonight's game for his Friday Night Sports Forum, live from Risto's Bistro. He'll take your calls at 517-725-1925, along with special interviews with national, state, and local sports personalities. It's Ted Patel's Friday Night Sports Forum, exclusively here on C92.5, The Castle. night sports forum i have a couple of scores to pass along to you if you are just joining us well you missed a heck of a high school football game first ever meeting on the gridiron between the owasso trojans and the corona cavaliers owasso pulls out a last second victory 30 to 27 the final there are a couple of other scores from around the mid-michigan area fowler all over saranac 48 to nothing new lothrop a close game there, beating Flint Hamity by a score of 60 to nothing. I believe that is the Hornets' fourth straight shutout. A couple of other scores to pass along to you. The Atlanta Braves clinched their first part of the series. They go on to the National League Finals. They beat Houston 4-1. They win that series 3 to nothing. The other half of the National League playoffs. Florida is leading San Francisco 4-1 in the bottom of the sixth. Florida right now is leading that series 2-0, so it could be a couple of sweeps in the National League. Getting into the real stuff, I am talking about the NHL. Of course, in the second period, it's our Detroit Red Wings over the Edmonton Oilers 4-0 on goals by Larry Murphy, Brandon Shanahan, Chris Draper, and Doug Brown. Elsewhere on the ice, we have a final New Jersey over Tampa Bay, 4-3. In the third period, the Legion of Broom, the Philadelphia Flyers, are leading Ottawa, 4-2. Pittsburgh over Carolina, the Carolina Hurricane, 4-3. That's also in the third period. Also in the third period, the Islanders over the Rangers, 2-1. Washington over Buffalo, 5-2. Also in the third, St. Louis leading Phoenix, 
three to nothing in the third period, and Colorado and Calgary are tied at one all in the second period. You know, before Ted Patel comes in, I've got a special interview to play. George Blaha was gracious enough to take some time out from his busy schedule and talk with Ted Patel. George Blaha, of course, the voice of the Detroit Pistons. He had a couple of comments for Ted. Here's the interview right now. Very special guest on the show tonight. I've got George Blaha, the voice of the Pistons and MSU football. And George, first of all, before we get into the Pistons and the Spartans, first I'd like to get into a little bit of your background, where you got your start in broadcasting. I know a while back you were in the Lansing area. Is that where you got your start? Well, actually, I started in um, in Adrian. That's the first uh, full-time paying job I had. I broadcast a few games gratis up in the thumb those Friday night games that uh, you put on tape because the station's off the air by then and they play them back on Saturday morning. But anyway, um, Adrian was my first stop, then Lansing, um, and that's where I had a chance to do Michigan State football as early as 1971 and, uh, and also a lot of high school basketball. And uh, after some time in Lansing, I got an opportunity to join the Pistons in 1976, and it's been... Uh, very, very good to me, as they say. Oh, absolutely right. Now, you talk about uh, starting out with the Spartans, and then you came back again and are doing Spartan football. How do you like it? How do you like being back at the gridiron? And uh, how about this year's Spartans? Well, I love it. I love college football. Uh, I feel blessed. My two favorite sports are pro basketball and college football, and I'm able to broadcast both of them. Uh, I can't think of anything I'd rather do on an autumn afternoon than be at a college football game, particularly at Michigan State. It's a pretty campus, and uh, there's great tradition there, and I, I really, truly enjoy it. And I think the Spartan family's always been a, uh, a very kind group of people, and we've really uh, always enjoyed ourselves there. The, the Spartans this year are an excellent football team. They're not just a very good team. They could be excellent. They still have to get into the meat of their schedule, but I think the way uh, the way they took it to Notre Dame and South Bend tells you just how good they are. There's a depth problem, perhaps, but if enough of the young guys get a chance to play, then perhaps they could uh, suffer an injury or two um, and still survive with a uh, spectacular season. But this is a team that can play with anybody, in my opinion. Well, let's look at this year's Detroit Pistons now changing sports. Uh, obviously, Doug Collins at the helm has really got the Pistons going in his direction. Let's start with uh, the main man there, Grant Hill. Well, when you start with him and you realize you're going to have Grant Hill and Joe Dumars on the floor when you go to war, you know that you're going to be a pretty good basketball team. Grant, uh, in my opinion, is perhaps the NBA's finest all-around player. You know, the fact that he leads his team in so many statistical categories, leads the league in triple-doubles, um, shows you that, that he can virtually do it all. I said when I first saw him that uh, even though there were a lot of comparisons with Michael Jordan, I felt like you had to throw in Larry Bird and Magic Johnson also when you're talking about this young man in terms of his ability. Larry Bird, of course, was a great shooter. Grant's only a good shooter, but uh, Larry Bird was a very, very good defensive rebounder, got you some big uh, defensive boards, played solid team defense, a lot of things like that. Well, 
Grant can really board, especially on the defensive end. And we ask him to, uh, to do a lot down there. Uh, Magic could always make the right pass, could, uh, could lead the break, uh, and Grant obviously does that. Michael could jump over the moon and still can and can do so many things offensively that Grant also uh, can do a lot of. But I think he's a, he's a great little combination of, of all of those three. And, and quite frankly, maybe it's time uh, for us to quit comparing him with anybody and just start calling him Grant Hill. Yeah, not a bad idea. He's obviously a leader along with Joe D. But what about some of the other supporting cast, a couple of newcomers, Brian Williams and Malik Seeley? Well, I like Malik Seeley. Uh, I think he really helped uh, Brian Williams. If his health holds up, uh, th I think he's going to be a great addition to this team. You know, he came at a heavy price, um, but you know they do these days. And uh, he's a guy who can do so many things in the middle, and uh, and he's very very competitive. And, and you like that in, in close games. I mean, uh, no one's going to shove him around and uh, he will compete. And uh, so those guys are terrific uh, additions, I think. And the, the fact that you still have Grant and Joe D and, and Lindsey uh, make this a team that, that ought to continue to make noise. Now, Aaron McKee, you don't want to forget him uh, as uh, the heir apparent perhaps to Joe Dumar's spot at off guard, big and strong, better shooter than a lot of people think. Uh, can play good defense, uh, tough-minded guy who's a smart player. And this could be the year, it may have to be, and that's uh, sometimes why uh, it happens. This could be the year that Theo Ratliff really emerges because he's going to get some consistent time, I think, and he has a lot of unique skill. Well, not only that, I think after this year he becomes a free agent, so he's going to have that extra incentive. Well, the Pistons have a lot of incentive to try and make it to the top like they did back in their bad boy era. And, of course, they have to get by the Bulls. And do you think the Bulls are there as long as Michael is there? Well, yeah, I think if Michael plays until he's 50, they won't be there. <laughs> but uh, they're certainly the team to beat uh, as long as Michael is there. But uh, they still need a healthy Scottie Pippen, and I'm not sure about the foot. Let's find out. And um, I truly believe uh, to separate themselves from the pack, they need Dennis Rodman. With all the uh, antics, with all uh, the problems uh, that come with the Dennis in terms of at least the way some people think in management, here's a guy who's the difference in a lot of ballgames for them. And uh, so with those three in Chicago, everybody else is going to be chasing the Bulls, but it very well could be this is the year they catch them. I notice you have your uh, world championship ring on, George, and it is just spectacular. Just a, a step back to the bad boys era with Zeke and Chuck Daly and, and what that was all about and being a part of it as a broadcaster. It had to be really probably your ultimate, th ultimate thrill, I would think. I think you're right, Ted, and the, the fact that the Pistons absolutely conquered the world um, was a great, great feeling at the time, but I have to tell you something, folks out there, when you're experiencing something like that, it's very, very difficult to really comprehend uh, what it's all about and the impact of it all. And uh, now, when we reminisce about it, you and I right now, for instance, and uh, some of the players uh, and, and I have talked about it recently, Isaiah, for instance, and Vinny and, uh, and Joe, 
when you look back at what that team accomplished and, and really how good that team was, how much character that team had, um, they're very, very special. I, we could probably put pieces to the puzzle uh, in again and again and again and, and maybe someday win another world championship. But I'm not sure there's ever going to be a Detroit Piston team that is that good and that competitive and that tough-minded. Let's just say this about that squad. The coach is already in the Hall of Fame, Chuck Daly. Clearly, Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars will be there. There are two other players on that team who probably won't be there. At least one of them almost certainly won't be there. That's Dennis Rodman, who probably should be there. And Bill Lambeer, who made a few enemies while he was playing, and may not be there, but he probably should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, you add to that Vinnie Johnson, one of the most electric off-the-bench scorers ever, which makes that the best three-guard rotation of all time. And, uh, and always uh, on those squads, uh, as they build up to the championships with the likes of Kelly Trapuca and Adrian Dantley and one of them with Mark Aguirre, there was always a small forward who could flat out a score. So... Uh, there's no question that this was a very, very special team. A great era in Pistons basketball. Two final questions for you here, George. One serious, one not so serious. I know that uh, Marv Albert, one of your colleagues, you had to be shocked when that whole thing broke loose. And I know you obviously probably know him personally from broadcasting New York Knicks games as the Pistons broadcaster. Just some of your thoughts. Well, um, all of us were uh, absolutely uh, shocked by it all and uh, and you feel for someone who has their their career and, and perhaps their whole life uh, just shut off uh, but I guess we all have to understand that uh, uh, there are rules to live by in this world and uh, you look in the mirror every morning let me put it that way Marv was a great talent and uh Perhaps I'll get a chance to, to work again. Uh, and I never felt he was a um, high-handed, overbearing guy. He always came in, did his job, and uh, treated everyone with respect. But uh, perhaps some time off let him uh, straighten out some things in his life that need to be straightened out. Final question for you here, George. Uh, your catchphrases, two and 20 left, off the high glass, etc. Who were some of your mentors, and is, is, did you develop your own style there? Well, I, some of those things, in fact, most of them, they just happened during the course of a game. And uh, I thought, gee, I like those. Let me use those again. You know, they just kind of fall out of your mouth. Uh, I wish now that I could go back and listen to some more of the old stuff and uh, say, maybe I should have picked up that phrase and that phrase and that phrase, too. But uh, they've been fun. As far as my mentors, I'd have to say that when you grow up, uh, as I did in the Middle West uh, here in Michigan, also in Iowa, previous uh, to that. I listened to a lot of those great baseball announcers on uh, clear channel stations around the country. Bob Prince doing the Pirates, Harry Carey, in his heyday, when as a uh, fairly young man with great, great talent to the Cardinals uh, out of St. Louis, uh, and people like that really gave me a feel for uh, how I felt this should be done in terms of broadcasting uh, one city sports team uh, to the fans in that city and that metro area and that state. And then um, when I got a chance to uh, to actually hear some of the great football announcers around, including the late, great Van Patrick, um, it really, really uh, sparked my interest. And I think 
there are some guys who are, uh, one of them still is, great coast-to-coast -coast type baseball announcers with so much polish. I thought the great Mal Allen was somebody I uh, tried to emulate. And man who does the, uh, the L.A. Dodgers now and does baseball so beautifully, uh, Vin Scully is another guy that uh, I think, uh, I'd like to think anyway, has had some kind of positive effect on me. A real pro, George Blaha, you're going to have your own niche when you decide to hang up the mic, which we hope many, many years from now. But uh, let's go get the Pistons another championship in the near future, all right? All right, Teddy. Nice to be on with you. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. George Blaha, Castle listeners, and I'll be right back after this. Hey, Mid-Michigan, this is the voice of the Pistons, George Blaha. Listen to my man, the Castle Sports Guy, Ted Fatale. Tell it like it is here on Z92.5. Well, here we go, Mid-Michigan. It is official. The first Owasso and Corona football games is in the books, and we have some Trojan fans here. 30 for Owasso, 27 for Corona. What a spectacular, unbelievable football. Well, I'm going to keep these Owasso fans here for a while before they collect their check, which I got a feeling they'll be collecting tonight. We do, you might not know, have $100 on the line tonight for the most rambunctious fans. Owasso or Corona, I see mostly blue and gold tonight. Yeah, it's a party down here at Ristos. Good evening, officially, Mid-Michigan, and welcome to the October 3rd Friday Sports Forum live from downtown Owasso's happening place, Ristos Bistro. Come on in, join me for some great food, including personal pizzas that I can give my stamp of approval. They are outstanding. They even have the Ted Patel personal pizza special, cheese, pepperoni, and a whole lot of ham. Tonight's show is brought to you by Main Beverage. The Sportsnet Michigan team, Z92.5, and of course, Risto's Bistro, home of the Owasso High Trojans tonight. Now, we'll get you the high school scores from throughout mid-Michigan. We'll talk to the coaches. We'll see if Coach Tom Harkema has a voice left. We'll also talk with Chris Curtis, and we'll talk with you. Jot these numbers down, 517-725-1925. And all you got to do is give me a call. Bistro patrons can take a shot here when we get our other microphone hooked up. But we're going to play You Pick Them. This week's game, the Lions at Buffalo. Tell me who's going to win. Give me the score. You might win yourself a free date night, courtesy of Ristos and the Castle. If you nail the Lions-Bills game on the head, you get a date night courtesy of uh, the Sports Forum. Along with the movie passes, you'll get dinner for two right here at the Bistro, and I'll have a free video rental to give along, along with movie passes from the Owasso Cinemas. Last week's game was Michigan 21, Notre Dame 14. That was a seven-point differential. Andy Flynn of Morris said it would be the Wolves 17-10, which had that seven-point spread. So Andy wins a movie pass for two from the Owasso Cinema. So we've got a lot to do tonight in a shortened amount of time, but a huge, huge crowd was over at Corona. The Phantom joined us at halftime. I see DJ Tao here from the castle, and we've got all you listeners out there stacked up, I am sure. The lines are open. 
517-725-1925. Give me a call right now. And remember, if there's any of you Corona fans out there, come on down. Give your support anyway, but you're going to be outnumbered right now, so you better come on the team bus. The loudest sports boosters group is going to get a $100 check to their, bu their booster club, courtesy of the castle, so that's not too shabby. All right, Bartman, what's up at the castle? Well, I don't know if you heard the scores or not. Why don't I throw these out one more time? Yes. All righty. Well, it looks like the Owasso Corona game is the only close game in the mid-Michigan area so far. Uh, well, Fowler had a tight one against Saranac this evening. They squeaked by with a 48 to nothing victory. Uh, New Lothrop continues their dominance. I think the Hornets are for real over there in the Genesee 8. 60 to nothing over Flint Hammity. And of course, Owasso over Corona, Ted. What was that score again, Bart? I think that was 30 to 27. How about that? It certainly was. The Trojans came out on top in, you know, this game had a lot of hype coming into it, but there are going to be probably, I would say, in this area, I would say 20,000 people are going to say they were at that game tonight. That'd be my guess. I'm going to eventually tell people I was there. And I'll tell you another thing. There was a lot of people that left early that were locked into the castle, and I'm sure their ears were glued to that uh, radio. But an unbelievable game, Bartman. Did I keep you awake at the castle? That was an incredible game. It was... I have to admit, that was probably the best game that I have heard this year. Well, we've got the crowd coming in, Bart. I'll tell you, they're coming in by van loads right now, and it's mostly Owasso people, as you can imagine. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Are anybody, is anybody on the line right at the moment? The lines are open. Okay, while well, the lines... Here, listen to this. A Trojan power down here, Bart. And I'll tell you what, I'm a little behind on spots, so let's get a couple spots out of the way while we have callers give us a buzz. 517-725-1925 here. And uh, we'll get you on the air. We'll get your viewpoints on the game. We also want to get your picks on the Lions and the Bills, all right? So let's get all this action underway. Hey, if you're an athlete, check out the sports team at Memorial Health Care Center in Owasso. Give them a call at 723-9488 for more information. Modern Women of America Fraternal Life is your local source for life insurance, IRAs, and annuities. Give Randy Thayer a call, 288-6858 in Durant, or toll-free at 188-323. 6290. Quality screen printing and embroidering. Call the folks at Moyle Full Moon Screen Printing in Historic Westtown, Owasso. Say hello to Don, a longtime sports forum booster. Mel Gibson, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sly, Julia Roberts. Hey, you can see them all right down the street here at the Owasso Cinemas in the Comstock Center. Plaza Drug at 1492 North M52 is your local good neighbor pharmacy in mid-Michigan. Photo finishing, cosmetics, and so much more. Plaza Drug, a proud sports forum sponsor. Reeves Wheel Alignment and the Reeves family invites you to bring all your auto service needs to them. Call Jeff Reeves at 729-TIRE and set up an auto appointment tomorrow. Now, Bart, i got to ask your opinion. You know I went to school in Corona, but was I real biased tonight? Or did I do it sort of, sort of down the middle? I would say slightly down the middle until, like, after that last gun. <laughs> that last gun, I think I blew out my voice, man. <laughs> but it was one whale of a ball game. Hey, give me a call, 
925-1925. If you're on, a, on your way home from a ball game, give us a call on your cell phone. Report on any high school game you were at. And I want to get your prediction on the Lions and Bills ball game. We need your prediction. And we're going to get people down here at Risto giving their predictions also. Bart, why don't you give me yours? Lions and Bills. Lions and Bills. And I'm gonna, well, Lions can't win two in a row. I'm going Bills 35, Lions 17. All right, the Lions are open. 517-725-1925. I'm going to say 21-17, Lions. Mike and Chris, come up. Start us off here on the Ristos mic. Mike, come right up to the mic here. And I want to get some of your viewpoints on the ball game also. I know you were there. You thought you were going to have to do some husbandly-type duties in Byron, but you got off the hook somehow. Uh, you went to Owasso. You're a longtime Owasso supporter, especially on the radio. What do you think of the game, first of all? Uh, the game was what, what a, an emotional game and an emotional shift throughout the game. Uh, Wasso came with an emotion in the first half, building a 10-point lead. Nick Crudder coming back in the second half, taking a 10-point lead. And the emotion on each side was just was phenomenal. And then when Wasso went ahead there at the last 10 seconds, it was it, the emotion in the Crudder side. It was just felt silent. Absolute uh, silence. One of the greatest. And possibly the greatest football game in the state of Michigan was seen tonight by about 6,000 people. And uh, I just want to just congratulate Owasso, congratulate Corona. They both teams played an excellent game. There has to be a winner. And we're just proud of those Owasso Trojans. Well, what took so long to get this game on the field? Yeah, I know. We were just talking about it. I said, well, we figured Corona made about $30,000 tonight. <laughs> we're just wondering... You know what, with the way we play this game in like 1925. Well, Mike, what was the score on the Bills and Lions again? Bills, I'm going to go Bills 19, Lions 17. You got it, my friend. All right, Chris, come on up here. Go ahead, Chris. Now, what do you think of the ball game in Toronto? Hey, anybody here at Ristos, it's open mic night. You can even tell a joke or two if it's clean. It's got to be, gotta be one of the best football games in this area in years and years. Everybody got their money's worth. It's too bad there had to be a loser because both teams played their hearts out. And it's going to be a, a tough game to top. Oh, that's for sure. I've never seen a game like that in my years, and I'm an old man. What a start of a great, great tradition. I mean, this, this should have started a long time ago. Well, it's great. it's great that they've done it. You know, we've seen the, the different fun that we've had on the basketball court between Owasso and Corona. It's just going to be a natural all-time rivalry. All right, Chris, what do you think, Bills-Lions? Uh, i got to go with the Lions. Give me a score. 17-12. 17-12, the Honolulu Blue. All right, Chris. 517-725-1925. Hey, we got some more fans coming in here. I'll tell you, Ristos is hopping tonight, folks. We got room for you, though, as uh, Risto and his staff doing a great job. They've got outstanding specials going on. You can get a Risto burger, or a bistro burger, rather. Or you can get a personal pizza. There's all kinds of great, great menu items, especially great beverage specials and desserts. If you're looking for a hot fudge sundae or a strawberry sundae, this is the spot to come. Risto's Bistro, downtown Owasso. 517-725-1925. Give me a call. We can talk some high school sports. We can talk college. Both the Spartans and Wolverines are on the field again tomorrow. And obviously the Lions and the Bills game on Sunday is going to be unbelievable. Bart, how are we doing on uh, commercial spots at the studio? 
Evidently, Bart, you must be processing a phone call. Let's go. Distributed in this area by the main beverage company Reese's Owasso, Bistro, operated by Mike's Washington, downtown Owasso, is fast becoming one of the area's hot spots. And you don't have to wait till Friday night, although we welcome you to come on down and take part in Ted Patel's Sports Forum, broadcast live every Friday night from 7 to midnight. But don't put it off. Get down to Risto's Bistro. Try some of their great luncheon specials. Or, come on, guys, take her out to dinner. It's Risto's Bistro. Give them a try. 113 South Washington, downtown Owasso, Risto's Bistro. Great words from some great folks. And now, the voice of mid-Michigan sports, Ted Patel. All right, some of my Cavaliers are coming in. They've got guts. They've got guts. They're down here in Trojan land. you got to love that. Well, come on up here. We had a couple of Wasso guys. Come up here, Kurt. Kurt, right now. Right up here to the microphone. We're getting them all up here. Right up here at that microphone. Right at that one, right there. Go right up to the microphone. Now, were you at the game there, Kurt? Uh, no, I wasn't. I was listening, though, to your uh, broadcast tonight. All right. Now, what did you pose? <laughs> hey, let's be kind. Let's be kind. Not time yet. <laughs> what were your thoughts on the game listening to it? Oh, I tell you, it was a hell of a game. I'll tell you that. Did you think the Cavaliers had it all sealed up? I did, I did. Well, give me a score on the uh, Detroit Lions-Buffalo Bill game. 27-13 Lions. 27-13. All right. Thanks, Kurt. You're welcome. All right, anybody else on the line at the studio, Bart? Oh, Bart. Bartman, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Is there any callers on? Sure, we've got Brian from St. John's on the line. Well, let's get him on. Brian, how's it going? Good, how about you tonight, Ted? Give me the report on the St. John's game. St. John's 17, Greenville 14. Oh, closer than a lot of people thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was closer than a lot of people thought it was going to be. It was tied. With, I'm just taking over my game notes for my story. Uh huh. Um, Mark Smith uh, kicked a 22 yard field goal with 3.05 to go to break the tie to make it 17 to 14 victory for St. John. With 5.04 left in the game, Greenville scores to make it 14 to 12, and a two point conversion is good for the 14 14 tie. Then, of course, Smith comes in and kicks the field goal. Uh huh. But Greenville missed the last second field goal to tie it again, so it was just a good game all around. Ted almost lost one, but they hung on. And Ted getting old to be an old story here in St. John's. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you, Brian, that was a good game, but that game had nothing on the game that we broadcast here. I don't know if you heard the result. No, I didn't. Owasso 30, Corona 27. The Trojans came back from a 10-point deficit with a minute and a half to go in the game and picked up the victory. A miraculous win for Tom Harkema and his Trojans. And I'll tell you what, there were thousands and thousands of people there that saw it. I gave up Red Wings hockey and turned your beginning of your show on on my way home from the high school. That a boy. Well, give me a score on the Lions-Bills game, Brian. Okay, I want to do one more high school thing real quick. Well, make it quick. Next you got week, a, lot to, a lot of work to do tonight. Yeah, I know. Next week, it's, uh, it's going to be a great game over here in St. John's. Owasso number nine, St. John's number three. Yeah, we'll probably be there broadcasting that game, by the way. All right, Bills 24, Lions 14. 24 for the Bills, 14 for the Lions. All right, Brian, we'll see you later. Yep. So long. Since 1932, Harrelson Chevrolet has been selling quality GM products and making you, the customer, its number one priority. Harrelson Chevrolet Geo, the leading Chevy dealer in mid-Michigan. Hornet floor covering at 976 Crown Avenue has great selection of carpet and ceramic tiles. Give Cal a call at Hornet floor covering. The Sunday Independent is a newspaper dedicated to excellence. You want to sell your home, antiques, cars, anything, call their classified ad department at 723-118. Don't let heating bills throw you for a loss this year. Give the people at Mauer Heating and Cooling a call or stop in at 203 South Water Street in downtown Owasso. Are you having a Big Mac attack for a snack or a meal? Stop in your community McDonald's with locations in Owasso, Corona, Duran, and Perry. And don't forget to donate to the Ronald McDonald House Fund. Hey, get six months, same as cash, with no money down and no interest on carrier furnaces right now at McLaren Plumbing and Heating. Say hi to Sam or call him at 725-H-E-A-T. All right, Bart, before we get to our next phone call, I want to grab the big fella right here next to me, Brad Van Pelt, legendary Owasso High, former Trojan, and Brad, I mean, what can you say about the game there, big fella? Well, just it's sad that anybody had to lose. It was a tremendous game, and the comeback, uh, just flip-flop back and forth, uh, but as far as uh, starting out, having a game uh, with a Wasso Corona rivalry. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better game and uh, can't wait until next year now. Have you ever in your entire career seen a game like that, which was apparently won and then uh, an incredible comeback? I know you've seen a lot of comebacks in your day, but that was just incredible. Well, I know there's a lot of Wasso uh, fans that left the game a little early, too early. <laughs> and uh, it was a great comeback for Coach Arkema and the Trojans. It's, like I said, it's just sad that Corona had to lose. I mean, because both teams uh, deserve to win today. How, how did you see it? I mean, you played at Owasso, but then you have a nephew on both, or you have your son on Owasso and a nephew on Corona. Boy, that had to be tough on the bloodline. Well, I just kept quiet the whole game. <laughs> Didn't cheer or didn't stand up for anything, just sat there. Well, that's, that's something you learn with time, no doubt. I'll fill us in a little bit on Brad Vampel. I know you've been doing some things over in East Lansing with your alma mater, Michigan State. Uh, what's new in Brad's life? Well, that's basically it. There's an opportunity at Michigan State that uh, looks very good, and then I've been trying to wait patiently uh, for it to happen. It could happen in a couple weeks. It could happen in January. So it's just... Uh, bunch of red tape that I've just got to sit patient and wait and in the meantime uh, doing different things to keep me out of trouble and uh, make a few bucks so you know but nothing uh, major in my life right at the moment. I gotta tell you still look like you could play Brad and we got a big NFL game Saturday or Sunday rather with the Lions traveling to Buffalo give me a score on that game. Boy 
you know, if I, a week ago I would have given you one score, after last week I'll have to give you another one. I don't know. If the Lions show up, they have a great opportunity to win, but uh, they haven't shown up a couple weekends, so it's hard to even predict, but uh, I don't think Buffalo's that strong this year, so I think the Lions could do it very easily. They seem to have uh, put things together, and hopefully they'll... Whatever they did to correct uh, last week was such a big win over Green Bay. That's just, uh, I hope it rolls right into Buffalo. Got to give me a score. We'll put you in the contest officially. You can win a free dinner, free movie passes, all kinds of things. All right. I will go 27, Detroit 21, Buffalo. Very good. Brad Van Pelt in the contest. 27-21, the Lions over Buffalo. And uh, Brad, enjoy the rest of your evening down here at Risto's. We have a great, great crowd tonight. This is a record crowd for the Friday Night Sports Forum. So uh, come on down. We've got room for you down here at Risto's Bistro, 113 Washington Street, South Washington in Owasso. What's happening at the castle there, Bartman? Well, I got to do this first. Do it. Z92.5 FM Ashley, WJSZ, The Castle, playing the hits you want to hear. Well, before we get our callers on, Bart, hold on one oh, okay. second. Attention, attention, Ristos Bistro patrons. We're going to have to get your voices warmed up because I can see that it's going to probably be an Owasso night, but for you to get your $100 check for the sports boosters, you're going to have to sing the Wasso High Trojan fight song here, gathering up here, and I'll get you up here in just a little bit, but we're going to have to get you on the air singing the Trojan fight songs. What do you think of that, all right? So try to remember all the words. Okay, Bart. All righty, we have got Coach Tom Harkum on the line. Would you like to talk to him? I think I might want to talk to him tonight. Let's get Tom on. Tom, are you there? Tommy, can you hear me? Yeah, Ted, how you doing? Well, your voice sounds about like mine. Are you wore out? Yes, I am, Ted. It was, it was, uh, this has been two heck, two weeks back-to-back that have been uh, very emotional. This week more so than anything, just because of, you know, the first time ever. This week more so than anything, just because of, you know, the first time ever. Uh, trying to, you know, keep things in perspective for the kids and, you know, my, uh, my heart goes out to the Corona High School and their football program. They they took they took it to us there in the second half. You know, after we got up 17 to seven, they they physically got after us and you know they got the touchdown, kind of a <laughs> uh, makeshift one when they they throw the kid. You know, I mean they they line up in the wrong formation and then they hurry up and then we got confused and hey, but that's part of the game. Uh, but. Uh, Troy Smith, I can't say enough good things about that young man. Uh, he's definitely our best best athlete out on the football field, as you can tell. Uh, and uh, he made the plays. Jared put the ball where he needed to, and, and Troy came up with him. And uh, what do you say? It was it was a game of not as well played as we played last week against Mount Pleasant because we had a few more turnovers. You know, both teams did. We knew that was going to happen. But uh, it, it's just a, uh, an unbelievable type of football game, and, and, and I'm very proud of my kids, and I should say our kids, excuse me, it's our football team, 
of hanging in there, believing in themselves, and uh, never giving up. And it's just a, a testimony to those young, the young men that we do have. We have great senior leadership, and, uh, and they've all pulled in. And I, and I was really proud of the kids that, that didn't play very much and don't play very much, how they hung in there and, and uh, supported the other kids. And that just that just shows how much they've matured and, and understand the game. Tom, i got to ask you a question, all right? And I, I dogged you a little bit on the air because no, I didn't. go ahead. I, I, I already know I made a dumb mistake tonight. Okay, and what happened on that? Well, let me set the stage one more time, too. You were down by four. Yeah, well, I didn't kick the extra point. Right. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a, we, we all th thought ourselves, mm -hmm. and, and um, we were thinking about if we didn't make it, uh, you know, if we went for two and didn't get it and didn't get the onside kick, we would just let Corona score and get the ball back, but they had been up by nine. Oh. I mean, it was just like, you know, I was like, duh. But it was, you know, because we've done that before. Right. And uh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, exactly. Just, we just, and, and I screwed up. That's, there's no, uh, you know, go we, screwed up. Well, and, I'll tell you what, the gods were on your side because well, you know, questioned yeah, it. But then we, yeah. said, we, thought, we thought, see, I was going to make you look like a genius. We thought you were just showing supreme confidence in your team that you were going to get the two and then win it with a field goal. All right. No, no, it was, it was, um, it was a bad decision. And, and uh, you know, it just shows that, that we do make those. And, and uh, Troy Smith made me look like a smart coach tonight. Well, and, uh, Tommy, I got to tell you that that was I've seen a lot of football games in my day, you know, and I'm not a young man anymore. Yeah, yeah we're right there with you, buddy. <laughs> but that, I, I'll frankly tell you, and you know I went to Corona, right. but uh, that was the most incredible high school game, probably most incredible football game I've ever seen, the way it all ended. I mean, that fourth quarter had everything you could imagine, and, you know, to come back from ten points down, to win it with a minute and a half to go, and and you you did have to have everything go right there in that sequence. I mean, you got a penalty on your first uh, first onside kick attempt. The Cavaliers had a penalty, but then you made you know Nielsen made the absolute perfect onside kick. It took one of those high bounces that you look for, and then hey, something was with the Trojans. Tonight. Yeah, that was. I mean, I guess so. It was. You know, I think. You know. I don't. My my definition of luck is, is laboring under correct knowledge, and and, and I, what I mean by that is that you make your breaks. We make our own destiny by doing the things, and and we do practice that. And it's funny in practice. I have a young, Brad Jones is always on the other other on our kickoff return, and he always catches those. Uh huh. And we never get a chance. Then, but this last practice, he he wasn't in. I didn't have him in there for some reason, and. Um, it bounced off another kid, just like it did tonight, and uh, we just, you know, we swarmed. Um, you know, you practice those things, and, and it comes through. And, and uh, I want to, I want to congratulate Brent Proctor. He had to come in and do our snapping the rest of the game, our deep snapping, because Brad did hurt his knee, mm -hmm. and uh, Damon Palmer early in the game sprained his ankle. So uh, Matt Sumprack stepped up and played one heck of a game. And coach wasn't very smart. I didn't rest him. I should have rested him more on offense with Jacob Kohanic, and I didn't. Uh, but you learn those things. And I thought Timmy Ackles just had an outstanding game on defense. Uh, we moved him. We had to move him around. He wasn't playing as outside linebacker. He played, you know, he played that down tackle because we had to. We had some kids go down, and and uh, and Brian Van Pelt, you know, a sophomore coming in there and, and his first game on the varsity and, and coming through and 
you know, I, I just can't say enough about Danny Miller, how he runs the ball, and of course, Troy Smith. Well, Tom, I mean, it was just an yeah. absolute fabulous game. I know you got some injuries you got to overcome for next week's yeah. big matchup with St. John's. Right. Uh, you're playing for at least a tie in the MMC championship race. Do you race. know their score yet, Ted? Yeah, they won tonight. It was 17-14 to 14 over Greenville, so it was Ooh. a closer game than I think both you and yeah. me might have expected. Yeah, Greenville must be getting better. Yeah, that's right. Well, I know Ovid Elsie's a lot better, too. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody was shocked that Ovid Elsie beat Greenville as bad as they did, but um, I saw that tape, and Ovid Elsie's pretty decent. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's not over till it's over, and we'll have our hands full over there with St. John's with the wing tee and stuff, and um, and they run it well. And I'm sure they, you know, they had a letdown, too, because they've had, mm-hmm. they had two tough games with Hal Pleasant and Chesney, and then, you know, and, uh, well, this is Murderer's Row, baby. Oh, you Mount know. Mount Pleasant, Mount Pleasant, Corona, and now St. John's. And uh, we're on the road this week and then next week. So we've got, you know, like we said, we have our destiny in our own hands. And um, we'll be ready to go. Well, you know, Tom, I, I, you're so tired. I can just imagine, though, you won't be able to sleep tonight after this game. I know there was a lot of pressure on you and your team. You know, there's, a, I mean, a game like this with all the hype. I just want to, again, congratulate you. The Trojans show. Showed a lot of heart, a lot of character, and picked up the three-point win. You get another crack, though, at our uh, our contest. The Lions and the Bills. <laughs> now you have me in the pro ranks, huh? You bet. I'm moving oh, around. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm going to say the Lions are going to really start getting it after now. I love Bobby Ross because he coaches the way you're supposed to. Uh-huh. I'm going to say the Lions 23 uh Buffalo 13. 23-13, it's yours, Tom. Now try and get a little rest tonight if you can. Hey, hey wait a minute. Hey, crowd here at Ristos, let's hear it one more time for Owasso High and Tom Harkama. <laughs> They're fired up down here, Tom. Thanks, Ted, and I appreciate all the coverage and stuff. All right, we'll see you later. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's getting loud down here, folks. We've got a big, big crowd. Anybody there waiting to get on the line here, Bartman? Sure, we have Jack from Owasso. All right, let's get him on. Jack, are you there? Yeah, Ted. What's up, buddy? Hey, great game, but the only thing I didn't understand, they knew that when this was going to start, it's going to be a good moneymaker in that, and I could not believe no place to set. Were you there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what time did you get there? after six. Uh-huh. They couldn't find a seat, huh? No. Well? No, they should have had bleachers. I know they said that I was told that they'd have to have it inspected, but, you know, they're talking maybe four or five hundred dollars with Jeepers. They made a ton. Oh, yeah. Well, the 50-50, you know, was like yeah, 2500 $2, And it just seems like, you know, they knew it was going to be a big thing and big revenue in that. You'd think they'd think of the you know, people to be able to set. Well, I think you just got to find something to complain about. That's what I think. No, but, you know, I just think it would have been nice if people could have set. I agree. I agree. It would have been. But, you know, there had to be at least, uh, I don't know, 6,000, maybe 6,500 people there. Will, does Wilman Field hold that many? You think there is that many? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. Yep. You know, it'd be nice to get that game over that wood or something. Oh, I know. Well, Spartan Stadium, I was saying earlier. Yeah, shoot. That'd oh, be great. There's but, our delay. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it'd be nice if uh, they could uh, have some place to set. Great game, though. It was an awesome game. Well, what do you got for the Lions and Bills, Jack? Um, 24-10 been said. Uh, 
2410 Lions? Yeah. Nope. You got it. Okie dokie. All right. Thanks for checking Great in. Great game, though. It was awesome. Yeah, all right, Ted. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. The lines are open. 517-725-1925. we got some other callers here. Why don't you come right up here, or some people down here at Restills. Right up here at the mic. Why don't you give me your name there, sir? Uh, Dennis Winker of Corona. Dennis. And uh, first of all, <laughs> what do you think of the game? <laughs> I thought it was a fabulous ending. <laughs> Wait a minute. I didn't, young lady, I didn't get your name. What is it again? Linda Kenny. Linda Kenny. All right. So you both, you're a Wasso. You got your Wasso shirt on. My Wasso. <laughs> Dennis, I know you're Corona. <laughs> so you were, you were just stunned, weren't you? He hasn't quit talking yet. Yeah, is that what you call it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was an amazing ball game without question. Was there anything that stood out to you more than anything in that ball game tonight? Uh, for me, uh, sitting in the stands was that fake punt. It really uh, I, caught me off guard a lot, and I think it gave Owasso a lot of momentum. They come back down, they uh -huh. scored. Uh, don't take anything away from the players. Excellent game. I think maybe Mr. Curtis got a little outpost by Mr. Harkema there. Uh, That's a little personal thing between us. Oh, it is, huh? Did you guys have a little side wager on the ball game, by the way? Well, six sodas. Six sodas. All right. Well, nothing wrong with that. Well, Dennis, first give me your score on the Lions and Bills. Uh, Lions 27, Bills 3. 27 to 3. All right, Linda, your turn. My son says 31 to 24, Lions. 31 to 24. No one has that, so you are in the contest. Ted, I'd like cool. to say one thing. Yeah. Uh, me and Linda's been talking. Uh, being nice rivalry these two schools have, I'd like to maybe see a trophy being passed back and forth. Oh, they got one, Dennis. Let me fill you in. They have a traveling trophy. That's what we need. Yep, the Sports Boosters Club, along with the Owasso and Corona Chamber of Commerce, put together a beautiful traveling trophy. So, Owasso has it now for a year at least. Wait till next year. Oh, more than a year. More next than a year. year. Next year. <laughs> All right. Thanks, kids. Appreciate it. We got another caller or another uh, person that's made a long trip here. What's your name, young man? Uh, George Smith. How you doing? George, what's going on? Uh, it's George Fatale, your brother. You the only one here from Corona. <laughs> no, there's a couple me. more. Kurt Golders right, back there. Right. Ted, that's one of the most unbelievable games, high school, college, professional, I've ever seen. And by the way, I talked to Louis Farrakhan. He <laughs> estimated four million in attendance. Is that right? Yeah, using million man math. I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. But uh, unbelievable. By the way, I heard on the on the way over here. I was listening to uh, Tom talk, mm -hmm. and it was interesting when you brought up the. Uh, extra point attempt. I Were you questioning not, it too? Well, again, I'm not being hard on him, but I have to admit, I was totally amazed at the time. At that point, I was even thinking it was going to take a minor miracle even to get into a field goal position. Oh, yeah. But I knew that their field goal kicker had shown some pretty good strength with his foot, and I thought, okay, if they miss a two-point, they've blown it. No chance. Right. And, of course, they proved wrong when they came down the field, had an excellent, as you said, onside kick. Oh, yeah. And I didn't see the play in the corner of the end zone. Was it a real good catch? Oh, it was a, a spectacular catch. It really was. Troy Smith went all out. I mean, it, it, that was an NFL films type of catch. The last comment I want to make is mm -hmm. you had to know it was going to be a good game because when Owasso Crona plays, the kids are going to put their whole heart into it. And the bottom line is, every, did you notice every time each team had their back against the wall, the other team responded? Right. And it just so happened, Owasso came out last, and that was it. Have you ever so. seen a game like that in your life, in Never. any level? 
And as you said, the crowd was completely stunned. Unbelievable. I guess the only thing we could compare it to, George, would be maybe the Doug Flutie Boston College thing, perhaps. But, you know. Well, that's hilarious to bring that up. I was thinking the exact same thing. And I have to admit, I'm not afraid to admit, obviously, I was rooting for Corona. And uh, I was talking to a couple people afterwards. It, it boggles my mind to think of the elation if I was on the other end. Coming uh -huh. back from a sure deficit to victory. Unbelievable. Were you there the entire way? Yep. And uh, you could just hear the hush in the Corona crowd, couldn't you? Oh, there's no question about it. You know, I think, I honestly think everybody felt it was locked up. I really do. Hey, uh, you know, on the replay of the tape we were talking about, we thought it was over. There's no question. Even though we threw that little, well, you know, it's not really, there's still a chance, but we weren't really believing it. Well, I'll tell you what, when Corona came back, I don't know what you were uh, indicating on the air, but I had thought they showed tremendous character coming back with their backs against the wall. But let's face it, you got to give it to Owasso. They came right back yeah, when everybody thought they were going to lose, except for apparently them. So Well, it was a whale of a game, George. Now, the big question, Lions and the Bills, how do you see it? Uh, is it at Buffalo? Yes, it is. I'm going to go with Buffalo 21, Detroit 17. 21 to 17. That's the same score as mine, but I'll give it to you because I'm ineligible. <laughs> All right. All right. Have a good one. See you, George. Hey, enjoy Ristos. Beautiful down here. Bartman, any caller waiting? Oh, we've got a lot of callers waiting. Let's talk to Pudge from Owasso. Pudge, you made it home. Pudge, are you there? Yeah, I've been here for quite a while. Hanging on the line, you mean? Yeah. All right. Well, how you feeling, first of all? Well, you know, a victory like that can make the heart feel a lot better in a hurry. Well, I was going to say, a game like that also can create a few heart problems. So, uh, were you listening or were you there? Uh, safer aspect was for me to be home listening than to be there. All right. Did we do okay? You did fine. All right. Not, I wasn't too golden black then, huh? <laughs> no, you you had your share of moments, but you're allowed that. Oh, I did cheer a little bit for the Trojans when they scored too, didn't I? Pardon? Didn't I uh, cheer a little bit for the Trojans oh, yeah. when they yeah, scored? You oh, did I. I just want to make sure. Yeah. I just want to get patted on the back. Well, yeah. well, well I, it was an incredible game, partner. I'm very happy for Tom, and I think Brad's quite a politician. <laughs> There's no way you can tell me I would be sitting on my hand with my kids out there playing. I know I'd be yelling and screaming. It'd be tough. It'd be tough, that's for sure. Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you, it was, it was just a whale of a high school game, a whale of a game in general, no doubt about it. And one of these nights, I want to see you down here at Risto's, okay? Well, you're going to have to bit. wait about a couple of weeks for that. All right. Well, that's all right. We, we're kind of like laying on the low side. You just stay on your road to recovery. Yeah, well, we're just glad to be home, and uh, it was great listening to the game, and and I was very happy for the kids and Tom, and and I was laughing about Brad being the politician that he was, that he right. was just sitting there behaving. Well, I'll tell you, he is still looking very, very good. He looks like he could really play. Well, I imagine he probably could. So you want to give me a pick on the Lions' bills, or you want to talk a little bit further on anything else? No, I'll say uh, Lions 37. Okay. Bills. 13. 37 to 13, the Lions over the Bills. You got it, partner. You all take righty. care of yourself and get some rest, all right? Well, I got to stick around and watch the late scores here from all the other games. All right, well, we're going to get Bartman. Good night. All right, buddy. Thanks for checking in. All right. See you, Pudge. Bye-bye. We're going to get the Bartman giving another scoring recap on all the high school scores, too, before we get to our next uh, caller, all right, Bart? Just got one new score in. Uh, 
Shepard 22, Breckenridge nothing. Run down what you have, too, by the way. What I've got, well, it's uh, been a night of real tight games. I just gave you that one, 22 to nothing, Shepard over Breckenridge. Also, Fowler in a real tight game there, 48 to nothing over Saranac. Owasso in a squeaker. That was a man. That was a great game. 30 to 27. Owasso over Corona. New Lothrop another tight game. 60 to nothing over Flint Hamity. Chesaning 26. Ovid Elsie 12. St. John's 17. Greenville 14. And Shepherd shutting out Breckenridge 22 to nothing. Also, I tell you, it's been a great night out in Edmonton, Ted. Yeah. Six zip after two periods. The wings. The wings. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Gotta love that. Oh, yeah. All right, my friend. Let me also, uh, do we have a caller on the line, by the way? Yeah, we got a couple callers. Well, let's get them going. Yeah, let's All get right, them let's going. let's talk to Chuck from Owasso. Chuck, how are you? Uh, pretty good. Were you at that? Uh, I know who this is, I think. How'd you like that game? Oh, I loved it. Yeah? I loved it. I bet you did. You didn't leave early, did you? No, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Some of your viewpoints on it. What did you think were the keys? Uh, Obviously the Troy Smith catch, but uh, there was some big plays in that game for both teams. Yeah, there was. It was strong both sides. I mean, it, it could went either way, but the kids really held out and, you know, took that never-say-never never attitude and mm -hmm. stuck with it. Well, they really did. You know, and, and especially one of their leaders went down early in Damon Palmer, but the other kids stepped up, filled in, and did an excellent job. Right. And that's right. something you got to have in a winning program. Exactly. Now, the kids did a great job tonight. Really hung with it, really proud of them, had all be, of them. Had to be impressed with the crowd, too, weren't you? Yo, <laughs> outstanding. You, you were standing. A lot of people were standing. You heard Jack. He, he had to stand. He didn't like it. Oh, I got there early. I was there at uh, about 10 to 5 and got to stand in line there for a while before they opened the gates up, but we uh -huh. did get a seat. Well, that's cool. You want to give me a Lions and Bills prediction, Chuck? Yeah, we're going to go 30-27. 30-27? Lions. Lions. Ooh, that will be a similar game to this one, huh? I hope so. All right, anything else? Uh, that's it, buddy. All right, Chuck, we'll Take talk care. to you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Bartman, who's next up? Uh, we have got Dick from Durand on the line. Dick from Durand. Let me repeat the numbers again. 517-725-1925. When you hear somebody hang up, hey, that's your cue to dial. Hey, Dick. Dick. Let's go How you doing, Ted? How are you? I'm at work here at the strip bar, and I was trying to find what the score was. You're at the strip bar? Yeah, I'm, well, I was just going to tell everybody I'm trying to work, because I work two jobs. You okay. know, it's, it's hard to make ends meet, so I couldn't make it to the game tonight, so I wanted to find out what the score was for you, buddy. What score do you want to know? Owasso, Corona? The Trojans and the Cavaliers. Trojans, 30, Corona, 27. What do you I think can't believe that? it. I can't believe it. Corona should be undefeated right now. Uh-huh. They're on the way to the state championship this year. Well, I'll tell you what. They, uh, they ran into a couple of roadblocks, and now the play Playoff picture is looking mighty dim. It's looking bright for the Trojans. Well, the Trojans? Hey, do you guys from Corona just do hate us guys from Durant because we take all your girls? No, no, we don't. All right. Well, the main reason I called, I wanted to ask you about this new conference and compare it to the old Big Nine and stuff. And how many how many guys have played in a big time college ball and, and went in the pros in the, in the new conference and compared to the old one? I was trying to run up a, a tabloid. Well, yeah. it's kind of hard to compare them there, Chuck or Dick, because. Uh, uh, there have been some players that have come out of the MMB. I mean, uh, Beckman out of Chesanine, for example, is one of them. When he played for the Packers? He played for the Cardinals, I know for sure. Tom Beckman. Okay. Okay, but of course we know Brad Van Pelt came out of the Big Nine. Andre Risen out of Flint Beecher. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I took him on my ticket this week. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, though, uh, it's hard to compare because what you get here 
you may have had some uh, some bigger quality players over there as far as pro or college potential, but uh, in this alignment, you got more communities doing battle. So I think that's what everybody likes. Yeah, it's nice to play with them pros, though. Yeah, that's true. Well, Dick, well, you know what? He had one there in the air earlier tonight. That's right. Brad. I got a that's question out. for you. Are uh, you still a hothead? Am I a hothead? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm mellowed in my old age. Well, all right, because I was thinking about one of my fondest memories of the City League basketball. One of my drinking buddies, Chris Lundy, he come down and give you a forearm shiver, and you got the foul. <laughs> then you turn around and that, and then you get a tentacle. <laughs> I got a tentacle? I can't hardly believe that. Well, you didn't yeah. use any four-letter words I could say in the air, but... but. Please, please don't. <laughs> well, I no, not on it's a family show. I, yeah, that's right. Right I, on, brother. I didn't go after the big bear claw, did I? All right. No, hey, no, no, you got the bear claw. Give me a score on the Lions and Bills. Okay, we got, I got a special guest up on stage, and he's going to give us a clue on this game, I think. Well, all right, Dick. You got to give me right a score. You got to give me a score. Front. He says 32, 69 to 27. Lions are going to win by 69 to 27. We got it, then. Okay, right, Wait right there. Wait till what? See you later. Bart, help me, Bart. Oh, man. Bart, what was that all about? I have no idea, man. I was, like, thinking I was listening to the riff for a while there. It kind of reminded me of Dick the Bruiser. Bart, you have full access, as you know. <laughs> I, have no, I have no control down here. Welcome to my world, Patel. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you what. If we got, do we have callers on? We sure do. Do we have anybody on long distance? Uh, not that I know of. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Is Chesney long distance? It is, so we better get him on. All right, let's do that. Who is it? Who do we got? We got Kim. Kim. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? You calling from the showboat city? I sure am. And what's going on up there tonight? Oh, Over hey. in Chesanine, how'd that game go? Wonderful. Chesanine won it, obviously. They sure did. And what was the score? 26-12. 26-12. Write it down, Bartman. Yeah. Chesanine over over to Elsie. Excellent game. So you enjoyed that one. Was I there a good crowd? It. Good crowd? Yeah, good crowd. Good? Yep, right on the sideline. Well, you know who comes up there next week. You got it. That's why we're calling. And what are you? We're ready. You're ready for the Cavaliers? We're ready. Hey, congratulations, Owasso. Good game. That was a heck of a Way game. Way to go. All right, well, Kim, why don't you give me a score on the Lions and Bills? You can win yourself a free dinner. 17 to 13. Who's going to win? Lions. All right, 17 to 13. You got it. Thanks, Kim. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, I'm going to go to one spot here, Bart, and then we'll take your call. That's waiting, and I'll remind people it's 517-725-1925. If it's worth insuring, insure it with Seville Insurance and Real Estate. Over 50 years' experience, it's the Seville Agency. Hey, Culligan Man, for all your water needs, including softeners, salt delivery, and more, call Van Wah, the Culligan Man in Owasso. For the latest and best video rentals, stop into Dutchtown Video at 812 South Chipman. Video games, including Nintendo, are also available at Dutchtown Video. Hey, you want to shop in one of the finest stores in mid-Michigan? Well, that's Gilbert's True Value Hardware and Appliance. Open seven days a week for your convenience. Locally owned and operated, Gilbert's True Value Hardware and Appliance. For all your individual farm or business tax returns and all your accounting needs, see Bill Graham at the William Graham Accounting and Tax Service, 270 North Bacchus in Corona. Greg and Lou's Family Restaurant on North M52 in Owasso features home-style cooked daily specials and mouth-watering breakfasts that are served all day. 
Tuffy Auto Service Center at 1959 East Main Street is your spot for all undercar repairs. Brakes, mufflers, shocks, and more. That's Tuffy, 517-723-3388. And remember, that's a Tuffy. All right, Bart, who do we have up next? Well, we have got Dick from Corona this time. I think he might be a little bit more tame. Well, keep your, fi your finger next to that button. <laughs> Dick, are you there? Yeah. Well, I guess you got bragging rights in the house for a year. Well, we asked for a good game last last week, and we talked, and we got it. We got it, buddy. No matter who he's pulling for, if he's for a while, so they had it won, lost it, and won it. Mm-hmm. In front of was lost it, won it, and lost it, you know. Yep. It uh, was one way of a high school football game. It sure the heck was. Now, did you have a seat, or did you have to stand? I had a seat. Okay. And, uh, but you know, they you guys talk about moving this game someplace, you know, which you aren't going to do anyway, but... Right. It's to be played... One year at Crown and one year at Owasso. It's the only way it can be played. That's right. Absolutely so agree. take it out of town, a lot of the people can't go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think it was just a way of a ball game. Well, it really was. Now, maybe next time they will bring in more stands. That is a, it's a reasonable suggestion, and uh, we'll see what happens. But it was one whale of a high school game. Anything else you want to comment? Yeah, I want it um, really good to hear from Pudge. Yes, sir. It uh, really is. And the crowd's kind of quiet. <laughs> Down here at, at Corona. Huh? Where, at Corona? It's kind of quiet there at Ristos. Oh, no, it's not. Well, they're just all enjoying everything. We got a big crowd down here. You want to hear them? Yeah. Hey, Ristos patrons, we got an Owasso alumni on the line. He wants to hear a little noise. He wants to hear some noise down here. Let's hear Owasso for him. <laughs> I guess they can't hear me back there, Dick. Yeah, well, there's one thing about it, Ted. You know me well enough. Yeah. That, um, hey, we lost, we lost. Right. We won, and I'm not going to say a word. It's the way it goes. If but I'll I tell you what, you, that's the best way to do it because next year is another year. But, hey, to the spoils goes the victors, and that is a lasso this yeah, year. Yeah, and if, if um, we got beat tonight, I mean, I just, I just don't like to hurt from all my kids. Uh-huh. And right right through the show, you know. And you know what it's like. You want to try. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm just not going to do it. Well, I'll frankly tell you one thing, too. I uh, I can sympathize with all the people that did leave and headed to their cars because, frankly, in the booth, we thought it was over. I mean, frankly, you must have thought it was over. A 10-point lead with a minute and a half to go? Well, yes, uh, more so. And I wouldn't have said anything, but Tommy admitted he made a mistake. Couldn't figure out why. We didn't kick the extra point. Oh, I know that. And at least have a chance for a tie. Exactly right, and send it in overtime. But he, he admitted he made a mistake, and, uh, you know, they were thinking of something that uh, they just didn't add the points up right, evidently. Yep, and I thought both coaches both, both uh, called decent games. Uh-huh. And, you know, good games, and the kids on both teams played with all their hearts. That's all we could ask for. Exactly. Well, give me a score, Dick. Yeah, Damon Palmer. Yeah. Hopefully it's just an ankle sprain and he'll be able to come back before the season's over. Because, I mean, this is the game they all were looking forward to. And, but that's the way it goes. Yep. And Lions 27, Bills 20. 27-20? Yep. No, we'll go with it. It's your score. You got it. Okay. 27-20. We'll see how you do. Thanks for checking in, Dick. Yeah, keep up the good work, Ted. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Bye-bye. Who's next up, Bartman? We have Chris Curtis on the line. All right, let's get the coach on the line. Chris, 
How you doing, Ted? Uh, tough, tough way to lose, huh? Yeah, it sure is. I, you know, we, you know, we've been on the other end of those before, and so I know what that feels like. But I don't think I can remember being on the this end of those, and, and it doesn't feel real good right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, Tom Harkin was going to have a hard time sleeping tonight. He talked about he's really tired, but you know, he's really, you know, zapped up and drained from the energy loss, and I'm sure you feel the same way, but um, you got to believe you'll be tossing and turning tonight, going over in your head what went wrong with a 10-point lead and a minute and a half to go. Well, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think much went wrong. I, I, I really believe Wasso earned that victory. They, mm-hmm. they played great. They worked that clock exactly the way you want to. They got the ball in, in the right kids' hands at the right times. Um, you got to give number 15, Jared Dolman. I know a lot of people have been talking about the catch, but, man, what a throw. And yep. that kid was in duress a lot in, in the last couple couple uh, uh, series of downs that they had there, and, and he held up underneath the pressure and threw a great ball out there. And um, You know, Owasso is, is a very good football team, and, and my hands are off to them. They did a great job tonight. Well, and in all fairness, too, the Cavaliers played an outstanding game, too, in that fourth quarter, especially leading up to that final minute and a half. I mean, you racked off three consecutive touchdowns after trailing 17-7. to It looked like the game was yours, and it just wasn't meant to be tonight, but your kids played very, very fine at times, Chris. Yeah, you, and at, you're right. At times, we did. And at other times, we shoot ourselves in the foot with dumb penalties, snaps, um, things like that, that that to win games like this, you know, we we can do those things. And um, But I never question these kids' effort or their desire and their, their will to win. It's just incredible the way they come back and from adversity. And, um, and, and we'll be like that the rest of the year. I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, we'll, we may go win the rest of our football games, we may lose the rest of our football games, but I know our kids are never going to quit and they're going to play hard right to the end. How, how did they take it, Chris? I know that's, oh, it was a, hard. that's a it tough was, loss. It, it was hard. Um, and we had a lot of kids that that really felt bad. And I told them before the game, as, as long as when this game is done, if they can, they can look in the mirror and they can say to themselves that they did everything they possibly could do to win that football game, they can, they can live, live with themselves and, this, and it'll be all right. And I think that we got an awful lot of kids um, on our football team that are going to be able to do that. Well, it's part of growing up. It really is. I mean, hey, we're still growing up, Chris. We're going to suffer uh, those kind of defeats. You, you happen to feel it tonight, but, I mean, that's just part of life and you got to bounce back from it. But, boy, that crowd that was there was treated to one whale of a game, and, uh, and the people that left certainly missed something exciting down the stretch, even though it came back and bit you. People left? Oh, people left, oh believe it or gosh. not. Can you believe that? I don't know why. You, with, you know, I, I, um, I was, uh, you know, you, you, with a minute 30 left, you really felt like, I really felt like we were going to win the game. and, and uh, um, But I told the guys in the box, just sit tight because mm-hmm. with, with uh, with um, Jace Nielsen, with his leg, I just felt like if they, in, in the way that they could throw the football, I felt like they might have a chance. And um, I didn't think I didn't think they'd win it in regulation. I thought it would go to overtime, right. if anything. And um, but I guess it just put us out of a misery early then. <laughs> well, Coach Harkema talked about uh, when they went for two points. Did did you wonder what the heck was going on yourself? I I didn't know. Well, I didn't understand why they went for two, but I figured there must have been something that. 
that they felt they could do, or, or I wasn't sure. No, he came on and explained it. He just said they made a mistake. I, evidently, they didn't have the score right, and they thought what they were going to do, and you know the play, they were going to they were going to uh, let you guys score an untouched touchdown. You know what I mean? They were going to let you score a touchdown. They thought they were down by eight, or going to be down by eight. Oh. So, <laughs> and they came back and still won it. It's an unbelievable. Oh. Well, you know, uh, carry around, it was funny because before the game, I got out there and there was about 15 minutes before the game and I realized I didn't have my behind by a head by card. Right. And I um, I talked to uh, Charlie Lequeur and said, you're going to have to run up to the school and get it. And he said, well, I've got one in my pocket. So I used his. Mm-hmm. And I used, I had to use it twice tonight. And I made, you know, those are the types of things. It, it can get pretty hectic down there and people are... People are yelling and screaming and, and a lot of information coming at you, and I can understand how those things can get screwed up. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you regroup? Uh, what do you got to do on Monday to start preparing for Chesanine? Because you're still in the conference race. In fact, a win would probably guarantee you a tie in the conference at least, right. wouldn't it? Well, you know, really, I really believe that it's something that's not so much that what we do on Monday is what we've been doing from the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And that is our focus has been to win a conference championship. And I told these kids right from the beginning that the number we're, we're more interested in playing for championships and bragging rights. I mean, tonight was what is a huge game, and we mm-hmm. wanted to win it, and, and we went after it, you know. But but our number one goal from the beginning is to win conference championship, and and our kids have got to get themselves focused starting tomorrow to come into practice on Monday with nothing but Chesanine on their mind. And uh, and I think they will. Mm-hmm. I, if, if, I mean, I looked at these kids as they left tonight, and I, I know they will. Um, they want good things from this season, and, and they'll, they'll do the things that they've got to do to... to uh, uh, to get that job done, and, and one of those is to put this behind us and move forward, and I think they'll do that. That's what you got to do, no doubt about it. Well, Chris, it's always tough in this situation to talk about a game, especially, you know, not that long ago it was completed, but uh, a class act. I appreciate you joining me tonight. Thanks a lot, and good luck against the Indians. You know they won tonight. Yes, they do. All yep. right. Well, we'll right. talk to you next week, Chris. Uh, go get them. All right. Thanks, Ted. Thanks for checking. Oh, Chris. Yes. One final thing. Give me your score on the oh, Lions geez, I and knew the you were going to ask me this. Lions yeah. and Bills. I have no idea. Oh, you, know, you, you can give well, me a Well, I tell you, um, I don't know how anybody can pick this game with the way the Lions play. One week, That's for sure. world beaters, and the next week, they can't <laughs> beat New Orleans. Um, I'll say uh, Buffalo uh, 23, Lions 17. Buffalo 23, Lions 17. No one has that. It's all yours. All right. All right, Chris. Get some sleep. All right. I will, Ted. Try. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Chris Curtis of the Corona Cavaliers. Always good to hear his viewpoints on the ball game. Scott Barker at AAA. Give him a call for your auto, home, boat, and life insurance needs. AAA, 725-2224. Agineering Incorporated is the company to call for the best in TV, radio, print, or movie theater advertising. 723-1910. RN Slingerland Chrysler Plymouth Dodge is your full-service auto dealer. Complete body shop and factory train mechanic. Friendly, talented sales staff. For all your grocery needs, shop Brady's and Bannon's Foodland stores for the freshest and most competitively priced food items. Brady's and Corona, 
Bannon's in Owasso. Since 1903, Cadwalder Lord Hanna has been serving your insurance needs. Calling her pros at 200 West Exchange Street in downtown Owasso. Bart, I got a little thing here for anybody listening to the bistro. The first person that comes up here and comes to the open mic, let's see if they're paying attention. Uh-oh. They're going to get a free t-shirt supplied by Main Beverage. The first person that comes up here, comes to the mic, they get a free t-shirt. Let's see if anybody's listening to me at the bistro. We've got a big, big crowd on hand tonight, Bart. Excellent. Okay, who's next? Well, first off, before we go to the next caller, i got a quick score to run along, Dan. Do it. Uh, National League Division playoffs. Well, it's another sweep. Florida Marlins 6, San Francisco Giants 2. No surprise to me. No surprise at all. And we have Jenny from Owasso on the line. Jenny! Are you with me, Jenny? Yes, I am, Ted. How are you? Good, how are you? Do I know you? Yes, you do. Oh, geez, you got your revenge on me, didn't you? Yes, I sure did. I told you, Ted. You told me, I know. Were you at the game tonight, Jenny? No, but I listened to it. And how did I do? Oh, you did excellent, very excellent. I, Thank you. I couldn't have done it better myself. I just <laughs> wanted to say congratulations, Mr. Harkma. One hell of a game. I thought last week was excellent, but this week... This topped it, didn't oh, it? Oh, definitely. It definitely did. Yeah. Well, why weren't you at the game, Jenny? Oh, doctor's orders. Oh, that's right. Well, I still think you could have probably made it. Probably. I probably would have had But a that's, you had the best seat in the house, though, right in front of your radio. Yep. Did yep. you listen on the radio or listen on cable channel 5? On cable channel 5. Clear as can be, isn't yep. it? All right. Well, you want to give me a score on the Lions and Bills? I'm going to say Lions 28-14. 28 to 14. Very good. Anything else? Nope. Well, thank you for checking in. I hope you give me a call again sometime and come down here sometime. Yeah, I was just down there tonight for dinner. Did you? What'd you have? Um, the Southwestern Sirloin. And how was it? It was the best steak I've had Outstanding. in a long time. I'll tell you what, they've got a great kitchen staff down here at Risto's, no doubt about it. Yo. All right, Jenny, well, thanks for checking in. Yep. And I should remind people down here at the Bistro... Don't forget to tip your waitresses and tip them well. They're working hard for their money down here at the Bistro. And, uh, you know, Bart, I told you, nobody is paying attention to me. They're celebrating too much. The first person that comes up here to the mic and comes and talks to me is going to get a free T-shirt from Maine Beverage. That's all it takes. I bet you if you also offer to buy him a drink that you'll get, like, a huge line all of a sudden. Well, that'd get the whole crowd down here. That'd be like a stampede. It'd be almost like a Who concert in Cincinnati or something. Well, anybody waiting for me yet? Yeah, we still have another caller. Are we do, are we caught up on commercial breaks, or do we have any at the studio? You want? Well, why don't we do that? Why don't we pay a couple of bills first, and then we'll go to the caller? Let's do it. All righty. All right. Risto's Bistro, 113 South Washington, downtown Owasso, is fast becoming one of the area's hot spots. And you don't have to wait till Friday nights, although we welcome you to come on down and take part in Ted Patel's Sports Forum, broadcast live every Friday night from 10 to midnight. But don't put it off. Get down to Risto's Bistro. Try some of their great luncheon specials. Or come on, guys, take her out to dinner. It's Risto's Bistro. Give them a try. 113 South Washington, downtown Owasso, Risto's Bistro. Precious hotline. Yeah, this is Frank's Pest Control calling. Uh, what's the problem? Hey, I'm on a strange call right now. Lady's got a skunk in the back of a refrigerator. She means a skunky beer, right? Well, as it turns out, yeah. I don't have much experience with this. 
Well, what was that? Oh, there's another one in there next to her grapes. Careful. They travel in packs. You know, I think I'll just squash the buggers with my shoe. Here. No, no, no. If you scare them, they might skunk you. Well, what if I grab them with my extension grips? Just be careful. All right, here goes. Don't be afraid, little fella. I'm the papa. Come on, lady, settle down. Here we go. Okay, I got him. I got him. They don't have a born-on date, do they? Negatory, just an expiration date. And there's no telling how old they are. I'd say real old. Ain't putting up much of a fight. I wouldn't take anything for granted. Well, maybe I better take them down to animal control. Good idea. Born on dating. Only from Budweiser. The date that guarantees it's fresh. Oh, that thing is ugly. Skunky beer's never pretty. Budweiser beer. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Distributed in this area by the main beverage company of Owasso. Owned and operated by the Mikey family. Well, we're back great here. Great words from some great folks. And now, the voice of mid-Michigan sports, Ted Fatale. Hate to, hate to talk over my buddy George Blaha there. We're about 15 minutes in front of the hour of midnight, and that's when the Phantom takes over the airwaves of the castle. The Phantom actually snuck into the press box tonight, you know, and Teo, I'm talking to you specifically, and Bart at the station, he came out of nowhere. You know, it's always scary, and I think he actually maybe flew up there. I don't know if he came up the steps. I know he came in the hearse, so I'm not sure what's going on with We're that. We're going to have to take better security precautions from now on. Let me, let, if, before we get to our next caller, I'm behind on spots and I think I can get caught up here, Bart. So Already? let me zip through this. Smith Janitorial Supplies has been providing you your paper, chemical, and janitorial needs since 58. Call Mike Dvorak at Smith Janitorial Supply on Main Street in downtown Owasso. Well, the athletes are back in school playing for pride, and unfortunately, injuries are a fact of sports life. Sobak's Home Medical Equipment Store is available for all your needs. See Dick Sobak, and the crowd is still coming in down here at Risto. For all your insurance needs, call or visit the Sobis Insurance Agency on the boulevard in historic Chesonee. Sobis Insurance Agency open Monday through Friday and available for appointments on the weekends. Protect your car from rust takeover. See the bumping and painting experts at Stewart Street Auto, 1225 West Stewart Street in Dutchtown, Owasso. VG's, where people make the difference. That's your spot for groceries and more. North M52, Owasso. Hey, are you looking for a new ride? Well, see the folks at Young Oldsmobile Cadillac on East M21 in Owasso. That's your next stop. Young Olds, number one in mid-Michigan. All right, Bartman, who's next up? We have got Mike from Corona. Well, keep Mike on the line for one second. I believe we are going to make our official presentation of 100 bucks tonight, all right? All righty. So keep him on the line. We're going to get a little noise from the Owasso crowd. Come on up here right now, Owasso. If you want the $100 for the Sports Boosters Club, we need some noise. We need some noise on this microphone up here. Woo! No. It's gotta be better than that. We gotta get we gotta get you up here for one second. Come on. Come on up. Up here. Get them going. Everybody, come on. No, hold on. Come on, they're stubborn. Cartman, they're stubborn. I should just hold They're cracking down. the whip. They're they're starting to get up here now. Alright. I'll give them a one, two, three. Come on up. Owasso Trojans. Owasso. Right up here. Right up here. They are stubborn, Bart. 
I'm telling you, it's going to take me a second to get them gathered here. Let me remind people, we've got 15 minutes left in the program. 517-725-1925. All right, don't say anything until I give you the countdown to three. Let's get more people up here. Come on. We need as many Trojan fans as we can get. Trojans! We need the Trojan fans up here. Get up kind of around that microphone right there, all right? I'm going to count it down. Last call for Trojans. All right. Andy, careful. Back off a little bit. All right, here we go. You're gonna, I'm just going to say one, two, three. You guys come up with whatever you want for a while, so. All right. Do it really loud, though, all right? And then do a big, loud cheer. I can't believe I'm saying all this stuff, Bart. I really cannot believe I am encouraging these Trojans. Wait, we're going to give Corona, we're going to give Corona a chance, too. We're going to give Owasso the shot first. All right. Are you ready, Owasso? Yeah. Are you ready? Well, bring them up here. This, this is good for a hundred bucks to the Sports Boosters Club. We want to know who the loudest, all right? This isn't for free. This is a hundred dollars on the line. Courtesy of the castle. All right, folks, are we ready yet? Are you ready? I'm going to count you down. One, two, three. Does that tell you what kind of crowd we have tonight? Huh? Sounds like a good crowd. We gotta make it even though. We gotta have Corona now. Corona gets their chance. Now, now don't crowd the mic. You gotta be back where they were. You gotta be back where they were. Alright, you're good. Alright, hold on. Alright, here we go. You guys, are you guys set? What do you want to say? Are you set? You go, say whatever you want to say. We got to do a vote. And Bart, you're checking the needles back at the studio, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Are you guys ready? Are you Cavaliers ready? You know, what's the one on the football field? All right, here we go. Now, don't be getting too close to the mic either. That's not fair. All right, here we go. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. I don't know. That is pretty close. That's pretty close. They won the battle, but we will win the war. Hey, Chad, let's get a football and do some inside football here right now. <laughs> All right. I tell you what, it was very close, Bart, but I don't know. I, I hate. What do you think? You're going to have to tell me. Uh, tell are, we me going by, are we going by sheer volume or are we sheer going by volume. sustain? I think sheer volume and noise level. Sheer volume, we're going to have to go with Owasso, but Corona's cheer was like a lot longer. It All stayed right. in the red a lot longer. All right, well, Corona had a good cheer, and they get a lot of great thoughts for effort, but it's going to have to make it a sweep tonight. Owasso wins it. There. There will be a $100 check on the way to the Owasso Sports Boosters Club, courtesy of Z92.5 in the castle. Hey, Sports Boosters Club, courtesy of 
Z92.5 in the castle. Hey, and if Owasso wants to be uh, more friendly-like, they can maybe share some of that with Corona for the effort, but that's entirely up to them. All right, Bart, who we got on the line? Ah, let's see if Mike's still there. Mike, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here, Teddy. Okay, what is, what's going on, friend? What a ball game. What a ball uh, game. Unbelievable. I don't think, uh, I don't think I've ever seen an NHL ball game like that before in my life. Oh, no, Mike, I haven't either. And uh, you and me are pretty much in the same era. Uh, I, I just want to ask you a question. Uh-huh. Has anybody, I haven't been able to listen to all of your talk shows, look right. at most of it, but right. not all. Has anybody brought up the thing, I'm sitting there with a minute and 30 seconds to go in the game, wondering why are we trying to score? Why does the quarterback not drop to his knees? Owasso does not have any timeouts left. Take 25 seconds off the clock. Tell my quarterback, do not snap that ball until you get a five-yard penalty against you. Then take 25 more seconds off the clock. You take a penalty, and, again, and they're down to 40 seconds to go on the eight-yard line, 92 yards away from a touchdown. I don't, I don't understand why we even tried to score. Oh, I know. Well, I, you know, I hate to speculate myself, but there was there was a lot of weird things going on in that last stretch, wasn't there? There really was. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Well, I made the comment on the air, to tell you the truth, Mike, when there was a minute and a half left and they had we the ball. We shouldn't even like been the turning on thought, the ball, Ted. Oh, I we should have been going down to our knees. Well, they had no timeouts left. I know. The clock is going to run. You're right. They, I, know, you know, I, I know don't what understand you're why we even tried to score. Well, you know, uh, Coach Curtis will be reliving some things in his mind tonight. Let's just leave it well, at that. You know, oh, definitely. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying. I, me as personally, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not the coach. So oh, I know. I'm just saying, me personally, I, I would not have even tried to score as we're driving in there. Just have my players go down to their knees and take the five-yard penalty. You know, that's the way I would have done it. Well, frankly, we're kind of scary because I was I was commenting on the same thing on the air there, Mike. Oh, I didn't. I see. I didn't have my Walkman. I usually listen to you. I didn't have my Walkman tonight, but uh, I was just sitting there. I, I was puzzled. I couldn't believe we were trying to score. I couldn't understand why we just didn't go to our knees. Uh, we already had a four-point lead. Right. Um, it would have taken. At no, least no, we seconds. had a bigger lead than that because when we had the four-point lead, Owasso tried the onside kick. No, I'm saying when we scored our last, when Corona scored their last touchdown, right, and we had to kick off to Owasso after we scored, and that left a minute and thirty some seconds to go in the game. Well, Corona was up by ten at that point. Right. But why did we even try to score that last touchdown? Why didn't our guys just go down to their knees and run the clock? I mean, I'm just guessing. You know, I'm just saying that if I was, a, if I would have been, and it's easy to second guess. Oh yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not criticizing Chris at all. I'm just saying if I was coach, I would have had my quarterback take a five-yard penalty. Do not snap the ball till you get a delay a game, and do the same thing. That takes 50 seconds off the clock and you're down to 40 seconds to go in the game, and they're 98 yards away from scoring. Well, let's face it, Mike. From one Cavalier to another, it was a tough one. But that boy, was, was a tough I, one to I, take. I want, I want to congratulate both the Wasa players and the Corona players and both coaches. Right. And that was, it was, well, I, I just, and I was watching Channel 6 News just before I'm yeah. sitting here back and forth. They said that there were 70, Channel 6 News yeah. said there were 7,500 people at the ballgame. Doesn't surprise me. Does 7, not surprise me. 7,500 people and a $2,500 
Real good, real good. I bet you are. Uh, best football game that uh, I've seen. You know, everybody's saying great high school game, but uh, beats most college games I've seen. Oh, yeah. That's the greatest game I've ever seen. What a finish. An unbelievable finish, Ed. Did you play football at Owasso by chance? Oh, well, St. Paul. St. Paul. Same, so okay. you know that I'm an old guy. Yeah, well, that's all right. <laughs> From one old guy to another, <laughs> that it, was a heck of a game. You know, Corona used to beat up on us every year. So I, yeah. I took a little extra delight in tonight's victory. But uh, I, I want to compliment the, uh, you know, both teams. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Corona came from behind to win that ball game. Well, yeah, everybody there thought they had it. You know, and they were they were behind, and they rallied and came back, took the lead. And then, uh, unfortunately for them, they, you know, Owasso did the same thing. Mm -hmm. but, uh, what a great game. It was absolutely the incredible. The excitement was unbelievable. And uh, the people I feel really sorry for are the Owasso fans that, when there was about two minutes left, got up and headed for their car. Right, right. It was probably about a third of the crowd there in the bleachers. I know. Got up and walked. Well, the ones that did stick around made a lot of noise there with 10 seconds to go when Troy Smith caught that pass from Jared Dome, didn't they? Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was unbelievable. You know, I, I, I walk in the Lions, but uh, I'm not going to walk on a high school team. I think those folks need to stick around and watch the end of the game. Good words there, Ed. Now, you want to give me a score on the Lions and Bill? Uh, no, but I do want to say that... No, you uh, got to. You so, have to. All right, uh, 23-10 Lions. 23-10. to 10. Although, it could easily be the other way around, the way Lions... Play. All right, what else did you want to say? I didn't mean to cut you off or scold you. Um, I, I don't even remember, but um, I've got a unique privilege tonight. I'm sitting here. I don't know if you saw the picture of the trophy. Yes, the I did. You have it? Yeah, it's sitting right here on my computer desk. <laughs> and I'm going to take it out to Ole at the uh, trophy shop here in Owasso uh, Prime Monday. Get that baby engraved. Get grave. that plate made, and uh, we're ready to give it at the 300 raffle away to uh, to the Owasso team well, this help, year. Help join me, Ed, because, uh, you know, once one more time right here, I want to thank every one of our sponsors who make these broadcasts possible because we had a lot of people listening to the game tonight on the radio. And uh, anytime you're in any of the sponsors' businesses, tell them how much you appreciate it when you do get a chance to listen. In, in the sponsors you got are some of the best businesses in the county. Uh, I heard you talk about Graham's, mm -hmm. Gilbert's. Absolutely. Um, Sobacks, I don't know who else, but... It's just a long list of people who are not only good businessmen, but good citizens. Well, I'll tell you, Ed, it wasn't a hard sell. They said, where do I sign up? Okay, here we go. And it was it was awesome. It was really awesome. Great oh. show tonight. And I was down to Restos till about 1130, and I want to recommend to all your fans they get on there because it was a lot of fun. It was a happening place tonight, wasn't it? i got to go to Columbus in the morning. That's the only reason I left. All so. right, Ed. Have get, a good night. Get some rest and go Buckeyes, right? You betcha. All right. What, 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 no, no, no. I want to see Iowa play football. Oh, you're after the Hawkeyes. Yeah, you betcha. All right, buddy. Good night. See you, Ed. Bart? Yes. Now, is the Phantom ready to go on air? You think if we have callers coming, he'd uh, let us slide a little? I think he'll let us slide. He just pulled in, as a matter of fact. And do we have callers? We have two more callers. Well, you better, I, you better ID us first, and we'll stay on for at least these two callers, and then we'll play it by ear from there. Z92.5 FM Ashley, WJSZ, The Castle, playing the hits you want to hear. All righty, and we have got Andy from Morris on the line. Who's that again? Andy from Morris. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, Risto was giving me a pizza offer. I couldn't uh -oh. refuse it. See you guys. Some other friends came down. Andy! Yeah! You win, you know, from last week. I did. You won. I you, did. You won our contest. What I 
What'd you, I, what'd you, I guess? <laughs> you predicted that uh, the Wolverines would win by seven over the Irish. Oh, and that's all what right. exactly they won by. Now, you didn't win a free dinner because you didn't nail the score exactly. Okay. But you won a free movie pass for two here at the beautiful Owasso Cinemas. Well, excellent. So I'll get that out the station for you. All right. Now, uh, I know you got a big game tomorrow night. Is that what you're calling about? Well, that's one of the things. Uh, and I was going to invite you. If you come on up, come out with the press box. We'll put you on the air. You will? You're, you're going to do it on television? Yes. Are you? Yep. Well, I, I have to be very honest with you. I've been invited to a wedding in the neighborhood, and i got to go to that. that. That's cool. Yeah. Mike Selleck. You know Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Having a little get-together tomorrow night. Great. All right. Uh, I just wanted to plug real quick uh, the Morris Girls basketball team. Do it. Uh, big victory over Fowler this week. Yes, they did. Fowler was unbeaten. Yes, they were eighth ranked, and uh, Morris has beat in uh, successful weeks uh, Potterville and Fowler. Now, who's coaching Morris this year? Is it Lemire? That's what I thought. Yeah. They lost their first game to St. Pat's, and then they've won uh, seven in a row now. Mm-hmm. They've got those uh, the Fab Four, those girls that uh, started as freshmen it. and sophomores, and now they're juniors. Uh-huh. So we're looking for big things this year. Well, I'll tell you what. That Morris Athletic Program seems to be in good hands over there. Uh, the athletic director is Roger Leach, right? Yes. And doing a great job. Of course, you, uh, you spent a lot of your time helping out the athletic programs, and it's paying off. And yep. Bill McCarrick has the fighting Oriole football team rocking and rolling. They got a big game tomorrow night. Quickly, yeah, tell us, give us a preview. League. Give us a preview on that. Ah, uh, the winner of that game will win the league. That's it. That's bottom the, line. That is. That's that is the bottom line. Well, if somehow Mike can put off his wedding uh, reception there. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to work. I'll no, just have to get the so. report from you next Friday. Sure. All right, Andy. Give me a score on the Lions and Bills. Thirty to ten, Buffalo. Let me see. Do I have that? Thirty to ten, Buffalo. Nope, that's yours. Okay. You, good luck to you, and I'll drop this pass out the radio station. You can pick it up next week. Okay, thanks, Dad. See you later. All right, come bye. Bye. All righty, anybody else there, Bartman? Why not? We have uh, Nick at Night from Corona. Nick at Night from Corona. Nick, give it to me. Hey, Ted. How are you? All right. Oh, I left with a minute 30 left. You left, Sue? Yeah. I snoozed. <laughs> you, you were, you were one of those. You're one of those people on the way home that I was dogging on, huh? Uh-huh. So you had it on your radio and were going, uh, oh, my I, God. I couldn't believe it. I know. That, that is so rare what happened. You know, I, I, no timeouts, a minute 30. I just, and the crowd of fans were ribbing me really bad. Were they? You were over there in that area, huh? Yeah. Oh, that'll teach you. What? Uh, nothing. But it'll just teach you for leaving early. Huh? It'll just teach you for leaving early. Oh, I, What's your hurry, Sue? Why go home? Um, they were ribbing me. Oh, I got you. So you couldn't take the heat. I couldn't take the heat. All right. Well, it was a whale of a game anyway. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you could tell what was going on at the end, but we did our best. Uh, I forgot my headphones, Ted. That's all right. No, I meant on your way home. Or did you walk? I, I didn't. I walked into my... I walked in and I turned the television on. Yeah. I heard 30 to 27. Uh, I, like, I, wow. I thought I was hearing things. Nope, you were. Well, quickly give me a 24 score. 24 to 20, uh, Detroit. 24 to 20. Let's see. Does anybody have it? Nope. You must have been paying attention. Well, I had 24 to 21. But... Okay. Somebody... We got you down, Sue. Okay, Ted. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nick at night. Anybody else here at the Bistro want to get in on the contest? Make a pick on the Lions and the Bills right up here. Predictions. Predictions. Right now, come up to the mic. Last call. Last call. Feedback. You got to get on the mic. Go ahead. 17-14, Bills. Mike Val. 17-14, the Bills. 
Does anybody have that? Let me just double check real quick. There's a lot of. Oh, feedback. We can't hear you that far away. You gotta come. I'm turning you down now. Forget about it. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Bart. Anybody else waiting? Why, yes, there is. A, someone claiming to be a relative of yours, as a matter of fact. Oh, I can't believe that. Let's see who it is. Ay, uh, All right, we'll, we'll give it a shot. Uh-oh. I, I think this finger is a, by the, you know what? I think this is a, maybe a real distant relative of yours. Oh, no. All right, go ahead. Cousin Ted. Cousin Ted. This Habib, America's party store. This is who? Quite a super rat. How you do? You're at the Super Rat? We're, we're so happy, cousin, because we listen to you broadcast game and Quad Cavaliers win. We should be undefeated right now in uh, go-to playoff game. Are you related to Dick that called earlier? No, this is Habib, America's party store. We're over here in Corona. Uh-huh. Corona Super Rat. Uh-huh, Habib, I see. All right. How well, you do? I do good. How you do? We have a good time tonight. We go to game here, broadcast on radio. We take Walkman and listen to games from Cousin Ted. You 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 enjoyed that, huh? Ah, you all do great, great show. Oh. You, you you should be on to do you for games from Michigan University. <laughs> all right. Do you want to give a prediction on the on the Bills and Lions? Bills and Lions. Yeah. Who's Twenty-one to three. Twenty-one to three. Who? Detroit, my Motown Monsters. <laughs> We got the Lions, the Bad Cats. We got the on the way to Super Bowl. They might be. Oh, we on our way. We got the. We got the. All got to do is take care of the babysitter for uh, this is Scotty Mitchell because he he has trouble, you know. Right. You follow. When a lot you come of by my store, you come by. We got the winning lottery ticket for you too. All right, I'll be by. We right. have a special tonight for all Cavalier fans because they won tonight. We should be undefeated. The Cavaliers got offered. Two for one on the Budweiser beer. <laughs> all right, well, you save that lottery ticket for me, all okay, right? Okay, cousin, have you come by some door soon, and we'll see you soon. We'll, Thank you, brother. Will do. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> Bart, that, that sounds like that was really a call for the Phantom. You know what I mean? It could very well have been. I think he's, he claimed to be a relative of yours. You know, I figured, hey, he might have priority. You never know. I think I recognize the voice, so, but that, that's fine. Anything? I think he's actually the guy that does work down at the front of Super Rat. It sounds a lot like it. I really do think so myself. But I think I think we're going to wrap this up. What do you think of that? We can do that. Or we only any... have one more call. Well, then let's you. get the caller. Let's All get right, the let's caller. let's talk to Brad from Owasso. Brad, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. You, yeah, you tried earlier and you couldn't get through, right? Yeah, sorry that I hung up, Mr. Patel. That's okay. What's going on tonight? Well, I'm just saying it was a great game by Owasso. It Come was. Back. It was an awesome game. Yeah. Now, are you a student at Owasso or a recently graduated out of Owasso, or what's going I'm a, on? I'm a student. Yeah? I was there in the sidelines. Everyone left, the students, but real fans like me and, like, John Ali and a bunch of people, we were there. Right. We were cheering. We were cheering on. We knew we'd come back. So you stuck it out the whole way. Yeah. And you got to enjoy the big celebration. Yeah. Now, were you, you weren't over there uh, earlier this week painting anything on the field, were you? Nope. <laughs> All right. That goes, that, that's uncalled for. Yeah. Yeah, it should, we should stay away from that kind of stuff. You're right. But I'll tell you what. Enjoy this victory tonight, Brad. We will. And you want to give me a score on the Lions and Bills? Yeah, 27-13 Lions. Let me see if we've got that. 27-13. Just a minute. 27-13. It's all yours, Brad. All right? All right, thanks. Hey, thanks for checking in with me. Thanks, Mr. Patel. That's uh, all right. I'll talk to you later. See you later. Bye-bye. A polite young gentleman there calling me Mr. Patel. Mr. Yeah, gotta Patel. Li- gotta like that, Bart. Gotta like that. All right, I'm going to wrap this up, okay? 
I just want to say once again, 30 to 27, that basically says it all, Owasso over Corona. And uh, I want to thank everybody that called and participated in the program tonight. I want to thank my sponsors. In fact, I need a little music, don't I? There you go. Now we're up to speed. I knew something was missing. Well, tonight's show was brought to you by the great folks at Maine Beverage. We distributed some of their merchandise here tonight. We want to thank the Sportsnet Michigan team, Z92.5, and, of course, Risto's Bistro, your home of the finest food, finest beverages, and finest service. Don't forget to tip those waitresses out here. They're working really hard for you. And I want to thank all the callers, everybody out there in Radio Land. Thank you to the Bartman for producing this thing tonight called the Sports Forum. We're here every Friday night live from Risto's Bistro, downtown Owasso. Now, about 10 minutes late, but I'm going to turn things over to the Phantom, Eric Loveless and the music of the night. On behalf of everybody involved in the broadcast tonight, I'm Ted Patel saying so long, everybody. Let's be careful out there, and I'll talk to you next week. So long. also unbeaten, 37 to nothing. Their defense has been as impressive as any in the nation. Brian Greasy, 16 of 26 for a 204. They are underway at the shoe, Iowa and Ohio State. It is zip-zip in this one. Again, this is all about Tavian Banks taking on Andy Katzenmoyer, certainly one of the headlines. Michigan State romps Minnesota. The question in the state of Michigan, who is better? The Spartans or the Wolverines, 31-10. Michigan State leading the Golden Gophers, 31-10. Our primetime coverage, and we stick with the Big Ten. The Badgers of Wisconsin against the Wildcats of Northwestern. Northwestern struggling and in danger because of their schedule. PPG Premium Paint, the right man. Time tonight, Ron Dan is your featured star with more on the game. Let's give it to Adrian Karsten. Just hours now before kickoff here in Evanston, Illinois, there's a real feeling that if you go from three wins in one year to the Rose Bowl the following year, then to the Citrus Bowl, but then start your 97 campaign with a two and three record, something's missing. So now all the questions have begun. Where has all the magic gone? Why isn't Northwestern winning the games they should when Gary Barnett, the head coach, claims that they have the talent to be undefeated at this point? Well, Barry Gardner, his first ever junior captain, thinks he has the answer. Right now, I think our team is is, is lacking the attitude, the, the type of fire, the the the, uh, the dominating, the, the relentless attitude, and that's something that we have to, we have to get in order to win. You can't, you won't be able to go to any bowl game, you won't win any Big Ten games unless you have that type of attitude. Now, the Wildcat coaching staff has given us three keys to beating the Badgers tonight. First of all, they've got to slow down, if not stop, the Great Dane. Last week against Purdue, Northwestern's defense gave up 268 yards on the ground.
down, whereas Dane had nearly that much himself against Indiana. Secondly, they figure they've got to throw the ball if they're going to win. And thirdly, special teams. And to that end, remember, the quarterback Tim Hughes for Northwestern is also the punter, and he has thrown out of that position in the past. Keep an eye on him. A first for the Big Ten tonight when they kick off a regular season game in prime time at 7 p.m. Eastern when I join Ron Franklin and Mike Gottfried from the field. All right, Adrian, look forward to that. Ron Dane, 647 yards this season. We have that game for you at 7 o'clock tonight. Other great games this evening. For more on what to look ahead to, let's go back to Columbus. Chris Fowler and company. Well, Carl, earlier we got a little bit of an idea of what it's like to battle crowd noise, and that is always a major factor, not just here in Columbus, but also in Seattle if the Huskies are in the ballgame in the fourth quarter. The problem with Nebraska was that they fell behind early. Arizona State has to go in and deal with that crowd noise. Their last visit there two years ago was a big problem. Washington took the lead. ASU tried to come back with Jake Plummer. Couldn't get a playoff in that in that drive. How do you see the game? I want to see if Washington's going to answer the bell. They have not played a football game, obviously, since they lost to uh, Nebraska two weeks ago. Will they come out ready mentally and physically to play the game? They've been really focusing on Arizona State and stopping the running game. They're banged up a little bit at inside linebacker. I think the Huskies will stop Arizona State, and the return of Brock Hewitt is going to be big for Washington. They'll win at home. First Washington is going to be ready because it's my two favorite words. Urgency. They need this in the state in the Rose Bowl race. And redemption. They got really got blown out of one last year against Arizona. They blew that game. They should have won it. So I think they'll be back. Talk about urgency and redemption. That certainly applies to Alabama as they take on Kentucky today because the tide early conference loss to Arkansas means there is zero margin for error if they want to try to get to that championship game. You've got games of Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn still ahead, so you need this game with Kentucky. Do you think they might have trouble? You know what? I think this football game fits perfectly for Hal Mummy and the Kentucky Wildcats because Alabama without Michael Myers, they're not getting a lot of pressure on quarterbacks, let alone a quarterback that's back in the shotgun, getting rid of it as soon as he can. I think Kentucky shocks the world, and they beat Alabama today with the passing of Tim Couch and also Alabama's offense. They're not going to move the ball. Kentucky doesn't quit. Kentucky will get them. A halftime, not so fast, my friend. Alabama's got a lot of pride. Alabama will not let Kentucky beat them. Roll Tide! A woman under serious pressure was in a hurry to get out of her cabin. During doing so, she packed... And after two rounds of play... ...resulting in her death. What happened? A woman under serious pressure was in a hurry to get out of her cabin. Doing so, she packed her bag too quickly, resulting in her death. What happened? 517-725-1925. Now, this is some newer music that we thought we'd spring on you. think you might like it. Rookie of the Year honors. thing for a young player to learn. It isn't to run the, with the football. It's to learn the pass protection and the pass routes. Peyton Manning obviously upset with that particular route. And that was the concern the coaching staff had about Lewis. He's still young and learning what he's supposed to do in those passing situations. My name is Frank Maddox. I'm a baseball scout. But your underwear. I'm the next winner. 98, maybe. 98. 
hunt is on for the next hot hunk who will be the lucky winner of the structure model search. I want to take a chance. Be a nice contract. Good money. Derek Decker, come on down. The competition was buffed and tough at a regional contest in Las Vegas where judges were searching for the top ten guys who make Sin City sizzle. You didn't grow up in Las Vegas. Nobody ever grows up in Las Vegas. No, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Each of these hopefuls thinks he has what it takes to fill the job. Attitude. Earrings. <laughs> Experience. I have a stomach. Well, I got a stomach. You have I got a stomach. I have a stomach, too. Charming personality. <laughs> the judges have their own bottom line. The first thing that we look for is no love handles. Believe me, that's the most important thing, and I think it's the thing that eliminates most of the guys, unfortunately. Our winner is Ronnie Weaver! From their top ten picks, the judges choose one sexy stud who will go on to the finals and a shot at a $50,000 modeling contract. I feel like we can I'm flattered. There's a bunch of great looking guys. I'm just happy to be the one. Okay, note okay. to self. Don't <laughs> enter next year either. All right. Well, our congratulations to Ronnie Weaver. Ronnie goes off to the structure semifinals in Columbus, Ohio this month, and then with any luck to the contest finals in November in Los Angeles. Well, Michael Douglas is running for his life on screens now in the game. In past roles, he took on Glenn Close and Sharon Stone in Fatal Attraction and Basic Instinct. And he even fought the Japanese Yakuza in Black Rain. But nothing could have prepared him for his most challenging role ever, himself, as he answers your questions in this weekend's America Ask. My name is Suzanne Crawford. I'm from Atlantic City, New Jersey, and I would just like to know, is your body as gorgeous in real life as it is on the screen? My cousin Suzanne from uh, New Jersey. So good to see you, sweetheart. Nice to hear the good words. Uh, no, I have, a, I have a, lot, a lot of help in all those kind of matters, but uh, I'm looking forward to come back. I'm originally from New Brunswick, New Jersey, Suzanne, so that's why you have that certain affinity for people from Jersey. Take care. My name is Neville Singer from London, England. How difficult was it for you to be the son of a famous father and make your way in the world? That's a good question, Neville. Um, I think it takes sons and daughters of famous people a little longer to find their identity. That's why I, I talk a lot about being a late bloomer. And I think most people uh, who have famous parents it just takes them longer to find out who they are. Hope you enjoy New York. Hey, Mike. My name is Angela Merle. I'm from Jersey. And I'd like to know, what is your favorite type of movie to do, uh, romance or drama? I'm much more in the romance mode these days. It's just hard to come by. Like life, drama is so much easier to create than romance. So, um... I like to find a good romance in the movies. Hi, I'm Jake Axelbank from North Carolina. I was just wondering what it feels like to be a famous actor. Well, Jake, I hope I'll make a movie someday that you can see. Uh, I think the last one maybe was the American uh, president. I did feel sort of just like you, Jake, except sometimes uh, people treat you differently. I used to think that there's my problem. It really is other people's problems. They kind of uh, assume certain things about you other than the fact that you're just human like you jake take care buddy hope i'll make a picture you can see soon 
Michael also fielded this question from you. What is the longest line you've had to stand in? Well, Michael <laughs> thought about it for a while, then he said, well, it must have been when he visited Disneyland in its early days. That's a good question. Yeah. I like that. In his current hit comedy, In and Out, Kevin Klein shares a big smooch on screen with Tom Selleck. For his new film, Kevin hops into bed with Sigourney Weaver. And next weekend on E.T., we're going between the sheets. We're having an affair. Right. An explicitly sexual relationship. It's the 70s. Sigourney Weaver and Kevin Klein are married, but not to each other. In the ice storm, there's suburban neighbors having a fling, but they learn that free love has its price. You are sort of exploding your family life, and you are taking this huge chance. It's a new generation where we can, we can indulge all these sort of fantasies. The ice storm heats up next weekend on Entertainment Tonight. Arthritis, backaches, all muscles. Give pain the one-two punch with Icy Hot. It goes on icy to dull the pain, then gets hot to it, backs it away. Break back, give your pain the one-two punch, and knock out pain with Icy Hot. My feet are killing me eight hours a day. Nothing helps. Introducing Gold Bond Medicated Foot Powder. Three foot relievers in one. Only Gold Bond absorbs moisture, controls odor with baking soda, and stops footage. New Gold Bond Medicated Foot Powder. Finally something that really helps. Beautiful melody can rekindle memories you cherish for a lifetime. Introducing Instrumental Legends, 36 timeless classics performed by the greatest orchestras of all time. Here is a treasury of the most unforgettable songs. So many of your sentimental favorites. Every song an original hit recording. This great collection features the last of the big name orchestras and their legendary leaders. Hey, George, that's a nice little room you have up there. Lord. <laughs> it's perfect for one, you know. I could see myself living up there for a little while. Oh, Lord. <laughs> George, you always call on the Lord this much? No, no, just this once and... One time I was trapped in a burning car. <laughs> oh, uh, Ambrose, uh, uh, this is uh, Leo Wagaman. This is Casey's father. Oh, nice to meet you. Well, hello, my man. Hmm. <laughs> what are you doing to my hand? I'm building bridges. I'll be living upstairs for a while, and I just want you to know that in my eyes, we're brothers. That will come as a great shock to my mother. <laughs> Okay, George, let's talk about the rent. No, no, uh, later. Let's, uh, let's get these kids married. Oh, thank you, George. What, why, why are you winking? Because what you're really saying is that family doesn't charge family rent, right? <laughs> that, that isn't what I'm saying at all. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and, and, and stop winking. Let's get over to the kids' wedding. Okay, George, okay, I understand. No, 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 you don't. 
this wedding almost didn't take place. I mean, these, these kids have been saying for years they, they, they had no need to get married. That they, they were very happy just, just living together. But, but now with a baby, I was finally able to reason. I just don't want anything to disrupt the wedding. Well, why are you telling me that? Just call it a gut feeling. <laughs>
are they? They're walking around the building so they can come in the front door. Dad, they're going to be here. When? I don't know, but you're making me a nervous wreck. Welcome to my world. <laughs> down the aisle because I was there for her. Let it go, in. Anna! Anna! Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to honor Casey and Ted's love. And they have honored us by writing their own vows. Ted. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> Casey, we've been partners for five years and you've helped me through so many things. We met during those three months that I was going to business school, and then when I dropped out and tried law school, you were right there for me. <laughs> then, after art school, when I figured out what I really wanted to do was go to culinary school and become a chef, you were right there by my side. Those, those were good times. <laughs> So what better place to get married than here, where our dream became a reality, here in our restaurant, the Summer Street Bistro, which is open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, serving a, uh, a casual yet elegant fare and a casual yet elegant... Skip, skip down, Ted. Yeah. Um, you are my partner and my lover and my best friend, Case, and on this day, I pledge my heart to you forever. Casey, would you like to speak your heart? <clears throat> what are we really doing here? Uh-oh. I mean, if everything's great with Ted and me, which it is, and we really love each other, which we do, do we really need some piece of paper? Yes, yes, you, yes, you do. But what if marriage changes everything? I'm sorry. I need some time to think. It's okay, Case. Take all the time you need. Yeah. Casey, you're making the right choice. Don't enter into anything that you're not totally committed to. I mean, hey, what's the big deal? <laughs> I guess we've got some time to kill while they sort things out. <laughs> and I think I'm going out of my head. Shut up, Rick. All right. Now, voila. Fix you one of your favorites there. A smoked turkey sandwich with your favorite mustard, just the way you like it. What do you think, huh? The turkey's a little dry. <laughs> you know a lot of couples our age don't get married. It's just a formality. Can you respect our decision, please? Matter of fact, the turkey stinks. Marriage is just some outmoded religious ceremony that isn't even necessary in today's world. Look, Ted, I'm, I'm as I'm as hip as the next guy, but 
God is watching us. Right. Dad, I understand how you feel, but I think for the time being, you just better get used to the idea that this is the way it's going to be. He watches us, and he judges us. George. Hi, Leo. Ah, George, you look troubled. Come on, talk to you, Leo. What? The, the kids won't listen to reason. I mean, I've, I've, I've tried everything. I, I, I don't know what else to do. George, I want to say something, and this is said with love. You're not good with young people. You come off as an old man. <laughs> you know, you know I, I'm glad that was said with love, because otherwise I'd be pretty P.O.'d right now. Look, George, I got an idea. Let me go talk to them. No, no, I, I don't. I don't want you anywhere near them. Why not? They were